this time, on those conspiracy guys, we have our bug out bag at the ready and are constantly deleting our browser history as we prepare to lap up the leaks and explore the murky waters of government wrongdoings when we take a look at the war on the whistleblowers and discuss the superstars of subterfuge, Edward Snowden and Julian Assange. With the evolution of the internet infrastructure and the hacktivist community came the birth of a new type of warfare against the corrupt capitalist warlords that plague modern society. Through the earliest types of computers, activists and computer nerds have crossed intersecting boundaries of self-policing and created an environment that was a problem for the establishment. The open source nature of the internet evolved into a haven for societal mischief makers and political pranksters. With the rapid advancement of technology, the world intelligence community has been given the gift of technological saturation, with which they can enact their wet dream Orwellian mind policing for their own nefarious ends. The first signs of this shown to the public was through a lone maverick intelligence agent whose guilty conscience and moral fibre caused him to reach out and tell of his privacy annihilating nightmare. Edward Snowden told the world of this morally corrupt US government plot to steal our information and use it against our knowledge and will, and is now enemy number one in the eyes of the global intelligence community. The secrets Snowden revealed are considered the worst leak of government secrets in human history and have kickstarted a worldwide program of protests and counter-operations in internet privacy. His brush with the WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange further cements the power of this already established and decorated whistleblowing facility and shows the US government that not everything is within their control. Both Assange and Snowden are partially incapacitated at the moment but their message and materials are widely available to inform the populace. Do whistleblowers jeopardise the safety and success of modern espionage? How long will Assange and Snowden remain an enemy of a government while they stand as heroes of the people? Is whistleblowing the new pinnacle of patriotism in a world suspicious of the war and gross governmental powers? Or will the jackboot of globalisation and advances in state technologies slowly crush the burgeoning prominence of the new fifth estate? Are Assange's known criminals or heroes, and are their crimes fake to ensure their public character assassination? Are the US and UK governments spying on the world indiscriminate of race, religion or political ideologies, and creating problems for dissident political leaders in direct opposition to state sovereignty and the protection that is afforded to them. Are we on the cusp of a dystopian mind police state or can we pull back from the brink of an Orwellian nightmare? So join us co-conspirators as we pour over the leaks of classified cables and state secrets, debate the personal foibles of ideological rock stars and discuss whether we need to burn our laptops or not. This time on Those Conspiracy Guys... It's Snowden, Assange and Wikileaks. Hey everybody and welcome to this edition of Those Conspiracy Guys. We're back, it's an exciting one. It's a, Yeah, we're, we've been uh, clenching our buttholes 
yeah. all week uh, worrying about having the door bashed in. No topic more than this gets you red flagged, I yeah. don't think, for I, Googling. Anytime my mouse moved that, uh, you know, I was suspicious of it not being me. I was like, there's someone in my computer. At one time, I, I, at one point I did hit that button on my keyboard. You know that one where whenever you type something, it starts disappearing the next letter? When you go back to the insert button, yeah, whatever insert. it is. Yeah, I, I did that by accident happening? and I thought the NSA was maybe fucking with me just, a bit, just, to, just to freak me out as I was Googling stuff. Um, it, it was the insert button. I'm fine. So I'm Gordon. I'm Paul. And uh, just before we start the show, we're going to talk mm. to you about uh, a little something that we have going on over at Patreon.com. Yeah, a little, a little exciting thing we've started up. It's a crowdfunding service that we've availed of, I guess. Mm, you're familiar with those. And uh, it means that you can, you can help us out. You can let us hold a dollar. And, uh, or two or, or two or five or oh, ten well, yeah, whatever, yeah whatever whatever suits yeah whatever, don't go broke folks yeah I mean like what's five bucks yeah I tell you what five bucks is it's an oh. entry into a draw for like an awesome t-shirt or piece of merchandise that's bespokely designed by us nice to me it's usually a greasy breakfast roll that I regret <laughs> Uh, or you can join us on a, on a video chat on blab.im mm-hmm. or on Google Hangouts. Uh, you go on to patreon.com forward slash those conspiracy guys and you'll be able to find out all the stuff that you can have. Exciting, uh, exciting we've, stuff. we've made that especially for our fans. Exclusive and content. Yeah, you get outtakes and you get you know pictures of our junk and stuff like that if you want. Yeah. <clears throat> if you want. All the good Snapchats. Yeah. Um, you can also join us on Facebook, uh, join in the conversation on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at T Conspiracy Guys, Facebook.com forward slash those conspiracy guys. We're also on like Pinterest and stuff like that. If, Google if you Plus. Just, if you like like flicking through stuff and not really. That's your attention. bag if you're that guy. Yeah, I mean mm, pictures. So uh, the show this time is uh it's An quite one. a contentious it's, episode, yeah. It is. It's it's, it's Edward it's, Snowden, it's, it's Julian Assange. It's it's whistleblowing at its finest. Yeah, and we have a, a, a our own whistleblowing guest. We do. Uh, in in the studio today in Conspiracy Towers. We have Aidan Killian. Hi, Aidan. Hello, gentlemen. It's good to be here. It's good oh, to have you here. That's nice to hear. That's good. We've been we've been warming up and chatting with Aidan uh, mm. over the last little while, and uh, mm. he's uh, mad as a clot sack full of ferrets. Yes, that's, that, awesome. that's me. That's I'm awesome. a mad as a clock sack full of ferrets. It's actually my nickname in school. <laughs> clot sack. I don't know what it is. Clot sack Killian. I mean, you had me at ferret. Uh, Aidan is a is a, a well renowned Irish comedian, mm. uh, author. And a uh, general man about town. Yeah. Uh, and general he's, gadabout he's, broadcaster. He's written a book. Mm-hmm. And the book is called Dear Plonker. Mm-hmm. And it's about sticking up two fingers uh, to the man. And uh, could you tell us a small bit about your book, Aidan? I can. It is about sticking up two fingers to the man. But much more than that, it's about empowering yourself. I didn't plan to write the book. I never chose to write a book. What happened was I went through these experiences myself, such as a phone company, uh, sent me a text message I had a choice I could have just ignored it silence is acquiescence I could have let them advertise to me against my consent or I could have not paid my bill so I didn't pay my bill they didn't like it at first and eventually they agreed and then I said right you admitted full fault if you do that again I'll bill you 100 euros three more texts came I got 300 euros from them so for me it was like ooh I can have a lot of fun with letters I started doing these letters holy shit boss fighting back yeah Yeah, I did it for credit card debt collectors solicitors e-flow that's the uh, you even did it on your house right uh, well I I learned stuff about my uh, house originally but I lost that so that didn't make it into the book I mentioned it but it's not one of the victories I talk about mainly 11 chapters and 11 different victories and how you could use that information it's really basic and i make do it, it yourself and turn easy. it around and it's i mean people go oh that's the free man or that's the sovereign or something i've taken bits from everything and i've used it from beginning to end real letters what i sent what they sent and it's real life it's not like i uh, you know do this thing and it's not like a ross or carol kelly fiction 
or like a David Icke wishy-washy general like let's do this it's it's actual Reptilians. things you actually did <laughs> reptilians there's no reptilians in your book of course there's reptilians in my book you oh. just can't see them yeah they're the ones that uh, send the letters that he gets the money for yeah he, so basically there is a reptilian the tv license guy sent me a letter right uh-huh and i'm pretty sure he's a reptilian yes uh, I'm, I, 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 I'm not documenting it but <laughs> no but they, I, I got the tv license things i i don't know whether i have a tv or not mm-hmm. it's my business i mean i can tell you guys and all your listeners because mm-hmm. we're friends but I don't have a TV. But oh. they don't know that. So I wrote back to them. I said, you know, are you claiming that I have a television? And if you are claiming that I have a television, please document it. They couldn't do that. Long legal spiegel nonsense. Mm-hmm. So then when they when they kept writing to me, I was having fun. At this stage, I knew I was going to write a book. And you had nothing to lose pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. So I made my own currency. That's what the bankers do, right? They just issue yes. their own paper. They call it currency. We presume it's money. But money, as per its definition, is something with a value. Yes. This, this what you're offering, is valuable. Some people will download this and they'll go, this is valuable to me. This is worth money. I want to contribute to these guys. I On patreon.com forward slash those conspiracy guys. Ooh, yeah, jump in there. <laughs> so you get value Hey, you got to plug your book. We got to, what we got to, we got to do something. The something. Dear Plonker on www.aidenkillian.com. So... No, that's so, his actual website, so everybody. I, it's AidenKillian.com. Just th- go and check it out. Thank, uh, thanks. So with the TV license, guys, I issued my own currency. And I said, it says on your website that you accept payment in MasterCard and credit card. Do you also take one? Go fuck yourselves. That's your oh, currency yeah, yeah. called. Um, yeah. So I cut out a little old 50p piece of paper, like faced with those five sides, like a 50 pence piece. Mm-hmm. And I put one go fuck yourself on it and drew a little picture. And I defined it as having a value. Each one go fuck yourself had a value of 160 euros, which is the oh. currency that they claimed that they were owed for a TV license, blah, 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 blah. That's a fine rate to start. Huh? So, yeah, I know. I thought it was reasonable. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't not accept it. They they didn't send me my what? money back and they wrote me more legal spiegel. And I said, what? Just so I just said, they kept the money. They kept just the money. Just on the off chance that it may someday be worth something. I don't, maybe he went and lodged in the central bank. Oh I have God. no idea what he did with it. Okay. But, it but, could get, it could get like floated on the stock market yeah, yeah. so it's like he fractionally reserved GFYs it. are up seven today <laughs> yeah. <Come on. laughs> so the uh, so ultimately then I wrote back well hang on a second you have my money so therefore you're now in debt to me mm. please provide me with the money that you owe me or I claim the right to call you a thief then they didn't send it back. I'm like, dear thief, I don't deal with criminals, blah, blah, blah. So it was just anyway. very, very clever, like tort and contract law, like counter offers and counter offers that you managed to be able to just make them leave you alone for, for fear yes. of having to go to court and spend extra money trying to finagle money. They're like, this fella is just fucking annoying the shit out of me now. I not even bought. Like you did have fun with them, right? I had so. I remember much seeing fun. your show last year. So much fun. Uh, and and you were talking live, reading out the letters that of <laughs> the transcripts with the guys on the phone. They were ringing them up, going, um, "In listen, uh, don't be nine or anything, but uh, he owes money." And then he he go into like a big diatribe about how he was having to crack with him, being like, ah, now, come on now. I, I don't. Uh, this is a really bad aid in killing I don't sound like come that. Here, I, I come over, bring you out for dinner and all, and, uh, you know, we can talk about how much I owe you and all this. is really very, very funny. Like, but how, how, how has that affected you now? Like, are you, do you, are you being hounded now for money still? Are they still sending you letters? Uh, I might get like an annual letter now, but I just used to like get, a Christmas card or whatever. Them. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not, they don't <laughs> wish me. They're not really big into, they don't celebrate Christmas in the banks. They leave Christ yeah, out of Christmas. No. It's the holidays now. Happy it's holidays. It's the day off work, right? It's the X in Xmas that they put on the bottom of the, the loan contract, I guess. Mm. So, so when they come after me now, I have fun and they very rarely do. But at one stage, I was very angry. 
and I used that anger to defend myself, to look after myself. And you can mm-hmm. see that in some of my early letters. Uh, I put in the ones that I regret and I'm kind of embarrassed about now as well. But most of them, I'm kind well, of It's a young with- you, though, trying to stick up for yourself and now yeah. they end up getting sucked into a vacuum of a cycle of debt that could last you well into your 50s or 60s, which is what, what has happened in Ireland a lot uh, with a lot of American listeners. And during the crash, like a lot of people got caught in like huge vacuums of negative equity where they spent two or three hundred thousand more on a house than they should have mm-hmm. and when the market crashed it happened in america too but people are still reeling from that now where they're they're, they're stuck they're caught they're jammed yeah their in, life has changed forever right? in a house that they'll never be able to move from because you know yeah. and they're paying way more than they should be paying for it and will be until you know bono ends up getting all that debt forgiveness and i would suggest the vast majority if not all have would be able to break their mortgage agreements anyway well, this is what you did. You broke your mortgage agreement. You just went, yeah. take the house. It's worth, yeah, you it's worth as much as you're asking for. Gathered I don't up want your it. testicles and said, I, fuck this shit. Uh, I, I, I stood up against them the best I could. And I learned along the way. And sometimes it worked. And sometimes it didn't uh, work. work. Er, like originally it didn't work. What I mean, okay, so for me, I believe in debt forgiveness. And I don't just say that, but I back it up with my actions. I borrowed money from a bank. I didn't pay them back. And I forgave myself. Hey. Nice. but you gotta remember like Jesus I'm not an expert with the Bible or anything but Jesus oh. the, the, the man who represents infinite love and compassion towards all human beings didn't judge the lepers didn't judge anybody made a weapon with his own two hands and went in and took on the bankers yeah, yeah. now I'm not saying we should kill everybody at Goldman Sachs JP Morgan Morgan Stanley AIB Anglo-Irish Bank etc but <laughs> if yeah. Jesus did yeah I mean yeah if Jesus said it was okay well they did that in Vietnam last year where there was a whole lot of bankers caught for you know, fraudulent behavior that mm. ended up costing people millions of dollars. And right. they, they brought about eight or nine of them out in front of a crowd full of people and lopped their heads off. Whoa, I didn't even know that. Yeah, the shit's crazy, man. So like... Vietnam! That, that Vietnam! Stuff, that, stuff ha- that stuff happens. I mean... That's where the real shit happens. If, Robin Williams people, there's businessmen in Ireland that are still allowed to do that kind of thing. And it's it's great mm. that, you can, that you can stand up and kind of speak the truth. But be able to go down a, a dark and lonely road... Uh, right behind Robert Frost and be like, look you at... You are not alone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our, our, our hero, we're talking about whistleblowers today, but Julian Assange, mm. he, ins- he inspired me at least, if yeah. not many people, and saved an entire country. Iceland got yeah. saved by Julian Assange and his creation of WikiLeaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He so, showed the corruption of the bankers and if we had that in, in Ireland or in, in America or in Canada, mm, yeah. maybe the bankers wouldn't have taken the wealth from the masses and put it in the hands of the few. All I'm saying is that is one of the many reasons. If we'd have had the proof... Well, that something like what had happened in Iceland had happened here. Who knows how we would have reacted? Well, I think with no I think, proof that you're, you're that like there were disgusting fraudulent activities on behalf of banks. No doubt, our media would have yeah. taken that information and put it in the papers. And yeah, of course. The and, Irish, and, the and, Irish and, people have a have a very very strong uh, feeling towards most kind of political situations. Where I think it could be summed up in uh, Asher, it'll be grand. Mm. Uh, sure, is is the sure phrase we'll be over here Ara, sure. look come on we go for a pint and forget about it and of then just let it fester you know? fluoridated Guinness yeah mm. we're <laughs> telling you what to do so you're doing a show at the moment about whistleblowers called the holy trinity of whistleblowers where we talk about Snowden Assange mm-hmm. and Bradley Chelsea Manning mm-hmm. um, I saw that show live it's great it's a lot of heavy information very deftly sprinkled upon people's minds that maybe wouldn't be like our listeners who have probably heard or seen or, or watched the likes of Terminal F and Citizen 4 and We Steal Secrets, which we'll be talking about later on in the show. But you were you were kind of 
throwing out these ideas to people in a in a like a huge theater full of people who were they probably know you uh you were you were filming a video that'll be available hopefully soon online uh the same night and it was an hour of really kind of mind opening stuff for a lot of people i was sitting beside a woman and she she went from roaring laughing to roaring crying that's um, the sign of a great comedian. Yeah. Well, she was she <laughs> oh, was even devastated. She was fucking shaking, holding herself like shaking like a shitting dog, roaring, crying at the Seriously? end. I swear to God, ah. like. But some of the things we're going yeah. to talk about later, like uh, Bradley Chelsea Manning, mm. uh, we'll, we'll decide on a pronoun for, your for him, her, as we talk about him later on. But um, the videos that that he kind of leaked uh, to to Assange through WikiLeaks. I ended up like really emoting some people and they, mm. they, it's like, I'm totally desensitized to that shit and all of this Snowden stuff and all of these like internet, like swip swaps and Tor and 4chan and being on Reddit and seeing like, you know, or forward slash watch people die. Like I, I've seen some fucking <laughs> awful stuff on the internet and I was completely desensitized to it. But to be sitting beside a woman at your show who saw this, uh, basically like a, a massacre video from the film, uh, from the, from the camera of a Black Hawk helicopter shooting a load of innocent news reporters on the streets in, in, in Iraq. And you're like, fuck, that's heavy, man. Yeah. And she's roaring, crying. I'm like, sure, what are you talking about? I've seen way worse than that, man. Did you ever see that fella getting his head chopped off by the ISIS? Like, that's fucking... What about that I, woman I was, getting stoned? Yeah, I was looking at oh. her going, oh my God, you've never, you've never been exposed to any of this material ever. And she was really like, I didn't know that this shit is happening. So you, you give like a... She was quite a lot of dick jokes. Yeah, she's like, hey, Ian Killian, maybe he might take his top off. Um, <laughs> Ooh, so, look at those hairy nipples. Love is that. Ha, ha, ha. I love, I love comedy. Chest. It's in the shape of a heart. Very comedy nipples. Um, but like, for a lot of people, I guess, apart from the woman I was sitting beside, a lot of people that were taking this information in for the first time, and some information we're going to share with you in the show, folks, you, you might not have heard of. Hmm. You might have heard like the general story or whatever. But like, how do you feel when you're telling people that? How do they react mostly? Like, is it surprise? Is it shock? Is it anger is a disbelief is it first of all gordon i'd like to say thank you very much for giving away the end of my show mm-hmm. uh, but yes i do i do well, play people, i'm very happy i'm, I'm very happy here okay. from america dude they're not gonna come and watch you, what you yeah they are they're gonna fly over and they're gonna <laughs> see tea. but yeah put, we'll have a I'd, cup of tea in my house I'd put I'll a spoiler a, alert in the edit uh, so no I'm, I'm okay with that at the end of the show i show collateral murder which as you well know is the video released on wikileaks chelsea manning i, I will refer to as bradley manning because we're referring to a time where Bradley, uh, Chelsea Manning uh, referred to herself as he and Bradley. So Bradley, yeah, with and it's, way, it's way less confusing for us because we have Bradley Manning written all over our notes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Bradley, Bradley, Bradley. So yeah, we yeah. say he for the minute. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, with respect. So Bradley yeah. at that time released this information, uh, went to the mainstream papers. They ignored it, went to WikiLeaks, boom, released. I think it's 250,000 files, yeah, many, many, many files. And some of the stuff was very heavy, the videos. And one of them, collateral murder, mm-hmm. one of many of them, you can see, as you mentioned, uh, from four miles away, a helicopter, soldiers shooting innocent, unarmed people. And it just so happens that some of them are journalists. One of them's a Reuters journalist, mm. and, and there's a kid there. But the comments as the guys we, are doing is cold as ice. Like we, we, yeah, yeah, because they're trained, right? They're, they're completely like... They're, but one, they, one of the guys laughing. is even going oh, like, come on, give, it, say, give us the word, give us the yeah. word. We want Pick to up a gun, pick up the gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's very impatient to kill but, people. Looking yeah, for an excuse, but, yeah. But, but yeah, showing this video at a comedy club... For 200 was, people... Was very difficult. I'd say at least 75% of the maiden had never seen anything like that in their lives before. And I get complaints. Sometimes people say, I didn't come here for that. I came here for comedy and you forced me to watch that but 
it does say whistleblowers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's about whistleblowers, yeah. and that's that's what these guys did. These guys ultimately they sacrificed themselves for us so we could see the truth. Now, if you don't want the truth, yeah, you, you can be an ostrich, put your head down, but don't go to a show about whistleblowers and expect. Yeah. So I made that conscious choice, and at first I was scared to do that. I was re- the first time I played that video at the comedy club. It was hard. Yeah. Now I do come back at the end, and I have this this ending bit, which is funny. Yeah. But you're left with that, like I do funny, sure funny, that's what funny, comedy is, though, all man. the way I was through. A comedian for like yeah, you were a good comedian too. And thanks, man. And then you oh. try to save the world, and now I'd say you've got about one, you, yeah. one year left to live at it's best, gone, and you're going this way disappear in if some time. NSA get near my fucking history car. after the last week's worth of research. I'm fucked. Yeah, you could be but real funny in Guantanamo. Donkey porn, get waterboarded. Yeah, be like. Johnny Cash and <laughs> you know, some prison. You know, guys, I've, I've got a, I've got a theory about that, right? Yeah, maybe they are ultimately are going to take out people like you, people who share the truth. Yeah, but you know I what? I don't think we're that important. We're man. all going to be on the same boat. I mean, yeah, if they bring the gas exactly. chambers back, at least we'll all be on the same. Boat. Having the gas, we'll be, surra- we'll be surrounded by interesting people. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, ones. Man. It's the ones who are going to be on the train a year or two after us. At least they're going to have a really boring yeah. journey. Well, they'll, you they'll know probably say it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. My philosophy about it's that is conspiracy theory. To be honest, like we have, you know. Tens of thousands of people download and listen to this every month. Um, Ooh, nice. Yeah, good I mean, nice good people. They, we communicate with them. They communicate with us. That's all done through social media. It's all out in the open. This is all personal opinion that's found from widely available and public sources. Mm-hmm. Like, me and Paul are not going into tour and, like, using uh, UDAC or Lava Bit or any of those, like, encrypted, like, email servers and stuff like that. Like, we don't use any of that stuff to get our information. We go... We don't into Google. We go into like Reddit and look up this stuff mm-hmm. and it's all from totally widely available sources. Most of the Snowden stuff is out there. You can look at all the slides and we'll talk about all this later on the show but like people are afraid to look this stuff up mm. because there's a general feeling, a general opinion out there in the world that the NSA is looking at everything and it's become desensitized like I was to that video that's very shocking to a lot of people uh, but they came for whistleblowers. They came for you. They knew who you were and they trusted your opinion on a certain topic. So they knew, oh, Aiden's not going to fuck us around. Uh, and maybe it's a little bit of a shock, but that's what comedy is. I was a comedian for years and some of the stuff I said was pretty out there. Pretty <laughs> yeah, shocking. I remember. Like, I remember some of the audience faces. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I wasn't going out there and going, so airplane food. Oh, la di da. Men and women are different. Di- yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like black people drive like this and <laughs> white people drive like this. Like I wasn't doing that shit. I was going, well, I, I was. Do you ever but, notice why buses don't even stop at a bus stop? <laughs> why don't they call it bus go? I was, <laughs> I was talking about like Madeleine McCann and like the sexualization one. of kids in the media, like Miley Cyrus and stuff before she started taking her tits out and sucking black dildos on stage like I was talking about that going this is getting fucked up that girl is going to end up like fucked up drawn out and on a load of drugs and like getting her fanny out and she's going to be the first girl to get fucked a- a- on the stage of the MTV Awards like actual penetration <laughs> oh my like that's going to happen she's going to be penetrated oh you're manifesting it don't create it but that's yeah, going to happen I'm telling you it's on the way to happening right I think she's going to get so, her act together set up yeah. a little permaculture farm <laughs> marry settle down have the, kids and help create a better world for all of us but look at those hot yeah, pants she already nice has a permaculture farm going on hey. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that there's an atmosphere out there that people are afraid to ask questions now they're mm. afraid to look at stuff they're afraid to look up stuff Especially like sign into Google. Well, like, why do you think all the browsers all have now a private mode? 
because it gives people the illusion that mm. nobody's watching what you're typing in when you're in private mode. Yeah, which is where I put all my really bad stuff in. Yeah, so when you're typing it's in like incognito mode, when you're typing in like I didn't even know there was private mode, fo- yeah, like standard four way, four way cross dildo double penetration slash my. Have Cyrus. you been looking at my browser history? <laughs> like, yes, like, you haven't been incognito browsing when you're when you're looking up that stuff and it's in private mode or it's in incognito. Like you open up a private tab and you can just go wild at yourself, mm. but. It, it, it's not really private, but they still want to have that, f- that, like, to give that illusion of freedom so that people, when are, they're looking stuff up online, that they can have the freedom to go, okay, I want to look up, like, uh, quadriplegic midget fisting and, and beat off to it, right? <laughs> QMFing is some of my yeah, favourite. Yeah, qu- quimifing, quimifing. Yeah. But, like, if you're quimifing... Sure, who doesn't quimif nowadays? Doesn't yeah, if you're quim- quimifing the shit out of yourself, you want to be able to have the peace of mind to like put the thoughts of the NSA looking at what you're looking at to the back of your mind until mm. you orgasm and then the guilt kicks in and then you're like, oh, I have to delete all this stuff. And then you just like run a big electromagnet over the front of your computer. But like, you wouldn't and type... baby wipes, obviously. Obviously, but you wouldn't type Snowden into a search engine anymore. You wouldn't type Assange into a search engine. You wouldn't go looking up what did what actually did Bradley Manning release well, yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. watching stuff on the... Like you would... I would. Paul did. We all did. But I'm saying I that shouted it out a window. <laughs> the people in general won't, won't look up that stuff. They didn't look up the stuff that you were showing in your show. They didn't. People are being like, "Oh my god, this is amazing stuff that I've never heard of before." And a lot of the stuff we do on this show is pe- like stuff people wouldn't look up. Now they found us because we're a conspiracy show with conspiracy in the name. But like, some of this stuff is perceived to be dangerous to look up because they think, yeah, it's it's in the general collective unconscious that the NSA are looking at everything and it's accepted that they're looking at everything mm. so they the people are afraid to look it up like that's mind control yeah. like on a global scale global I fear that's the terrorism there like so if you think about it in that way then Snowden hasn't really done us a favour because by letting us know it's created all this e- extra excess fear if, if, if you think yeah, it, I well think, I think since is, is that where you're going we, we now know how little we knew back then the more I learn, the less yeah, we just, I know. We, we, there was all the speculation before. about what, what could be collected by intelligence agencies, what is being intercepted. And we realise now that we, our wildest imaginations didn't really catch is up. Is it good or bad? Actually is it good knowing the truth or not? Yeah, well, uh, that's, think, that's how you feel about the truth then, you know? The truth shall are you willing set you to, free. Are you willing to, to live with it? Truth will set are you, you willing free. To live with, I'm with Paul. Are you, with, like, are you willing to live with sending all those letters and not having to pay any of that stuff there was obviously an element of fear or guilt that it would or wouldn't work I put it in the book it's like transparency it's exa- you know what it's exactly like you said and I know a lot of your listeners are not from Ireland yeah so I might share like a very short story about Irish mythology which is related to what you guys are doing go on today. so as you probably know there was a great uh, time in Ireland called the time of the Tua de Danon. And they were the ancient people. They say there was the first people in Ireland. They were so connected to nature, they could become the trees, become the lakes, become the mountains. Mm-hmm. But it just so happened at this time, there was the Fomorians. And they say the Fomorians thought that nature was there to serve them. And they chopped down the trees and they made boats and they made weapons and they used the water. And they used basically nature as a service to them. And it just so happened these two people came to a war. And they had a big, great war. And it looked like the two of the Dan were going to win. But... The Fomorians had a magician and the magician put on a secret cloak, an invisibility cloak, went in, robbed the great Irish harp known as the Sovereign Seal. And this seal, this harp, when it was played, played a music that made the people resonate with themselves so they'd know who they are. But without the harp, they forgot who they they were and they became their own enemies. Wow. 
Good. And the hero, one of the Irish heroes who they say Hercules is based upon, Ogma, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Some people say Om, but Ogma, we'll call him. Ogma walked Small towards man. the enemy. He was, was a big man. Mm. He was a big man, so they say. I wasn't there. Well, maybe I was. And he walked <laughs> past the enemy troops, past the police, past the enforcers, past everybody, went into the enemy camp, picked up the harp, looked at them, walked past them, past the the soldiers, the captors, whoever was there, went back into his own camp with the harp and said, I'm back. And they said, how, how did you take the harp back? And this is what he responded. They took it by being invisible. I took it back by being completely visible. There you go. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah, man. So, I mean, we're pretty visible. We're right yeah. out there. You guys are Ogma. You're yeah. Ogma, today's version of Ogma. Zing. That's a, that's a beautiful sentiment. Thanks, Ed. Thank you very that's much. That's pretty good. A... Um, I also don't think that we're big enough to be <laughs> hacked by the NSA or anything like that. They're not going to yeah. go, those two fucking Irish guys are making dick <laughs> jokes now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're hacking into our modems. Like, I think they're on to us. Yeah, they're <laughs> out, outside the house in a van with, with one of those like uh, radar dishes pointed at the house going, ah. Oh, that guy just farted in it. Couldn't have been picked up. <laughs> Couldn't have been picked up. Oh, what's microphone. that smell? Oh, damn! He just sat on my face again. Well, it's, yeah. it's, I pity the fool that has to go through our history. Yeah, fuck that. Like, yeah. but I, 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 no I, I think people human. are too paranoid. They're too paranoid when dealing with this subject, and they mm. should look it up and they should be get out there. Troll through involved. WikiLeaks website. Every, everything's out there. It's all there to be found. It's go all there to be look. seen. I'm Control. afraid. To, I, I'm slightly afraid to go on 4chan. We're going to talk about hackers now. I'm slightly afraid to go on 4chan. Mm. Like the domestic like, hacker. Yeah, I'd never leave a comment on 4chan because it'd be like you'd be totally flamed, you'd be totally mm. destroyed. Only if you could build a time machine and go back in time and, and have your first comment be ten years ago and not be a fucking noob. Yeah, yeah. Noobs you can't say anything well now. But like yeah. you look at the history of, of computing. We get mm. into it now, right? Um so thanks for joining us, Aiden. We're, it's we're good to be have, here. Thanks for having me. We're gonna have to go crack now, Let's right? Get stuck in. Let's so, throw right. right up there. Mm, the, yeah. the way the way we're gonna talk about Snowden and Assange, we're gonna give you a little bit of history on on computers and com- mm. like how how this information ended up getting, getting turned out to the public and the infrastructure and how they build it so that we were basically running the machine for them. They gave us an infrastructure and we're just feeding that full of information and the information, like I said earlier on with the go fuck yourselves, uh, is a value. They've put a value on that information and they're selling it just like Facebook, like, you know, Facebook are <laughs> looking at what you like and they put cookies on your browser and then you go and, advertising you go and look at a whole lot of stuff and then the cookies tell facebook what you looked at and then you see a thing going oh my god i was just looking that up the other day that's weird that facebook is advertising that thing to me that's how this shit mm. works it's it's information and metadata metadata ag- aggregation yes tells uh, you what you don't even know you like yet yeah Oh, is, that why, is that why yeah, donkey porn keeps coming up on the side of my oh yeah yeah because oh. about oh. six months you're really gonna come around to the idea of fucking a donkey yeah uh, stop making an ass out of me. Boom! That's his new show, everybody. Uh, but yeah, like no, it, the way the way hacking has developed. So like the first computers obviously birthed the first hackers. Mm. Like with great power comes great responsibility, and you're so going to say it, the Uncle Ben. Yeah, you're going you're going to have to you're going to have to not the rice guy. Presume that if there's a door that someone's going to want to try and get through that door to get see what's on the other side, you know? Mm. So when they started making computers in the 70s, the first hackers were were basically like phone jackers. Mm. They were getting in. They were known as freakers. And uh, the most notable of which was John Draper, a.k.a. Captain Crunch. And he, he was a guy who'd go in and he'd hack the phone yeah. so they could get, like, free phone calls. Yeah. 
He'd kind of like call back through the service line and just do whatever the hell he wanted then. It was like uh, years ago, service line years ago in Ireland, house. we used to be able to do like a sequence like uh, 1997 was the code and you press hash and you hang up, then you lift it up and you press hash again and you hang up again. And then 30 seconds later, the phone would ring. So if you're ever in a situation where you needed the phone to ring to get out of it, it wasn't like, you know, you're texting your mate going, I'm on a really bad date. Can you ring me in 20 minutes? And if I want to leave, I'll say, yeah, I'll have to meet you. And if it's going okay, I'll say, no, I'll stay or whatever. This is the, this version. He was ringing people and ended up getting all these calls for free. He ended up going to jail mm-hmm. for stealing phone calls in the 70s. Can you imagine that? Yes. Like right. that's how... Because of that movie War That's games. how insecure it was. Yeah. Changed everything. Made everyone go, oh no, a hacker could explode the world because there's a giant <laughs> computer in the center of the world. People were fucking morons back then. No well, offense, the 80s. Yeah, there was a lot of 80s kind of hacking when it became... Uh, when computers became a... a, a a daily thing like everybody's home had some mm. form of computer uh you know microwaves were there digital displays were there leisure we suit had, larry we, yeah we had our uh gauntlet our amstrad, amstrad cpc 6128s oh. and our sinclair I had, I had one of them i had an amstrad yeah. i used to play that game something bomb Go- bomb bomb jack bomb jack, bomb jack. remember that oh i'm showing my age now yeah. i had an amstrad as well a green and black one and uh, we used to play uh super outrun and we used to play New Zealand story and stuff like that. I didn't, however, hack into, uh, you know, banking systems or no. into phone lines or, you know, these yeah, make you viruses and send you them around. If you could. I mean, well, I didn't, I didn't have an inclination to do that. And I, I think what a hacker's mentality, and we probably might get hacked for this kind of thing. Someone is going to take umbrage to this comment. But I think a hacker's mentality is being able to prove that they can do it. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's like a, a self a self-belief and a kind of testing a, yourself and your skills and yeah doing i mean what couldn't be done before is, yeah why does anybody pick up a guitar it's not to learn to play for yourself it's to play for other people it's mm. to entertain so i would perceive a hacker's mentality to be i'm really good at this shit do you want to see how and then they put like lemonparty.org three old gay men uh wanking each other off in a shower as the main picture on Microsoft.com, mm. which happened that was, at some stage in the 90s. Th- like, that, that was the anonymous thing. Remember they did with the, remember that singer? Come on, guys, you know his name? The crappy 80s cheesy oh, singer? Oh, yeah. Uh, Rick, Rick Astley. Astley. Yeah, Rick Astley. Yeah, Rick that, Rick that was hilarious. That was hilarious when they but, did that. Man. But in the 80s, like you, you have these home computers, but they had information on them, like not spreadsheets because the, the GUI wasn't there yet, but they had like banking information or they were able to, to have like, you know, operational purpose yeah sensitive data sensitive data and operational that purpose more that could have been hacked be, into yeah, quite easy and hacked. in the 1983 movie war games matthew broderick from his home computer the mm. same one that he would play bomb jack on he was able to hack into the pentagon and yes, he nearly it's, it's launched and, and he thinks it's a computer game and he almost launches a load of missiles uh, into russia and almost starts world war three yeah. and then they take him into norad and they're all like oh matthew broderick what did you do and he's like oh i killed someone by knocking him over in a car in donegal but we won't talk about that oh, no, no, no no don't mention that uh, no you can't say that about that uh, uh, that actually happened you can look that up and uh you know it was it was it so was yeah, a, he's a little shocked. Yeah, Matthew Broderick's a murderer. It was, but only he's in not Ireland. a murderer. He's, only a, no, he's, he's a, an accidental character. Yeah, he's, 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 it was a culpable, culpable homicide. But it was, it was a thing of like... Matt Slaughter, that's what they call it, yeah. Matt, yeah. It was a thing of like... People didn't know that computers could do that thing. They thought it was just for like... Boop, boop, boop. Put it in the bank, in the bank, blah, blah. But you can get into it and change, the, change the money around, you know? Mm. You see in the early 90s uh, in like Terminator 2, John Connor comes along with a laptop and he has like this... Uh, 
ribbon cable that he plugs into the bank machine and yes. he's able to go like boop 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 and then shitloads of money comes the out machine. of the bank machine you're like holy shit I wish I could do that and people are like yeah I want to be a hacker and then the movie Hackers comes out with Johnny Lee Miller and you go fuck they're all shit I want to be a fucking hacker if it looks like that going around on skateboards but you do get to see Angelina Jolie's boobies mm. get to see those a lot though yeah but I mean, they're, they're young gone now. they're young and God really bless long they're, they're young they and really good they feel so good, good. Yeah, they're yeah. savage looking. Did you buy one? <laughs> yeah, they're not for sale. Otherwise, they'd be like the most sold product in the whole yeah. world. They'd be like yeah. uh, Pope Brad, Brad Pitt Pope Leo the tenth off. toenails or something. Put on like display that. in state. And, uh, but yeah, in hackers, it was it was put out to the public. You know, it's early nineties, and the public are kind of getting this new rock and roll like hacking is the new thing man all the cool kids are doing it driving around on skateboards and chewing gum real violently and shouting like hack the planet it's a, way, it's a way to stick it to the man hang it. yeah you, you can go in and to readdress the you, power balance you hack all the banks and you change money and Robin Hood t- theory and like yeah right yeah, nerds take can take over the, the world rich. right but they yeah, totally the smart guys they totally they can are. Be super powerful but it was reinforcing that by mm. putting in all of these movies just like now we have these you know uh, uh, world ending movies and we have these like apocalypse and zombie movies that's glorifying or it's almost like apocalypse porn that we have nowadays Mm. uh years ago it was hacking it was was cyberpunk you know cyberpunk watch out for those cyberpunks it was this they'll get you um you know why is that why is it tell me i want to know why is there all the zombie uh, oh why is there apocalypse porn now because people are afraid the world is going to end because they're conditioning us for the coming zombie virus people feel there's something happening you know and with these kind of revelations that snowden has showed us it's the end of the world as we know it like yeah exactly think about about every paranoid motherfucker in the whole world smoking diesel hash in their mother's basement looking up shit on the internet and there's nobody smoking diesel hash anymore no but I mean these guys are you know they have a stockpile ah I see they get it it cheap (laughs) old schoolers so you're smoking a paranoia inducing fucking super skunk right you're like like your mind is inside of itself ah you're paranoid that like the governor watching me man and everyone's going man you said stop smoking that weed man the governor not watching you and then Snowden comes in and goes no actually uh, yeah, they are. They're watching absolutely everybody. Yeah, they're watching every keystroke that ever ever happened. It's ever. A, yeah, every tinfoil hatter ever was pretty totally, much on the money. Totally that, proved right. They're, so they're, everything they're, we said was correct. Yeah, they're they're mm. intercepting like seventy five percent of everything yeah. that's out there, and they're checking through most. of And they're processing well. it. Yeah. So you know, it it comes from this uh, connectivity where the early internet brought people together, mm. connected and people set us together. set free. Set information free Absolutely. forever. But, set the titties free. But when these, when this information came out, when that power of having a computer and having the information on the computer came out, people started abusing that. If there's a mm. door to be broken into, they're going to fucking break into it, right? So all of these laws uh, and all of these different acts and bills and all had to be made and were written by people who didn't really understand how the systems worked, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, they don't know how to get in or how to hack into a system or have a backdoor or any... Like, now they have these end-to-end encryption uh, law debates where they're trying to get into people's mobile phones and stuff like that. The people who are making those laws are now way more informed mm-hmm. because they have, like, advisors and they have, like, these technical guys that are coming in saying, if you do this, then this. If you want this, do you have to have this. Analyzing trends like, and whatnot. in the mid-80s, when a virus came out, it could stop the world. It could have stopped, like, all computers ever. 
There was one in 1986. The Millennium Bug. It was, yeah, yeah. Well, people were afraid of that, man. Right. There's one in 1986 called Brain, and it fucked up 6,000 computers. There was another one in 1988 called The Morris Worm, uh, made by Thomas Morris, and because it was so powerful, it shut down a third. Was that Earthworm Jim? Jim Morris Worm? Jim Morris Worm. Jim Morris Worm. Jim Morris Worm. This is the end. No, not again. Sorry, just uh, explosion there. <laughs> and uh, this th- like the end. Th- that shut that Morris worm shut down a third of all computers on the planet at the time. Like that's fucked up. That's, yeah, that's a worm is a self-replicating uh, uh, virus, hmm. and it basically, like, gets into the machine and turns that machine then into an infecting machine, which yes. will reach out to two more machines, and they'll reach out to two more, and you tell two friends, and they tell two friends. And the next thing... So in the movie, when the, when the tech guys are like pulling the cables out of the wall, going, quick, quick, that's to keep the worm from getting to the next yeah. node. Uh, it's not an actual worm, mm. for those of you uh, out there thinking... It, it is, it is an actual worm, actually. Yeah. It's a, it's a, just a real worm. You it's just go to your back garden and you get a worm you got to get early before the bird gets it <laughs> and you take that worm and you, you, you plug it into the Amstrad of, uh, like tablets into your CD drive and it'll, it'll come you're out in six to eight weeks you're all covered in muck Morris what were you doing you <laughs> dirty worm so <laughs> then you run Morris away with worm. your anonymous mask going I saved the world I had my worm come on Morris we're going to but well, there, occupy Wall Street, Mars. There, there was different types of hackers. Sometimes hackers were just doing it for fun and for money, right? Well, that's mm-hmm. what that's what it ended up being. This, remember this guy Kevin Paulson? He was like a member of like Masters of Deception, and he got he got onto some radio. He won won something on a radio, won a Porsche. Yeah, he ended up. Kevin Paulson was part of the Masters of Deception, so they all had these real cool names, man. They're all mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're the the you know the invaders of your jocks are like well, yeah we are the the kings of the internet like they all have these mad names and they call themselves like these pseudonyms these online names so kevin paulson was part of the masters of deception and his hack that mm-hmm. he got in mad trouble for was that he he's hacked the phone lines again and he ended up uh stopping the incoming calls to all these radio station competitions so him and his mates could call in and they were the only ones to get through nice. and they ended up winning two Porsches and 20 grand <laughs> nice. before they got caught like they were doing loads of these uh, radio shows like the telephone companies the way people communicate <laughs> two Porsches yeah. yeah who's giving out two Porsches on the fucking radio right in, but in, like, in Dublin like you get a hundred pound voucher worth of groceries <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a picture I'll... of a Porsche here's, <laughs> a, here's, here's a free radio to listen to this show on uh, but yeah, this Robert Morris worm that ended up being like huge, a huge wake up call to the internet community. He was only fined ten thousand dollars and given four hundred hours of community service. But he went on to amass a fortune of fifty million by starting a company called ViaWeb. So you're saying these hacker guys? The mentality of it is like, I'm going to show you what I can do, and then you give me a job because I'm really good. Like, it's like, uh, wait, you see this guitar solo. And the third of the world's computer shut down. That's what happens in the movies, yeah, is, is show your right. hacking skills to the government. They recruit you and give you mansion in Hawaii. But what actually happened in real life was, most of the time in the early days, that's kind of what happened. Mm. Like, there was guys called, you watch uh, Catch Me If You Can, and the mm. fellow who was, like, doing actual physical hacking of checks and the way that checks work, he ended up getting employed by the government mm. to make these, like, FICA ink... Uh, security features on all of these checks uh, because he was like really good at forging stuff so they went come here you're really good at forging stuff can you tell us how you forge it so that we can make sure that people can't forge them anymore and he's like yeah no bother so they you get, pay me a shitload of money they get rewarded for being really good at being mm, bad yeah just like you man that's what happened I'm really good at being bad who's rewarding me are you rewarding me are you going to no, be a little 
you, you rewarded yourself by going I'm not going to do what everybody else is doing I'm going to live my own life my own way fuck off which is perceived as being bad but now you don't have anybody bothering you with bills and shit like that ooh I like it do you know what I mean you're doing so the opposite of what I'm normal basically I'm Leonardo do. DiCaprio from Catch Me If You Can yes and but for just TV you, licenses you, you think I look like Leonardo DiCaprio that's all I heard I just wanted to see with your top off your, I have, I'm wearing so, no clothes here uh, the, the Morris worm ended up making an act called the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act because if there's people being able to commit these frauds and commit these crimes there has to be laws to be able to kind of rein them in mm-hmm. and Kevin Paulson from the Masters of Deception was the first one to be convicted of this act and was arrested in 1991 but he was on the run for five years catching, catching you if you can you know what I mean Took them five years to get yeah. to capture him. So they've got like the CIA, the FBI, they've got all these teams of people. <laughs> Running around years. after this fella. He must have had really good trainers on. Was he a really fast runner? How did they not catch him? <laughs> oh yeah, he had a good bug out bag, I'd say. Yeah, he was able to get into the hotel computer and be like, Kevin Rawlson is staying in this <laughs> room instead. <laughs> like, have you got a, have you got a Paulson staying there? No, no, mm. no. Just, just Rawlson. a Rawlson. No, we're not looking for a Rawlson. No. Thanks for your help. Paulson. <laughs> have a nice day. But, um, and uh, the, like hacking really who's that guy over there up? hiding behind the curtains <laughs> Kevin is that you <laughs> no it's me Morris <laughs> covered in muck so, during the 90s these complicated GUI operating systems and the real dawn of uh, the personal computer made everybody a possible target for hacking so like all of us here had probably had a Windows computer at some stage in our mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. our youth uh, would be a 3.1 I remember having those in school and they always had like viruses on them and stuff from people trying to install games that they downloaded at home on floppy disks and then the floppy disks had viruses in them yeah yeah man I remember and then fuck up the boot sector and then the computers wouldn't turn on and then like the teacher would be all like oh who's trying to play Doom I'll, on give, these I'll give you guys a boot now in a minute <laughs> <laughs> but um, really complicated viruses started coming out then because there was more stuff being stored on like there was businesses storing financial data there was banks like running their whole operations based on these operating systems and these new types of attacks were coming out called denial of services hacks or DDoS mm-hmm. which is basically like flooding a website server with loads of requests yes. which ends up making the server crash so there were Trin00 and Tribal Flood were two of the most famous DDoS attacks and people now are not allowed to make any... D- if you make a DDoS attack now... Yeah, that's against the law You now. go straight Before, to the it was just man. like a bit of a, you know, tomfoolery. Yeah, they... It's they like, oh, you're, it you're refreshing f- that website a thousand times a second. Yeah. That's not funny. But I, I used to think, I don't know if this is true, back me up. Did the same companies who make the viruses, did they not make the viruses so they could make the cure? Well, this is, this is what the kind of the conspiracy behind... Oh, right, that would make... Okay. You know, the, the malware, adware mm. community is that... Encryption community, the There's two sides, community. yeah. There's two sides to think of it. Like, there's there's companies like Symantec mm-hmm. uh, and Nod32. Um, Who you know Kaspersky, very well from appearing on your computer every now and then. And you're like, oh, fucking thing. Was fucking... Oh, and my 90-day trial ran out I missed that paper five months ago. Just as long as it's not anti-Symantec. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Jews, but like uh, IBM would be kind of an anti-semantic company, wouldn't they? <laughs> to some degree, wouldn't you suggest? Well, you know, just because they're at odds with the whole semantic way of being. They've made aren't the, they? The what? Oh, you're getting in trouble here. Oh, Are IBM uh-oh. not totally? Dig, dig, dig. Is Hugo Boss not totally anti-semantic? No, I'm. I'm just imagining that they don't use their the semantic antivirus products is that Exa- what you mean? yeah exactly yeah okay. they're, they're more of a Norton <laughs> folks kind of a nice nice white I name consult like our lawyers I think, I think we can get away with that one um, yeah. so yeah Kaspersky and Symantec and Nod32 and all these companies that are making these uh, antivirus programs you could think that it's, it's one of two schools of thought right that 
those companies are creating the viruses themselves to create a false sense of insecurity while people are on the internet on their personal computers and they have to install all of these you know subscription antivirus programs into their computers mm-hmm. to watch for uh unauthorized io or unauthorized incoming and outgoing uh data when you're on the internet thinking that someone's going to steal all your stuff you know mm-hmm. two schools of thought are that the companies are making it are the hackers that are at home are going i want a job and i'm way better than these motherfuckers i'm going to make a virus that their stupid norton 360 is not going to be able to detect when it infects like 25,000 computers I go it was me motherfucker and then Norton rings me up and goes come here how did you do that catch me if you can can you teach me how you got past our security system or show us the flaws in our security system and we'll employ you yeah, as an analyst for half a million pounds well that's it they dollars. do that and they make a few bob now maybe go I'm wrong yourself. I do reserve so right not having wrong, the, the qualifications qualifications but having the, the yeah, right? experience you don't need the degree you just need a, a virus do you know what this would be mm, like if, if we looked at it like in a real virus like the, like well, we'll, let's say Ebola is a real virus let's yeah. just go let's along just, with yeah, that let's, go with Ebola, okay. let's just say people believed in for Ebola sake, whether, right? whether natural or genetic or created in a laboratory who knows but Ebola. So somebody makes a vaccine for Ebola, right? Uh-huh. Merck, I think, is the company. Probably lots of pharmaceutical companies do. But Merck, was, they, their shares rocketed up. Mm. Now, so let's just say then hypothetically they created Ebola or they created the media frenzy, which creates the fear, right? So yeah. if you can have the, everybody going, oh my God, Ebola, 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 where's the vaccine? I don't know. Stick it in me. Who's in it? Is mercury in it? I don't care. Just give me mm. vaccines. Buy lots of vaccines <laughs> well, and stick them in every hospital around. It's good business, mm. right? Case. Hypothetical situation. In case of pandemic, global so there's, pandemic. There's, I just want to buy shares. It seemed, yeah, buy share? buy shares it seemed for a long time that it was only Windows that were getting attacked, like Windows, Microsoft Windows were getting attacked by these mm. viruses, and that Apple and the Macintosh environment an operating system wasn't getting attacked by viruses. Mm. Now, what I perceived being like somewhat of a computer nerd is that the people that were out there creating viruses to be noticed by antivirus companies all had Windows machines. The Windows machines had more vulnerabilities. And because Windows was kind of winning up until the start of the 21st century in the computer operating system wars or whatever, Apple wasn't as popular because it was way more expensive. That they weren't writing viruses for an Apple environment. Mm-hmm. They were writing viruses to take advantage of the security exploits in the likes of Windows XP, uh, Windows Vista, Windows ME, fuck you, mm-hmm. uh, Windows 2000 server, and all of these different uh, Microsoft products that they were writing them for them and that Macintosh people didn't need antiviruses and rarely do use them. I mean, telephones are a perfect thing to be hacked how can you not hack a, t- a telephone? It has everything in it. It has all the numbers of everybody. Yeah. It has your banking in it. All it the your, hardware to transfer information like everything. built in. But there's no, like, there's no phone viruses. Is there? Well, Apples don't get viruses. They get worms. Oh, oh Marcus. <laughs> get away from my phone, you dirty worm. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, though, like, that now viruses are not such a huge thing. I don't, maybe it's just because it's not in my sphere and because I don't look up, like, dirty dirty porn mm. and just like <laughs> in a frantic masturbatory haze just click on every button that flies up and yeah get, get away get out of the way click yeah. yes 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 get out of the way the tits you mean we're just less afraid of the, having the whole network taken down by a virus these days yeah because you know it's we're all more it's all afraid of like an actual curable. biological pandemic taking down the <laughs> yeah or than we were 20 years more ago. afraid of somebody hacking into your computer and turning on your uh, camera your webcam yeah i think more about that than i think 
I'm putting a virus on my hard drive. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck my computer here. I just think as long as no one can see my search history, I and have see confe- what I'm doing. I, I have a confession yeah. to make. Yes. I'm actually a professional hacker, Paul, and I hacked into your computer and looked at you masturbating through the camera. But you only saw his face make that weird O. Ah! Right? You didn't see any guts around like. <laughs> nah, you just see. Yeah. His, I, just I, see I actually have a piece of tape. Of tape over I could just see you smiling, webcam, saying, so. "Gordon." Gordon. <laughs> I can't imagine. I don't like, think anybody wants to see that. Uh, nobody wants to see that <laughs> except me. Show it to me later. That's actually extra footage for our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash those conspiracy. Yeah, enjoy this one, guys. So it's the thing of like. Who puts tape over their webcam and why? Mm. Like, do you have you a genuine fear that someone's going to hack into your computer and look through your camera? And who is it then? Is it some, you know, some Russian hacker off somewhere and he's all like, I'm going to hack into this Mm. guy's computer and uh, get a video of him from the waist up making funny faces? Uh, What? Why? Why would you need that? Unless you're like sitting eight feet back. With your legs spread spread eagled, and you're fucking destroying yourself with a, a <laughs> flashlight to some like we. It's oh, not stop. you know what I mean. Who would want to film that stuff like? Unless you're using the flashlight that? the wrong way around. But the fear, the fear is there, man. The fear is there. There's three different types of of uh, most common computer viruses, right? So it's not like hack into your fucking webcam and get pictures of your upper torso while you orgasm, right? Uh, one of them is called a Trojan, which is a fake program. Uh, and it does little tasks like watch your keystrokes. It gets your credit card details. It looks for like strings of like 15 numbers in a row or 16 numbers in a row and goes, okay, gather all the information for like 100 characters either side of that 15 digit number. So that means your name, your address, your credit card number, your expiry date, and your CVV number, mm-hmm. because that's what you type in when you're filling out a form online. You yeah. do that all in one go and they're, they're watching the keystrokes. And every night just before you turn off your computer, it sends out a little file to the originating computer which will eventually get back to the original hacker and then he'll have that information and he'll be able to use your credit card to to do stuff online like that's a basic explanation what a trojan would do it it, Mm. it's a program that looks like something else so if you've tried to download something on your computer and you double click it and then the icon pops up and then disappears you've probably just installed the trojan on your computer by accident so it captures all the information that's one that's one thing that it could do it's funny because I just thought it was an. I thought a Trojan was an American condom. It can be that which too, which also captures information, <laughs> DNA, DNA information. Indeed, I'm just, I'm just but that's if you that's decide a very to wear criminal them. Way of looking at it, that's if you decide to wear What a condom's good for keeping my DNA secret. <laughs> oh, oh, I think we should, we should get you registered Assange, by that. I'm, I'm not uploading that to that server. So botnets are. Uh, basically like ghost computers they they end up like a zombie computer that ends up getting taken over by a certain set of code like we were talking about earlier on where the virus would go in and then that computer would like tell two friends and that computer would tell two more friends and the next thing is like there's a load of computers that are infected and the next one and it's a pretty new phenomenon over the last maybe seven eight years since everybody now has a computer device or some electronic device and it's called scareware so scareware is invented by Slenderman. Yeah, by a lot of creepy pasta. Yeah. Scareware comes out on your computer as a pop up, going, "You have a virus. Oh, you I'm are infected." Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah it seems like an error report from the device you're using. Yes, but isn't is an ad. And if you buy this program to delete it for eighty dollars, it'll be totally wiped off your computer, and your computer and, will be saved. And people, whatever they were doing with the tape over their webcam. 
feel all guilty and go, I can't let the missus find out that I'm after getting a virus on the computer. Or the stupid people. I know some stupid, some people, stupid people that get those ads at, Hi, I'm Greg Thompson and I want to show you how to make money on the internet. I know people that have clicked those and given Greg Thompson money. Do you want to make $5,000 an hour I sitting know. at home in front of Skype? I know someone who did want to make that, they wanted to make that money and they sent him their, their money and he sent back a full schematics for how a pyramid scheme works and they still kept paying him <laughs> Do they follow the scheme? And now they're rich. They're they billionaires, they, Richard they, they Branson. They managed to piss off some of their friends by drawing them into a pyramid scheme, yeah, so they're not to... Uh, but yeah, that's 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 mostly like what what the hackers are doing with mm. uh, adware and malware and all of this stuff. Where it's, it's, it's the ads are going to kill us. Yeah, they're throwing up ads that you don't want. Or they're, they're it's just malicious software that's doing shitty things inside your computer. But like to be afraid of it, I think kind of gives gives power to the people that that we're going to talk about now. That Snowden kind of betrayed. His employer and it's, the painting, it's the painting of the idea of like a whistleblower Anyone in Anonymous is an evil hacker Is the kind of person that They're not going after government files And they're not going after uh, crimes committed by governments they, they might want your credit card my man yeah. And they might want to buy a computer with your money But not even your credit card But they just want to know where you're going every day mm. And what you're doing um, what did you have for breakfast? There's only a small amount of hackers That actually went in and took physical funds Or move like actual assets from one place mm. to another. In 1995, a Russian Vladimir Levin stole $10 million from Citibank by hacking into their systems and transferring money between accounts. Robin Hood, what a legend. Yeah, yeah. I love this guy. Vladimir, you've always been a great name. He, you have my utmost respect. He Mr. only got Levin. three years in prison for $10 and million. a $250,000 fine. I'm like... And he kept 7.75... Oh, nice. Or 9.75 million. 9.75 he got to keep... And he was like, yeah, totally worked three years. Like, he wouldn't work three years and get that. Well, you know what I mean? Like, that's fucking class. I, I like, mean, I make fun. Well, I heard he transferred it to his wife before he went to prison. I wonder if she was still there when he came back. She was. She was. <laughs> that's a man with a lot of trust, though. Yeah, that doesn't seem to make sense. There's a hole in that story. Ten million for three years and they let him keep it all and give him a... Th- I mean, that's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, but he could have got, ended up getting a job out of that going, how did you hack into Citibank? And right. Citibank said, right, There's you tell us how you did it and you can keep and the he money. And he didn't reveal the back Because we made it up anyway. Because institutions, software, okay, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Citibank yeah, right. and, and the banking conglomerate just made up that money anyway so they're just like oh fuck it we make it up you just have it just keep it City, I mean Citibank I, I want to do that I want to find out what he did you can swap it in for uh, 600,000 go fuck yourselves if you, you want can. to I'd prefer the 10 million but uh, if anybody <laughs> wants to give me 10 million for 600 in fact they're going to have as many go fuck yourselves as they like name your amount We'll be giving them away on, uh, on the Patreon.com. We will. Forward slash Justin's busy guys. We'll be raffling off a go um, fuck me. But uh, an awful lot of hacks weren't malicious or out to cause damage. They were just like kind of pranks. Yeah. Mo- more so. Like, I, I can do this. So like in the mid 90s, a whole bunch of hackers got into the Department of Justice website and changed it to the Department of Injustice and put loads of pictures of Hitler on the front of it, which now, is hilarious. That mm-hmm. is pretty, pretty damn funny. But like to hack a government website in the mid 90s, how fucking cool would you be when you're going right, to school? Right, showing all going, your mates. Do you see that shit on the news? And I put like I put a picture of Hitler like in a dress on the front of the Department of Justice website. Like that's fucking baller. Yeah. Like, or uh, the sent the CIA website got hacked and they changed it to the Central Stupidity Agency. I'm like. The motherfucking CIA got hacked in the 90s. There is a lovely kind of sense of humour about the, yeah. the hackers. The hacker community are seem like a bunch of sound lads. It's that, that sort of like, kind of a trolling meta humour that gets born on, on 4chan and places like that. Yeah. It, Look what I'm able to do. I can take down the CIA, the, 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 the intelligence agency, the most powerful intelligence agency in the world, 
and I can make them look silly. Mm. And I'm just a teenager. And I'll do it make with a dick look silly. Yeah. Right? No acerbic wit here, just a big floppy dick. <laughs> <laughs> and you so, know, they're not even doing it. They're not even doing it to destroy. They're only mm-hmm. just doing it for fun. That's, that's it. fascinating. That's the thing that they, because they can. Yeah. And I think it's kind Must of have showing been terrifying their hand, for the CIA. But showing their hand going like, people can do this. Imagine we're kids and we can do this to them. Imagine what they can do to you. Do you know what I mean? Well, imagine if there was more of those kids. Imagine we all had those skills and then we were like, we're out of the matrix. If everybody had the Pretty, skills. Yeah, yeah. that's true. If we all dedicated skills a bit more time and, and learned how to do it, we could free the world. Well, we're, we're, we're talking about the, the, the security community um, mm-hmm. and we talk about Snowden as well. The most prominent agency that we're going to be looking at is the National Security Agency, or the mm-hmm. NSA. We'll say NSA a lot. So the NSA are... SNA. The, SNA. They're, they're probably <laughs> the... NASA. They're pro- not NASA. No, 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 NASA. NASA are a different thing. They're probably one of the most uh, nefarious of the security agencies. That's what the N actually mm. stands for. Nefarious security agency. Mm. And uh, their origins can be traced back to World War One, where spies... Uh, that, that was the war before World War Two. Yeah. yeah, the First World War, or the Great War. Mm. At the time, it wasn't known as World War One because they didn't know World War Two well, was the, happening. The Navy really kicked in with it. Well, it's all based on... Navy intelli- naval intelligence. Remember, so I that's think, what the I think CIA really is back built to like on as well. Is that the Navy became the head honchos of intelligence because mm. they were the ones shipping paperclip heads out of Germany and getting in there and getting to them. And, Operation paperclip. And that put the, the uh, Office of Naval Research right at the forefront of all intelligence information. As well as the fact that all the court systems and all in the USA are built on like maritime law and, you know, it seems all very, mm. very Navy-esque, you know. Mm. The Navy pirates. have always been kings of, of the intelligence industry and uh, still remain to to this day. And maybe if you're breaking the law, that that's why they're calling you a pirate because it's based on maritime law. It's based on mm-hmm. naval law. I never thought about that before. It's weird, isn't it? There's a whole load. There's a whole load in in Dublin, in Ireland. We've got a whole load of maritime symbols all over the yeah, place. Probably probably, probably everywhere, but I noticed them a lot, a lot, a lot around Temple Bar. I was reading about all of these people on online. The uh, the am I being detained? People. They're all like, you get your hands off my sovereign body. And like they go into a court and they're like, I do not recognize the authority of a court with a golden fringe flag because it's a, it's a maritime flag and I don't follow those laws. Or, or, or like if the judge leaves the courtroom, it's like the captain leaving the ship and whoever's the first yes. to stand up and declare themselves the captain. And then they say, I am now the captain of the ship and I proclaim myself innocent. Good luck. And they walk out of the court it's, and people are like, that's not how law works, you dope. But I've, I've witnessed it. I've seen a guy, I won't mention his name just in case he doesn't, don't want to mention it, but a friend of mine, I've seen him in court mm-hmm. and the judge shouting at him and he stands up and uh, the judge says, what's your name? And he says, I am here. And he goes, what's your name? I am here. And he goes, answer the question or I'll have those police, guard, police, police arrest you and take you to cell. And uh, he whispers something to his friend, his friend whispers in his ear, stands up and says, I remove all presumed authority from this court. Judge jumps up and runs out didn't walk out, ran out of the court. Yeah. And my friend, who I know well, turns to the cops, the lawyers, the barristers, whoever, and says that that captain crap as well, right? You know, whoever leaves the battlefield first. Yeah. Uh, court adjourned and we all walk out. Amazing. And it wasn't, was it. wasn't the wow. end of it. Now there was more court cases after that. Ultimately, my friend won. The police were lying in the end. Don't need to go into details, but I witnessed that. So a lot of this, you know, maritime, free man, sovereign, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If you go in with a straw hat, saying I'm a man of the land and I refused your authority yeah people you're probably are doing go- it wrong you're probably going to get your ass whipped yes. but if you have the knowledge and you have the skill and you've put your time in and you know you what educate you educate yourself into yeah, it yeah. You, ultimately you can I mean the truth will prevail but it's justice 
must be seen to be done. Seen to be done. Yeah. But you can people, make justice work for you, but you got to know your stuff. There's a lot of really, people who really are doing work. that stuff on, on a very basic level. They're doing that on a very, like, I've read the first half of the Wikipedia page on this and I'm just going to quote <laughs> yeah. out a whole bunch of, like, little quotes. My name bits. is Jeffrey Freeman on the land. Yeah. Or, or Can't e- touch me. even that stuff of saying, like, I am here. Like, if you declare yourself as a name... Uh, then that name is on a birth cert and that birth cert is signing a contract with the government which has mm. something to do with the maritime law like we'll do an episode on this I'm almost sure but like it goes deep my friend it yeah it does deep. go deep and people are like no if you spell your name in capital letters online you're a slave nobody nobody can get at you because you're not saying that it's not the same name as what you have in your birth cert and blah 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 and you know, you're like oh man but really? you know, Jesus did it too you know are you Jesus Christ king of the Jews is it you who say I am? Yeah. Oh, mm. beautiful, man. He was telling us this stuff ages like, ago. I spell it with an X, homie. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be like, that'd be like me going into court and the policeman going, or the judge or the human acting as judge saying, are you Aiden Killian? Are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like, I think he's talking to you, yeah. bro. <laughs> and then, then the judge jumps up and goes, you're hilarious. The court adjourned. Let's go have tea. <laughs> oh, sure, we're Irish. Let's have a pint of Guinness instead. Is there Florida? Yeah, it is. I'm drinking it anyway. Asher, it's grand. <laughs> yeah, I'm going insane. So yeah, like the, the, the NSA dates back to World War One and 1917, uh, where they were originally called the Cypher Bureau and Military Intelligence Branch. Mm, so like you said... Not very catchy. Yeah. Uh, the the Kabimab. Yeah, CBMBs. The men in black. Oh, they have some good rock music, some good punk. MRB. Yeah, I worked for, uh, yeah. for the Kamumab. <laughs> what you thought you saw, you did not see, Will Smith. Um, but yeah, like it's it's uh, it seems already like a clandestine organization where they're going around and they're spies and they're all like, yeah. "Mercy, come on, we gotta go, go and spy on Jerry." Yeah, like uh, you know, old school. They had like cool names like the Black Chamber. Right, so like I think that's what, in Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah, what what the Black Chamber was was a function of the Cipher Bureau Military Intelligence Branch that basically did what Snowden reported that the NSA do today, mm. which is they went to the telegram company, the main one operating at the time, Western Union, and they said we're going to monitor the private communications passing through this company's wires. Well. And Western Union went, how come of that? And they went, for national security because we're at war. And then Western Union went, um, okay, mm-hmm. no hassle. Not going to fight the government. Not going to fight to you guys. Yeah, right. So these are like these, you know, bowler wearing hat guys coming from like a Wild West scenario, going into Western Union going, we're the fucking boss, show us everything. Uh, it's for your own safety. And this this has a hundred years ago, like for companies that do like data archiving things like that, to, exactly to bend over and take it. And we we'll talk about all take that the stuff. Corporate steel. We we'll talk about all that stuff again later on when we're talking about Snowden and how he put the NSA kind of on its arse by showing mm-hmm. how it does what it does. Yes, and changing the the public opinion on how data is collected or what data is collected or why the machinations of the beast. I'm putting a name on on some of the hardware and the software. Exactly. You know, it's fascinating because people knew about this before. I mean, Assange talked about being spied upon about better computers, about emails. He talked about mm-hmm. this stuff before. Yeah. People thought he was paranoid. Yes. What a weirdo! What a weirdo! He's yeah. so paranoid. But when Snowden came out with documented proof. All of a sudden, we, the people, were forced to go, whoa, 
shit this is real it's an actual thing yeah we did nothing about it but at least we can go oh well actually maybe maybe he's in that embassy for good reason yeah I thought he just like Ecuadorian food no I I love that spicy Mm. food man (laughs) yeah so this guy Herberio Yeardley uh, which is the greatest name ever one more time please Uh, Herberio O'Yeardley. yeah he fucking is can you imagine that Mr. O'Yeardley. Uh, Please call me Herbery. He was headed to run this group <laughs> and he moved it to New York and he called it the Code Compilation Company. So this is like coming nice. into wartime. You know, they know war is good business. There's a lot of shit flying around, telegrams and communications and stuff. They needed these guys like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch heads mm-hmm. to be able to come in and break all these codes uh, and be able to, you know, interfere with military operations and stuff by breaking these ciphers and breaking these codes and it was about listening to everything that was going on in and out of the country so you could think now that they have these data collection centers all over europe and all over the world that the infrastructure and the start of all of these operations was happening a hundred years ago where they were going okay england we're your ally in world war one can we put like a data collection center in the western union in london so we can inter- interfere with messages coming in and out. Yes. Like it's a re- it's an archaic but very set in stone system that the NSA have for a hundred years. Like how can they how can they not have that? We you know? did that in Ireland. When I say we, that the rebels in nineteen sixteen, Michael Collins, uh, who was part of the Irish Republican Army at the time, he he got his power by moving into the post office. He yeah. worked in the post office and he intercepted all the information. So the information is the power. The knowledge is key. And that's what uh, put them into a position where they were able to take on the English Empire who were running the country at the time. So in a guerrilla warfare you, uh, type of conflict. So you take out the emotions of right or wrong. Yeah. This was mm-hmm. like the few, just a few people. Few because people of were able to fight a huge enemy. Yeah. Because they had the power of information. Yeah. So this, this is the... Ex- this is where the power is. Yeah, indeed. Just, just quickly, I want to say hello to the lads in the GPO as well. Thanks How are you boys in the post office? How's it going? What's that noise? That's a stamp. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard that one before. I hope that was picked Ooh, up. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, World War Two was basically like level up. Metroid Prime Wars. So the the coal compilation company advanced to the ASA or the Army Security Agency and basically set up loads of black chamber sites all over the world. So there's a huge infrastructure now of uh, covert clandestine information gathering centers Mm -hmm. that had a single hub based in the United States since the early 40s. That's pretty scary to think. Over 500 installations around the world. That's a serious amount of information gathering. So you kind of bottleneck points where information travels through. But it's really nice to be able to know, like, if you needed something, you need to find out something. Like mm-hmm. that young one's phone number from the pub that you met the other night. Mm-hmm. And if you worked in the NSA, you'd be able to get that, no problem. You yeah, just listen to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Turn on now all the that's webcams. a proper use. A privilege like yeah. of this information. I met a woman, I'm in love with her, and I'm going to risk my job to find out her phone number. And I'm going to ring her, and she's going to mm-hmm. say, yeah, we're going to settle down. And well, in five or six years' time, after. when the whole Snowden story becomes a triviality, and people mm-hmm. are not afraid of it anymore, it's going to be like a notebook, you know, or yeah. the fault in our staff or something it's going to be like an NSA guy behind a counter like lonely dude just like like, in the dark and and it's all like one man 
No, no, and it's love. You know, no, it's like no they're, they're gonna rip into him. They're gonna like change the story, and they'll have like the think? Jaws mu- music and no, the no, dun, 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 no. I mean, dun. I mean, it's gonna be a romantic story where right. like just one guy. It's like he's on his way to work and he sees this lovely girl in the train, but he's afraid to talk to her every day. And then like one day he's in his thing and he like he's looking left and he's looking right and he's going. Transcends all laws or something like that. It's like, it's like, <laughs> like the Pearl Harbor story, yeah. Nicolas Cage. And, and he hacks into the system and you can just yeah. see him like all day, like doing fuck all work except like clicking through people's uh, sending Lindsay mobile messages. Phones. I love you. Yeah, hot, tracking no, her down the street. Like, like hot mic and all of the mobile phones turning on the webcams I, all over the country, just like flicking through webcams going, that's not her. No, that's not her. No, that's not her. No, that's not her. Staying late. You working late again tonight, John? Yeah. Love transcends all laws. And in the background, Meatloaf playing. And I would do anything for love. And then like, (laughs) just loads of double clicks. And uh, he eventually finds her. We've got a movie. Let's stop this conspiracy, guys. Get our movie working. He eventually (laughs) finds her and uh, ends up, uh, the irony is that he hacks into her mobile phone and hears her cheating on him. And uh, that's how the movie ends. Spoiler alert. So yeah. the ASA was <laughs> was formed in World War II and that eventually then, uh, you know, progressed into the NSA. And mm. after JFK's failed attempt to squash the advancement of the security community, uh, NSA played a key role in collecting uh, information on the US enemies for the, the last like 60 years. It's it's the US don't have any enemies. It's really it's uh, so the AFA became the NSA under JFK and the USA. Yeah, oh exactly. My God. But it's uh, the history we all suspected in many ways. But the uh, the VIPs were KIA um, in the NSA, and JFK was also KIA. You don't say. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but well. the, the the NSA played a massive part in the US's involvement in the Vietnam War, and that was kind of where they came to more public knowledge oh I know this I know this public Gulf of Tonkin yeah man. yes oh. I know some information so All the, right. Gulf, the Gulf of Tonkin incident Jim Morrison's dad which is now tunes. known which is now known to be a false flag yes. which is now known to be bullshit crap a proper conspiracy one of those ones where people go you really believe in conspiracy and you go yeah well some of them are like proven <laughs> yeah, some of them are, are out there revealed this is number mm. one in all of those Buzzfeed 10 conspiracies that you never knew were, tr- were true mm. uh, the Gulf of Tonkin where, which is where like uh, communist supported vessels sunk a US ship and give America the excuse to, uh, you know, invade Vietnam uh, in the early 60s. So, like, the NSA were the guys that were responsible for providing this information. And it was kind of the 9 11 of its day where it was a, a, a Reichstag fire of its day yes. where they were given the, uh, given the excuse. For the purpose of clarity. Uh huh. They needed to start the war. Well, they needed to get involved in in the conflict against communism. There was public opinion against going into war and they wanted to sway that. So how better to sway that than have an attack on you by the enemy forces? Yeah. So the information was changed deliberately. And because, in hindsight, now that we know the information, Mm. because of that information that was Mm -hmm. deliberately changed, Mm -hmm. a war was started. Yes. That's well, not, there was a war a already going on. Thing. Sorry, I mean, sorry, the USA I, I, what I mean, involved. America's war was starting. The war America's was going to happen either way, but there was okay, less you, resistance once that incident so, happened. That and incident and, and, and that's now a documented fact, but yet we don't mm-hmm. know that. Like, well, uh, a lot of people know it, but it's not like common knowledge that that's a total bullshit crack scenario that happened there. And more people know that like Ross and Rachel broke up. With yeah, friends. exactly. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people watch The Big Bang Theory and they laugh. Uh, and those people are stupid because mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory is not funny. But yes, they'd never listen to 
Sounds like a good name for a porn. Yeah. They'd never listen to uh, a podcast about the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Hmm. Or they'd never look up on Wikipedia or ever watch a YouTube video about it. It just seems weird to me. Like, that it's a totally provable conspiracy theory. Oh, that'd make a good movie, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Gulf of Tonkin. It's great to roll out to yeah, people when Tonkin. they're asking. Nice and simple. J.R.R. Tonkin. Probably is a documentary yeah. out there. Um, so 9-11 and, and these kind of Reichstag fire, these tinder boxes that sway public opinion, kind of is the NSA's bread and butter, mm-hmm. it seems to me. Uh, after 9-11, the Patriot Act was written into law. Yes. And for those of you who are from across the big pond, you all know what kind of affects the Patriot Act and the Patriot Act 2, Patriot Act Harder. Yes. Uh, has had on your day to day living. Yeah, it's it's you know the NSA has has now powers that are unimaginable, mm-hmm. like unimaginably uh, advanced yeah. and super clandestine and They've secret. Got the powers. They, need. they, they can, can look stop at and anything. check you. They can see yeah. all Do your information. They can send you to prison without a trial. Yeah. You can be ultimately tortured or killed, and nobody. He's watching, nobody cares, nobody can do anything about it. under the guise of a war on terror. And now like, they're doing it in France. Yeah. After the, 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 whatever you want to call it, the recent-ish thing. The well, what, what's happened now, Hollande, yeah. after the Friday Friday the 13th that happened uh, at the end of last year, um, you know, the France are now calling for uh, an end, a ban on end-to-end encryption, which means that for all your mobile phones and for all your emails and all your computers, that there actually will be no privacy. They want to take out that encryption so that oh. the government can get in. No and look more at what you're, Look at what you're looking at. No ban more tour, free Wi-Fi. Ban, ban all the all the Wi-Fi. Uh, uh, or at least not ban it, but like be able to, if you log into it, be able to get everything that's in your device oh. from that Wi-Fi. And when you sign the EULA agreement, you know, when you, you log into Boingo or whatever, and it says, do you accept all the terms and conditions for getting the Wi-Fi? People are like, yep. And then your whole Gordon. phone gets fucking cloned. Uh, it's getting right. water, but only getting tainted water. Yeah. A bit, a bit of milky water. Yeah. It's it's weird though that it's that gross. they need this like, or that they, they, they can use this Friday the Thirteenth attack on Paris to be able to enact these data laws that give them more power. Yes, it's very and there's also suspicious. There's like. also the element that these these factions of the military industrial complex, when these incidents happen, they get more funding and they become yeah. uh, more puffed up, and more money goes into it, and so every year more and more incidents need to happen in order to justify that spending on it. Uh, like what like instance, a whole bunch of shootings uh, in colleges and in rural areas? It in could America. be shootings. It could it could be bombings. It could yeah. be it could be hostage incidents. It could be all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, could, it could be San Bernardino. Anywhere. It could happen anywhere. That's the point that's being driven home. It could be your neighbor. It could be anybody. But this this kind of spending that goes into it, like generally, what happens is it gets out of control, and that's kind of what's happening in the intelligence community as well. In that now, like twenty five percent of of all the intelligence community uh, operatives out there, people working, people analysts, directors, everything, twenty five percent of them are contracted, are outsourced, yeah. are private company individuals who are given a contract by the NSA or the CIA or the Department of Defense to work and to do nefarious things and they're under less they're, oversight yeah, than they're not a government employee yeah, as you know like Blackwater and these company, kind of these, yeah. these companies that are contracted to do the even worse things that are, are hidden from it and, and here's the shocking fact is that 25% of, of these people are contractors in the intelligence community but 70% of the intelligence community's budget goes on these contractors and who, and you'd wonder who these contractors are and who owns them Snowden worked for Booz Allen Mm. which was a, a data collection company that was contracted by the NSA. Yes, that 98% of its business is, is NSA. NSA business. So why are they not 
co-opted the NSA yeah, or it's a, essentially a government company yeah it's very odd the way that they're able to segregate well, and separate it's like, so to, corporations 75% you know? of, of all the intelligence operators out there working for the governments under oversight work off 30% of the budgets yeah meaning that you're paying huge amounts to the people that can do the really dirty things that don't uh, don't have any real reason to speak up about it because they're getting paid huge dirty amounts of money yeah. hmm. it's as if they have something to hide yeah, yeah. it's as if you're paying them off to keep their it, mouth it shut seem, it seems odd you know that they're able to build an infrastructure like that that's totally without checks and balances or that, yes. that have no authority like if you're a government employee and you do something wrong you're fired but if you're a, an employee of a contractor and you do something wrong they're like oh you did the wrong thing there that seems, it's, don't it's, do that again it's an incredible outsourcing of labour and funds yeah for an industry that really should like it's it's the secrets business it should be kept as in-house as possible really according yeah. to them secret yeah. as it were uh, it, it, it could it could be that that kind of uh, massive budget could account for the two trillion dollars that Dick Cheney squirreled away and managed to disappear after nice 9-11 yeah. yeah he's like two trillion what two trillion dollars what, what, what are you talking about ladies and gentlemen the big news of September 10th we lost two trillion I wonder what will happen tomorrow. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, so, yeah, in the NSA, according to wow. Snowden, there are four levels mm. uh, of, I don't know, seniority. Yes. Uh, there's top secret, which is just your general day-to-day walking around mm. the NSA. More a need-to-know position. Yeah, like top secret is just more than secret. Yes. Uh, so it's top secret. The abo- ab- like above... Above classified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one is signals intelligence. Those are the guys that are intercepting uh, all the messages. They have, mm-hmm. like, uh, access to communique and the, to like, the, mines. the different they systems. They have access yeah. to the data mines. They're like, able Scrooge to get in McDuck, they go and down look, there and look through the Wikipedia of coins. all of our text messages yeah. and uh, whatever they want to find out, you know. Uh, the talent keyhold, which are the guys who are the handlers of the operatives that are out in the field. The big boys. Mm-hmm. And then you have Gamma. It seems to me like a, a kind of a, a frivolous kind of a name. They're just like, what sounds cool? Mm. Uh, gamma. Yeah, let's just call it Gamma. You know what's what, funny? What? There's a private intelligence firm called Gamma. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Isn't, isn't it weird? That's a weird coincidence. So Gamma are the kind of the, the bosses. Mm. They're, the, they're the, the big boys. That, they're the men like in black. This, is that like super secret? Yeah, ultra yeah, like level. super secret. They're tippy top secret. That means Edward, you know the UFO I secret. said, don't tell anybody. <laughs> and what did you do? You told everybody. Jesus, <laughs> Uh, it was the camera. Scallywag. Snowden had that status of being like a contractor, that like no checks, no balances. He was working for Booz Allen. And it sounds, if had, you don't say Allen, it sounds like he's just working for Allen. He's working for Booz. He's, yeah. he's, he's working, working for Allen. I fucking, I'm serious. Shh, don't tell me. He was, he was selling, selling secrets everybody. for Booz. Don't tell everybody. He's a dodgy background. I, I just fired it. We better move. Um, Look, I, I have a few drinks. President Obama. I had a few drinks and then I, I brought these laptops to I'm Hong sorry. Kong and I'm now sorry. everybody knows it. Uh, I'm sorry. I just, Bush actually was already there. I just, wanted to get uh, a, I just wanted to get a massage. So Snowden had, <laughs> Snowden had what was called... Uh, oh no, he's like, I was just out for a few beers and I fancied the Chinese. And I so bought my laptops for massage. Um, uh, Snowden story. Had, had what was called Privac. Which is an unnecessary abbreviation mm-hmm. of privileged access. Ooh, okay. um, that's like when you're in school and you're doing business organization, but you abbreviate it. Bizorg. Biz, I'm doing Bizorg. He's an analyst Geog- for Booz Allen. For geography. Mm-hmm. And he could access any of these pieces yes. of information. So like from top secret to tippy top secret to super duper tippy tippy top secret stuff. Mm-hmm. My favorite. He had access to it all, but yes. because it wasn't in context uh, that these these 
agents weren't able to put it all together to make like a narrative or to make a story or to find out it was just info to them mm-hmm. that they were able to process should they should they need like given i give you a keyword look at all these things mm-hmm. but they wouldn't be able to follow like a story or listen to someone's conversation dirty haystack, as he described yes it, a big sh- fuck off haystack full of mad shit and nobody really understood what that that needle they were looking for looked like but i think that's mm-hmm. the problem that's why he described it as giant haystacks and people looking for needles when they weren't what, even sure what a needle looked like i think there possibly could have been a, a, a crystallizing moment for Snowden when he's looking mm. through all this m- amount of mad shit yes. and going, "Oh, that's what it all means. That's totally fucked. I have to tell somebody." Yes. Like when it became clear, when the context revealed itself, that he was like, "Oh yeah, he can't be doing that shit, man. Mm. That's fucking, that's bananas." And he came and had to come out then, and he ran to Hong Kong and started the whole yes, the whole story as he we basically know it. found they were doing it the opposite way around. They were taking mass amounts of useless information yeah. instead of storing and analyzing small amounts of useful information, right. which seemed you know kind of counterproductive to, to to beating terrorism and almost as if you were trying to let the terrorism win to a certain <laughs> degree. Terrorists, ah, like he wanted to keep fighting in a constant war on terror forever against a faceless enemy. Well, you, you want to keep people afraid, and even though we could have stopped this so long ago, well, well there's another drone thing happening over and over. Hmm, something's up here. Something's not right. And so Snowden's sitting there at his desk going, the fuck is going on? Snowden I'm going to go looking for alien stuff inside this archive. Snowden actually said, yeah, I wonder why no alien stuff came out. Well, maybe that's his, that's his insurance file. He actually said that you can, ha- the, you can like log in to the mm-hmm. drone database or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can watch them like YouTube videos. Get There's the like see a drone live, live streams. You couldn't see any of the murder drones, as he calls it, ah. but like the ones that are like miles above somebody's house, like floating around film in their backyard and to see if they're leaving or not leaving like he said you could just go in and there's lists and lists of these like drones and they all have code names and numbers mm. and then you just double click on it and you can watch a live stream coming from the drone he said he could do he had print you can watch it just flying around he could do that just watch it flying around mm. Without any context, like he's like, oh, is that Gary Busey's house? What the fuck is going? On? Like watching the drone, just making another pass at Busey's, trying yeah. to drive him crazier. And then he's like, hey, is he meeting with Jesse the Body Ventura? Why are the two of them talking? Quick, red button, red button. Like it's it's isn't it so weird how he's he's able to access all that? I think it's weird in the sense that this is this is post Bradley Chelsea Manning, so this is at a stage where it's known that having all of this data compiled in the one place is super dangerous to do. Mm. But they've just cut it off from the 70, 75% of people that work within the intelligence community. And, and, farmed, it out and to, farmed it out to a lot of private companies yeah. thinking, don't worry, they've all signed contracts for money saying they won't release any of this information. So now we're safe. As opposed to soldiers who might do it because they might actually love their country. Yeah, I love my country. It's a danger because they, actually, they might actually be a patriot and that's dangerous. Whereas a privateer, they're not going to be an actual patriot. So exactly. that's safe. And then they ran across Snowden, unfortunately. Well, we're, talking, unfortunately. About, we're talking about the metadata. Mm. We're talking about how the data Meta, can beta, get... gamma. Can get gamma, <laughs> can get, far, can get like, uh, you know, intercepted, analyzed, and then sent on to its mm. own destination where it was supposed to be going. So, like, you, you have to look at how the internet works. And we're just going to explain it just for those who don't know for, for a small minute. Mm. It's basically um, computers. That's what the internet Yeah, yeah. The fairies. So type stuff the in, internet fairies. And then the Google get, delivers it to your house. True mm. Yahoo. So, like, the internet works on protocols. And what Snowden confessed to the world was the NSA are basically fiddling with your protocols. Mm-hmm. They're fondling your protocols. And all the time. All, the whole time. So, I can see you. What was that? The NSA. All right. Um, I'm right in the middle of the webcam as well, so they can definitely see me pontificating. But 
the packet data, the data that's sent from one computer to another, or the requests that's made from one computer to another, in order to understand exactly what Snowden reported, you have to understand how that stuff works, right? Mm -hmm. So the internet works on protocols. So you've seen at the start of uh, web addresses, you've seen HTTP, right? And that stands for a hypertext transfer protocol. You're such a nerd for knowing that. I know. And this is for viewing a, a, a web page in a browser. So you'll type in like www.thoseconspiracyguys.com, right? And it brings you to, uh, that sends a request out to the internet. Mm-hmm. And that will uh, ping off of a server that holds the files that have our website in it. Mm-hmm. And then that server will then return that information to your computer in packets. So you get all the pictures, you get all the words, you get all the format, and then the, the information inside the code that, dictates like the colors the size of the text and all of that stuff right Mm -hmm. so that all comes back to your computer what the nsa are doing is making sure that on the way out they know who's typing it and where they're typing it and what they're asking for Uh and then on the way back they're finding out what they're sending be it something like a message or an email uh with a website they're able to go into the website because it's a public domain but if you're able to type in messages into a form in a website they're finding out through the code of the website, what's in those messages or what's in those so forms. So it's the rawest of data. They're the rawest everything. of data. They're taking and the shopping key- and the bags of cable. Exactly. Using keywords, using locations, right. using IP addresses and being able to, to locate exactly where you are when you ask for the thing, what you asked for and how you got it, where you got it from, right? So like all that information basically puts a footprint of how you go about your day. Hmm. So you're walking around uh, you you know you log into Starbucks. You check into Starbucks when you get your coffee in the morning, and then you're going around the corner to the bank, and you're doing a bit of stuff in the bank, and you're you know checking in your banking online, and you check how much money you have, and then you send a few pounds to the landlord, and then you go off and you you know have a bit of lunch and nowhere like it's all of these kind of like inconsequential things that you do every day. But should they need that information to trace your whereabouts or the probability of where you're going to be, should they need to pick you up? they'll have exactly your location based on that information as well as GPS locations, as well as being able to like hack into your mobile phone and find out exactly where you are. It's all about the little information that you see as totally inconsequential, right? Mm -hmm. So the most important protocols in the internet are called transmission control protocols and internet protocols, but you'd see them on your computer called TCP IP. Mm -hmm. And that basically is, the stuff that goes out and the stuff that comes back. So when you order a website up, you're typing in words, but what the words associate with are an IP address, which is three numbers, a dot, three numbers, a dot, three numbers, a dot, and another three numbers. And that's like your your address in the internet or wherever you are on whatever server. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first few numbers of the country, the second few numbers are the area where the server is and you know, it's kind of like a phone number or an address, yeah. like a physical address, like such and such a street, this number. And uh, you ask for that, but it's easy done through HTTP because you, you don't have to remember all the numbers of, oh man, did you ever go on to 612.161? I remember those days where the website would be like 612.5. GeoCities and all yeah. back in the day, right? So um, this, this system runs on a, a server system called domain name server. So that's how you, how you type the, the domain name in and it gives you back your your uh, your website and that's called dns so it's just all of these terms that you'll see on your computer every day that's how prism are able to get in see what's going out see what's coming back mm-hmm. and be able to analyze it 
So that's just, as we're going forward, just bear that in mind when we start talking about Prism and we start talking about Tempura and the data collection. Uh, I'm starving. I'd love some Tempura. Yeah, they're lovely. Deep fried data. Mining all this raw data. But uh, it's mad how these packets, these these little bits are sent out, right? So you ask for something and you're asking it from an American website. Mm-hmm. So we're here in Ireland and we ask for data from an American website. Now, there might not be a clear pipe. We asked the <laughs> we asked the the American server to send us the website information. And the American server can't get it directly back to us through Irish pipeline. So they send it to South America, South America sends it to South Africa, South Africa sends it to Europe and Europe sends it to us, but it's all done instantaneously because it's such tiny amounts of data. So it's like uh you know, uh, you break apart mercury. Yes. So you smash apart a piece of mercury and yes. it sm- smashes into a million bits. And it, it, yeah, it all rolls around the bowl yeah. and eventually it all comes back into one little blob. So mm-hmm. that's how that's how data is transferred. So what the GCHQ and PRISM and these guys that Snowden alerted us of their existence, uh, and the NSA, PRISM and GCHQ all use these packets intercept all these packets and put them back together themselves to find out what the information is. And until Snowden, we didn't know to what extent they were doing that. Yes, and they could do it. They, that, or yeah, the capabilities yes. even that they It was only speculated they could do something like that. Uh, there's so many trillions of packets of data going around the world at any one point mm-hmm. that it was unfeasible. It was yes. unimaginable that they had technology strong enough you need server farms, powerful enough. huge ones all over the place. Exactly. Hundreds of them all over the world to like, do that. Like black chambers, right? Mm. So this metadata in aggregate that they're getting is basically putting together a profile of every message and every email and everything that's ever sent out by anybody on the internet. It's the internet police. And until Snowden, we didn't know this thing existed. So that's like a pretty elaborate background on so they know how all this stuff everything about everyone so um, they example, have the potential to to zero in to find out everything on everybody yeah so it's a raw on on un, processed data but they've, they've harvested almost everything so, so here's the thing right so that doesn't really matter if okay so they always say if you've nothing to hide you've nothing to fear but let's just mm-hmm. say i do something for the sake of it let's say i create this show and the show is so good that hundreds of thousands, millions of people all over the world see it and it wakes something up inside of them, this Mm -hmm. spark of rebellion, the truth. And all of a sudden, everybody just goes, whoa, I get it now. I'm out of the matrix, I see the truth and I'm not participating anymore and I don't consent anymore. All of a sudden, people go, whoa, who's this Aiden Kidding guy? So they look through my Facebook, my emails and they see all of the things that I've Mm. said and said and (laughs) they can dismiss me as a character. They can character assassinate me. Yeah. And then everyone goes, look oh, back over every digital trace you've ever left and go, look at this thing he said when he was 19. He said, oh this my thing. God, look at the size of that penis. That's <laughs> huge. Or they go back This guy's through. clearly not human. He must be a reptilian with that massive. <laughs> <laughs> they draw through all of your um, ex girlfriend's text messages and stuff like that and oh, try and paint stop. a really bad picture of how yeah. you treat people. And oh, yeah. You put out a media, a media kind of anti campaign against you and get pictures of you when you had long hair and you just woken up in the morning and you had like what a hippie. sauce all over your mouth and <laughs> do you know what I mean uh, enough to discredit you maybe enough to get you to commit suicide maybe, maybe it's not the NSA who's spying on me maybe it's you guys we've been, I've been following you for years man but yeah so that's it so basically the information can, can be used later on if yeah. they have everybody's information if one of us stands out they can use all their past history against exactly yeah. it's actually 1994 dun, dun, yeah, like. dun, dun. the mind police yeah. mm. that come to me in my bed dream police 
that's the that's the scary outcome of it all is is that idea of of so what are they going to do with all my data well nothing now but i mean it can be used against you yeah that information can and may be used against and snowden even like brought to the attention of the whole world Mm -hmm. that the nsa have programs that they can zero in and switch on any electronic device that you have in your house to see or listen to you. So all of those people that are wanking with, uh, you know, d- um, duct tape over your over your camera of your laptop, uh, they can you know, hear you. They can hear you. They yeah. can see you. I can and, hear and you. And record keystrokes. So even, record even keystrokes, messages that you wrote and then change your mind and deleted and didn't send. No way. Use. I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. They still get all that stuff. It's it's crazy Ooh. that you have a phone in your pocket and if they want to go. Uh, he's going to meet that guy and I want to hear what he says to that guy. They're looking at your text messages going, yeah, I'm going to meet you at such and such a time. And then, okay, so he's meeting him at that time. At that time, turn on the microphone on his phone and we'd be able to record and listen to the conversation that these lads are having. It's even a few years ago when I was down at the Shell to Sea site uh, down the Corrib in Ireland. This is um, a bunch of anarchists or activists who who stand, uh, stand up against the tyranny and the aggression of the oil companies in a place in Ireland and I remember when they'd have the meetings about 30 people would be there and have the morning meeting or 30 to 50 people no phones allowed everybody would leave their phone there and some people go that's paranoid and they're like "Mm -mm, doesn't matter if it's off no phones people are listening to you and that's in Ireland you know what I mean we've it doesn't matter if it's off they have uh, they have the programs that, that Snowden brought to the attention of the world are it's called the Smurf programs Oh, so that sounds have, cute. Isn't it? Yeah. They have ones called Nosy Smurf, which is the hot micing capabilities. Turn on your mic and turn on your camera. Oh, they nice. have what's called Dreamy Smurf, which mm. means that any device you have, be it laptop, computer, phone, tablet, I don't know, electronic vagina, I don't know what it is, whatever they can hack into, right? They're able to turn on the vagina, those devices. And they get wet. Yeah. Remotely turn on the device. It's all about pressing the right button. But without your knowledge, like they're able to turn on the phone and it doesn't come up on the screen. Like the computer turns on and the camera turns on and they're able to operate it. But you have no idea. No little green light goes on on your on your MacBook. No little, uh, you know, bling comes on when you turn on your phone. It's like it's just on and they're able to utilize the connection to the Wi-Fi or to the to the network. Why is the electric vagina Wi-Fi capable? Because you have to be able to upload your... In case you DNA get a, in case you put a virus in it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Download it. An antivirus and yeah. clean it out. Is the, that how it works? The Charlie, way? the Charlie Sheen edition, I guess. Dudes are getting like rot dick. Bluetooth, yeah, Bluetooth vagina. So you can, you can, no, you the Wi Fi one. So you, yeah, but, Wi-Fi, when yeah. you're on the way home from work and you're like, oh, I want to have a good go on the electric you're vagina. You're stopping over in Starbucks for an hour. Yeah, but just send your vagina a text message, you're going to be home in 20 minutes. Oh, I see, you get warmed starts, up and you just get ready. It on, right? And it starts, exactly. Well, I'm glad I've learned something today here, oh, folks. Yeah, you. There you go. And that's Never not a product. Japan before. That's not a product, but anyone who wants to invent that product, you're more than mm. welcome. Um, Make it shaped like an octopus, please. Like, for example, a new product <laughs> that Google brought out recently is basically the commercial version of what Snowden is presenting to us as NSA nefariousness. And it's called Google Now. Mm-hmm. So Google Now, it tracks your usual movements, purchases, times of travel and information. And it offers a service of your life automated. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can download this thing. I've used and it. And it, 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 <laughs> it follows you around as you go about your day. 
and then you get on the bus or you get on the tram or you get on the train and you're like or you get in the car and you're going to work and you're driving to work and you're doing anything you get out of work and you go for your coffee you get your coffee in your usual place and then you head over and you go to the office and then at one o'clock every day you're going on lunch and you go down to the thing so google now does is after a few days it aggregates where you're going to be using metadata and then for example if it's 10 past eight in the morning and there's unusually high traffic. Google is having these traffic reports. And Google now will send you a message and say, hey, buddy, you want to be leaving now in the next five minutes because the traffic is unusually high today on the road that you usually take. So you either leave now in five minutes or you leave in 20 minutes, but you go this, this route instead. And that's really helpful for people. Really helpful in a life situation. If you have nothing to hide, why wouldn't you do that? Most people are doing that all day, every day, getting up, going to work, doing the thing, coming home. Wouldn't you like to get a message at 20 past 12 and go, hey man, when you're going on your lunch at one o'clock, uh, Sabaros are having a two for one pizza slice day. You should go to Sabaros for your lunch because it's awesome because I know that you like to get pizza is, on a Friday. Like that's madness. It seems yeah. really cool. Modern I, madness. I find I Google now is a bit weird because it's constantly telling you how far you are from home all the time. Anytime <laughs> yeah. you look at it, it's like, you are seven minutes from home. You could be sitting at home right now, bro. You could be in your underpants smoking joint right now. <laughs> and you're like, you're right, Google now. I you could really be know right me, now. Google yeah. now. It's all, anytime I look at my Google now, like there's a box somewhere that says, you're this far from home, man. Yeah. You're this close to being but naked right now. It's almost like minority reporting. You know when he's walking through a minority report and he's after getting his eye transplant and he's walking through the mall and then the camera's like, oh, vroom, vroom, and they scan his eyes and he goes, ah, Mr. Chang, are you enjoying the vest jumper you got from The Gap last week? And because he has some Chinese guy's eyeballs remember, in his head yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're close to that. Where you go on the fucking internet and you're on some weird website that looking up some mad shit and mm, Google what? Analytics and Google AdSense has sold ad space to this website. So that website has boxed off a tiny little box on their website so that Google can put whatever fucking ads they like in that little space, right? So it's just like a little whatever you want to put there space. Yes. And you're after shopping on Amazon and Amazon has a cookie on your computer that saves all the stuff that you look for in your account, right? So you've been looking up like, let's say headphones, for example, and you're going through a whole website of uh, Zelda cosplay designs or whatever. And the next thing you go through and there's a fucking Google ad for headphones because Amazon has told Google he likes headphones. He's looking for headphones at the moment and he hasn't bought any. We know he hasn't bought any because he hasn't bought any from us. But that's in his last searches. Mm. If you want, you can get the headphones company that advertises with you to buy space on this website using this information that I've got from a totally different web service. Yes. So you're scrolling through some other weird, totally unrelated website and you see headphone ads and you're like, hey, I was looking at buying headphones. And those ones look really nice. Click buy money. I've noticed mm. that. Yeah, I was looking that's at fucking a, crazy. I man. was looking at a website and an ad for Amnesty International came up and uh, it was the kind of website where I was like, that's weird. Really shouldn't be an Amnesty International uh, ad on this website. And then realized, I think I, I gave, I donated some money to Oxfam. I think I'm being chased with charity organization ads. Yeah. And I just started noticing them everywhere. Now. Everything I had was like charity organization ads. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah. What? I got a flight the other day. I, I was going to book a flight and I didn't because I didn't like the price. And then all of a sudden, oh. I, like flight people. Being bombarded. Like, oh, how did you know I was going Finish to Finish off the purchase, yeah. jump. Give that money over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I should probably do it. Hand it over, me. Tom. Wait a minute. I'm not Tom Cruise. <laughs> you guys got mixed up. <laughs> I'm the Chinese guy. He got still his eyes. I'm Mr. Chang. There's other weird, like, web services like the Silk Road, right? Mm. So these are like underground internet services. Silk this is Road where you is, get your, your drugs. This is where you buy where you your heroin, your, your the weapons. kind of porn that is illegal mm. and uh, hitmen. 
That's not where you get some of those <laughs> wet workers. Anything yeah. you can imagine, basically, you can get. And, yeah, all the weird shit in between. And then Tor, obviously, we've been talking about it, is like a, an anonymous yeah. web browser where you can mm. get into, instead of typing in www.somethingwhateverthefuck.com, yes. you are actually using that TCP IP and that DNS technology, the, the terminology, the numbers, dots, and numbers mm. to get into websites that you only know the address of by numbers because it doesn't have a DNS, it doesn't have like a... It's perfect. Uh, a name. If everybody was using Tor, nobody can see anything. Well, is that yeah, true? Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, in a way, like you're using Tor and you're sending out the packets, but what's happening is Tor is making sure that your location, like all the stuff that you're doing ha- can't be tied to one person. So if you're like logged into Google and you're using Google Chrome or you're logged into Bing and you're using your Hotmail or Outlook account and you're searching a whole lot of stuff, so you go on to Amazon. So Amazon are able to link your Amazon account with your Google account, with your Hotmail account, with your, uh, I don't know, American Airlines frequent flyer miles account, with your Starbucks card, with your Sabaro loyalty card, and be able to hook all of that stuff up together to make your an imprint of you. Mm-hmm. But using Tor takes away that because you don't have a name, you don't have, all you are is a number, and the number keeps on changing. I am not a number. Well, you I am a human being. You'd want to be you if want you to don't want to get fucking... <laughs> It's, it's like every know? time is your first time using the internet. It's like, oh, welcome to the internet. And you're like, yeah, yeah, wink, wink. So when we're talking hackers, the kind of the kind of king of the king of the modern day hacker is Bet Julian. <laughs> no, no, I was close. It's close. Bet Julian, Julian Assange. He was my second. He was my Julian second. Assange, good man. Um, so Paul, tell us about t- tell us about Julian Julian Paul Assange. Yes, born third of July, nineteen seventy one, in Townsville, Queensland, Australia. We all know it well, of course. Yeah. Uh, I don't really, but any Australians, you can tell us about Townsville. Townsville. That's Town- next to... Townsville, pardon me. That's Townsville. next to Ville Town. I, I can't think of a more townish name for a town than <laughs> Townsville. Welcome to Townsville. You're in a town. So, Welcome to yeah. Cityland. He's born, he's born to uh, Christine Ann Hawkins, his mother, uh, who uh, in 1972 marries Richard Brett Assange, and that's where Julian gets his last name from. Uh, although that wasn't his biological father. His biological father, John Shipton, uh, actually left. The, him and Christine broke up before Julian was even born. Uploaded his DNA and then logged and, out. And legged it before he was born, yeah. 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 Which is a weird thing. It's the, the Sometimes the father begets the son. We'll find out later. It's, it seems, yeah, that his, his early life is kind of uh, indicative of how his later life would go. Yes, he seems to very much be a man of his experiences. Yeah. And as, as we see going on. Uh, so the mother and uh, Mr. Richard Assange divorce in 1979. She goes on to meet a musician named Leif Maynell. Uh, and they move in together. And they travel around a lot. It's not a, a very secure kind of upbringing for Julian. Uh, he has a half-brother then born between his mother and Leif. And again, they're moving around a lot. He's changing schools a lot. He's never really settled anywhere. Moving from Townsville yeah. to Villetown to Cityland. One thing he always has with him is, is computers and things. He, you know, it's a, it's a thing he can always get away to himself and do by himself. So yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a little world. Introverts gets, himself. I yes, guess. that he gets part of. Uh, at a certain point, uh, they move to uh, a very odd place called Magnetic Island. What the fuck names are these places are you making this shit yeah. up paul so about eight kilometers no i am not australians made these he up. moved from townsville to magnetic island a lot of people were attracted to that place <laughs> shopping <laughs> well, uh, yeah about eight kilometers off the shore from townsville is magnetic island and uh, they moved out there to live a more you know with the earth kind of new age sort of lifestyle right uh christine his mother painted at the time of julian building rafts and going sailing going out into the into the wilderness by himself with a knife and, and pitting himself against nature of uh all sorts of things it kind of uh Developing his, his he's homeschooled at this point now, so he's developing his mind in lots of other sort of philosophical subjects. Right, so they're they're basically like on a hippie commune, a magnetic island, right? Sort of like a hippie commune. Some people would call it a cult, sort of. Um, 
Yeah, it sounds like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, more yeah, so. a little bit. But it turns out it was an actual cult. Though, oh, fuck Like me. a big, dirty, giant <laughs> cult, of which we're familiar, unfortunately. Uh, this one was called The Family. It's, it's quite a, a famous Australian cult. Uh, it was started in 1964 by a yoga instructor uh, named Anne, Ham- Anne Hamilton Byrne. So a uh, new age kind of yoga instructor, had new age uh, PC ideas and things like that. And, and uh, you know, believed in the yoga and the Pilates and the healing stones and the, the energies. And also believed that she was the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. As you do. Mm. As, you, as most well, leaders be, of cults. Yeah, you can't be a cult up. leader without thinking you're Jesus. It seems to be the way, like, oh, people will listen to your ideas. Oh, you have really great ideas. Yeah, we should start our own commune. Oh, you're Jesus. Okay, now I'll die for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, it's, yeah, it's really the line crosser that you draw that line. You go, anyone on the other side of the line doesn't believe I'm Jesus. And therefore ties. And, so, and then you don't get to, hell. Get to so. join in the, t- in the two o'clock Pilates session. Yeah, and if we've seen, if we've seen the life aquatic, most people cross the line. <laughs> if you don't believe in Jesus, I'm going to be cross. Yeah, it, it, it's a scary time. And these cults, we've learned a lot about these. There's a good few yeah, we've the done a few. we've done a few culty ones yeah. last year. And this one, unfortunately, is no different. Mm. So it's basically, as, as most cults do, they, they start developing a powerful hierarchy within the cults of, you know, like uh, people... Uh, doctors, nurses, politicians, judges, police officers. Powerful the, people. Yeah, through the 60s and 70s, major players in, in major public institutions are brought on and then begun abuses of power, if you will. The the crazy yoga leader begins adopting orphans and, and random babies. Right. Kind of a Jim Jones, people's temple style to bolster. Multicolored, multi-ethnic. Yes, to, to bolster the, the overall look of the cult and its, right, its, right, right. its, its, its amount of followers. Can I ask you something, Paul? I'm just presuming now with the way I know the cults do be. Mm-hmm. Was there any experimentation with mind-altering drugs in an MK Ultra style mind control technique? That would be a hell of a coincidence. Would it? it uh, yeah. So in the New Haven Psychiatric Hospital in a coup in, in, in Australia, they actually took the, the family, which was the name of this cult, actually took over the hospital. The owner of the hospital was actually a woman named Marion Villamek, who became a, a follower of the temple. And the temple was the, uh, the hospital was then essentially staffed by temple members. And these were all... Uh, uh, filled with psychiatric patients, insane asylum sorts, so, criminally insane. So to recruit more for the family. Yes, and, and most of them were, you know, they were brought away from their insane ways with the classic MK Ultra stylings of pump them full of LSD, um, make them go through electroshock therapies, traumatize them. If that didn't them. work, lobotomize them. What the fuck? Yeah, you know, the classic and, stuff. And Assange is like totally into this, right? Uh, no, no, no. Assange is, is living on one of the communes, the outer communes on Magnetic Island. Okay. He's not near the, the hierarchy in the hospital now at this point. Right. So Assange wasn't part of any of this. He's just, uh, he's living in a commune of this cult that does things like this. Right. Yeah. Which doesn't bode well for sounds, the future. Yeah, it sounds pretty, so pretty he, grim. He, he ran away, right? I mean, in the movie The Underground, mm. they document his childhood. It's a very interesting movie, mm-hmm. uh, but he he runs. Away. He spends most of his early life running away. Yes, this right. is where the running begins. Okay. So Christine, his mother, uh, who's being treated quite violently by Leaf, is uh, starts to kind of wake up to what's happening with the the cult, essentially the family, and basically decides to take her and her half son, who again kind of a Jonestown style. She's afraid that the, the half son will be taken in by Leaf as property of the cult. So, so Leaf is like deep in this cult, He's right? deep in the cult. He's all over it because the cult allows him to, to beat up women and do whatever the hell he wants. Right. So he doesn't mind. Who wouldn't want to be in that, so? Yeah, yeah. well. Yeah, yeah imagine. It's difficult, I suppose. But uh, she basically grabs up Julian and, and the half-brother and goes on the run. And they spend the next few years just kind of running up and down the coast of Australia, going back to areas like Queensland, like Melbourne. Running and hiding. Huh? Running and hiding. And unfortunately, what, what Julian learns at this time is that the power of this cult and the connection that they have, the, the secret conspiracy connections between government officials and police, allow them to keep tracking them down over and over again. So it's like... Trying to take his half-brother away. It's like uh, conspiracy school. 
He's he's been homeschooled in yes. how to evade a countrywide intelligence network. Yes, as he's on the small run. Ch- that sounds like no a school, superhero, no story of a superhero, man. Only a computer, like only a computer and some programming and some hacking to do to keep himself company. Meanwhile, there's this evil cult that's kind of chasing his mother and his half-brother and him around Australia yeah, trying to catch him imagine, with all this conspiracy like going on That's like Batman started or some shit. Like, you know, that like, is not unlike, yeah. The, do you know? A young boy yeah. on the run. No father, no time. <laughs> but a Commodore 64. <laughs> with, armed with an Amstrad and a healthy disrespect for authority. <laughs> Julian Assange is Mendax. Oh. Coming this summer, presented by Morris the Worm. <laughs> I would watch that. Starring Morris the Worm I as Mendax. I, I would watch How that. How you doing? I'm Morris. <laughs> <laughs> I played Julian Assange in the movie. But he, he Man around the whole time. And I've no feet. Irony! <laughs> He's moving around right from town to town to town, so he doesn't have time to you know settle down as normal kids do, hang out with the same friends. A lot of time he's with a computer. Yeah, isolated. A computer, becoming, ultimately... Mendax, known yes. at that time as the best hacker in the world. Yes, yeah. 1987, Julian kind of uh, reveals himself. Uh, well, not really reveals himself, but he steps out into the world as Mendax. And, and his mom at the time was... Um, well, I suppose an activist. She was against yeah. the nu- nu- nuclear bombs. They were, at the time, NASA were sending a nuclear bomb into space. World Against Nuclear Killers was the name of the worm that Julian Assange hacked into their computers. On the day they were going to launch the nuclear bomb into space, all their computers are hacked and up came World Against Nuclear Killers, or for short, wank. wank. So not only was you he You just got wanked, no, son. Well, yeah, basically he wanked them off, right? But he, he, this is like the best hacker in the world. And he also had a good... Good sense of humor, right? Yeah, well, yeah. as we've as we've learned already from what we've looked at about hackers, they seem to have a kind of a healthy disrespect, but also a, a pretty good sense of humor, like playing pranks and putting up like it is a prank, know, but it's also stuff. it's also it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing, right? But it's and like you know, in like you're you're, you're giving people a message through comedy because if you're like the likes of Alex Jones, where you're screaming and shouting and getting red faced down the camera and going, "You gotta believe me." Fucking government are coming to get you. Like, people are going to go, yucky, you're hurting my fucking face mm. with your bullshit crack. What we do and what you do is try and get a message across in a conversational tone with a bit of humor. Because I, I just thought you, the, I thought you were Alex Jones. It's the spoof. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at the wrong interview. You can't hear it. Fight. I thought it's I, the fucking. It's the. I was wondering where you're being so tame today. Yeah. I was waiting for the wrestler those, outfit to become those Mendax annex. I have. Today. Some people say he's uh, Bill Hicks. You, Ooh, what do you think of that? No, don't get distracted. He's totally not. He's <laughs> totally not. But like, you, you're mold. able to. You're able to give people that spoonful of sugar to help that. Do you know that fucking medicine go down? Do you know what I mean? Like, I believe you're talking about ejaculate. Yes, mm-hmm. it's easier with a sweet salt spoon. Here's your spoon. Sweet salt. It's like salt caramel. Ooh. But like the wank like thing, chlorine. like they, they were basically going, okay, look, NASA, what are you doing? I don't like this. Yeah, stop but, getting wanked off. But also he's going, I can do this. I can get into the, mm-hmm. I can get into the NASA computer. Fear the people, fear the dirty masses, you secret bastards. I can see what you're doing and yeah. I can stop you. You're not safe anymore. But he, he got caught. The anonymous called Assange got caught because he yeah. was in because he was in court, and the courts uh, gave him a suspended mm. sentence. They say of twenty years on condition he didn't touch a computer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the no, old it's not, it's the old story, right? Yeah, on condition he didn't touch a computer. Yeah. Twenty years later, WikiLeaks is born a system that's penetrated and uh, attacked all security systems known to man. 
so that you, me, any journalist can share the truth with the whole world without ever getting caught. The minute he was allowed to touch a computer again, he was like world powerful again. Yeah, like he, like, he'd been storing yeah, up all of yeah, that energy yeah, up yeah. to that point. Like, well, obviously, ah! obviously, he was like, he was like uh, obviously he touched the computer or, or else he had a helper. Uh, right, 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 right click there Derek <laughs> no the other right Derek this is going to take forever oh! like, I traded Derek again for a long bloody stick and I used it. <laughs> good idea man you're a genius Julian but yeah all his troubles going to start when he forms the, the international subversives or IS which Uh-oh, is I think ISIS. what that's pretty <laughs> the original ISIS. when I saw that yeah but when I saw that online I was like wow IS was the original enemy to, like that's Fascinating. No, it's just a weird little. Is, is. Isn't that a weird little thing? Mm. Oh yes. So who's it? Yeah. Is. in the IS? Well, the the international subversives. Yes, are that's a, what I meant. Yeah. Are a skateboarding, hard chewing gum chewing. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne hacking, punk loving, hacking the planet, Johnny Lee Miller esque uh, gang of mm. rambunctious computer hackers. Yes. Called <laughs> called uh, long hair uh, and hot pockets. Called Mendex. Mm-hmm. Tracks. Ooh. Prime Suspect. The prime Suspect. And Electron. And Phoenix. And Phoenix, of course, yeah, yeah which is kind of the... the but um, the, it's, it, the, the rhythm goes better when you say it in fours. So yeah, yeah Phoenix, Electron, Prime Suspect, Trax, and Mendax are, are the original IS. Mm. And they... They went on a bit of a hacking spree. Yeah, they're scaldy boys. They were, mm. they were together way more powerful than they were individually or whatever. Uh, but uh, they hacked NASA again mm-hmm. uh, with the Atlanta shuttle it was about to launch and heading for Jupiter. And this is the crime that he got arrested for in mm-hmm. 1991. He he. They hit a lot of Yeah, but were... as well, like that that was Na- hacking NASA kind of brought him up on the the world stage. Yes. but they were hacking like Nortel, a Canadian, communi- a Canadian communications uh, company. Yeah, they had um, the uh, Australia Overseas Telecommunications yeah. Commission. Australian National University, La Trobe University, Stanford University, yeah, uh, Citibank, Lockheed Martin, Motorola, Panasonic, Xerox, the Department of Defense, Military, Milnet Network, uh, and the Pentagon, of course. Can't not hack the Pentagon. Well, you got it. That's, that's level, hit that that's level up, five yo. or six. Like, you got to get that in there. Yeah. Just to change them to the central stupidity Damn, agency. It's amazing. When I was a teenager, I was spending all my time playing computer games. Yes. And- you know, eating Swedes or trying to get beers, trying to sneak alcohol out of my mum's house and pulling up plum water. Or trying to I most certainly ones. was not. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but basically, yeah, I was trying to drop the hand at yeah. girls and discos, and then you know, trying to not get caught when I puke from drinking too much. And this, these guys were saving the world. Yeah. Well, affecting the world on a global scale, maybe not at that point saving is, is it, but okay, I might have jumped a bit but, there, but in their own way, in their own way, taking steps towards reducing the power of cyber warriors. A pre, yeah, a presumed nefarious global power. It must have been terrifying for them to see I'd this say it information. Was deadly crack. And well, you know what? According as, to him, as he didn't know lads, what he was looking at. Yeah, as young lads, I, I wouldn't think. Now, I didn't read that. that deposition of him saying he didn't know what he's looking at or whatever like mm. I'm this is only my own personal presumption but like as a young lad just like a young Matthew Broderick hacking into the Pentagon by accident uh, in war games that they wouldn't know the power that the, they wouldn't have an idea or feel how how much their actions would affect somebody like when you mm-hmm. were 16 and you said uh, you know blah, 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 fuck off you fat cunt or shut up you ugly bastard and you know, are you are you say something like inadvertently racist to somebody? You're like, oh, you fucking black bastard!" And that guy is like, "Yeah, sh- shut up, you!" And runs up like that affected don't him. Know that you've actually way more. Someone. Like when you're in your thirties, you know that that shit is like bad form, and you, and you feel and you don't do it. But when you're a kid, you're like, "Ah, oh, whatever!" Like I say, I say whatever the fuck I want. 
I can do whatever the fuck I want. Maybe they don't have a, a realization of the yeah. gravitas of what they've, what they've done. They're just like, I hacked into the Pentagon. And I say at 18 or 19, they're not expecting to find the kind of conspiracies that might be hidden in, in yeah. diplomatic cables and, and war chronicles that years later you come back and see a second time and go, yeah. Oh wait a minute! I know what you can do with these. Like they're working with a now system, it's like useful stuff. I they're guess. working with a system that they're the the fun is using the system. The fun mm-hmm. is like cracking the codes and cracking the ciphers to get into the system to be able to change something in it. Yeah. But like we've seen and we talked about earlier on about the hackers. What do they do when they spend all that time cracking the code? They get into the Pentagon. And they're like, well, "What do we do now that we're here?" Picture of John Travolta wagging a horse. That's all they do. It's just a little prank because there's no real. Agenda. I didn't say photoshopped. Put There's no real the, agenda. It's just like, there you go, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe they were just, you know, playing along, playing games, playing like wanting game. to put pictures of willies on top yeah. of like the CIA. I love the crass humor of it. I, then, I, it's then, my favorite thing about it. Then all of a sudden they saw, whoa, they're sending a nuclear bomb attached to a shuttle into space. Yeah. And maybe they thought... And because maybe they of his thought, mother's subversive roots and her like protesting background and her activist background, they were like, I'm going to maybe do something about this. Well, maybe he said, you know, maybe it's just maybe it's not a great idea to send nuclear bombs into space. Maybe he's like, hmm, are they trying to protect us from who? Aliens? Are we going to kill the, the yellow? Are we going to kill the, the green man now? I mean, we already dropped nuclear bombs in the yellow man. We wiped out the red man. But at least we haven't killed all the black men. Although the American police force are trying their best. They're giving it a good shot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it seems it seems like an awful, an awful amount of effort to go in and put like a dick picture on the Department of Defense. Yeah. Oh, I would do it if I, I think that'd be funny. Yeah, it'd but be it, hilarious. But he still gets arrested for this and uh, charged and pleads guilty. Yeah, because he, he doesn't. Re- I don't think he realizes. He said it was the right. He said he did what the right thing. Yeah, yeah. He didn't see anything kind of illegal about what he did. He's charged with thirty-one counts of cybercrime and he pleads guilty to twenty-five. He's handed a two thousand one hundred Australian dollar fine. Which at the time was probably a lot, but it wasn't yeah, like, I'm sending you to jail forever, amen, yes, like they would and, nowadays. And put on a suspended sentence. And they said yeah. part of this was because uh, in 1993, he worked with the Victoria Child uh, Police Child Exploitation Unit, uh, catching pedophiles and whatnot, online pedophiles. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so this stood very good stead to him he in front of the judge. He used his powers for good. Exactly. Is that Mendax. He'd, he'd seen that he could summer. be a force for good. Yeah, absolutely, man. And also, Assange himself, I guess, felt that, that power within You know, it was, got away with it, sort of, and walked out thinking... I can help people, and if you do, you're you're sort of protected a little bit with that doing a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you're, you're, to, you're to holding to that karma it. back. Exactly. Yeah. I I think um, Assange is a young man who learned how to do all this stuff. You know, like uh, say for example, like a young, like a five year old child who's being taught how to play the piano. By the time he's ten, he's excellent, like concert mm-hmm. quality, and uh, he doesn't realize that by eighteen you're going to be able to make a career that make a difference in people's lives, and mm-hmm. you know it becomes more apparent to you the power that one person could have if they're yes. really, really good at doing the thing that they're doing. So when he decided to make WikiLeaks, I guess that was kind of the culmination of his life's purpose. Mm. I don't I don't think I think the world will be a, a much different place and a much more like a much darker place without Julian Assange's efforts. Indeed. And yeah. as a young man well, we wouldn't know around, anything. Well we wouldn't but ignorance is bliss. As a young man messing around putting dick pictures on websites and stuff that are impossible to get into just for the crack to go on oh, I can actually do something with this. That's a really noble So what jump. you're saying is making dick pictures can ultimately make the world a better place. Eventually, if you if you grow yeah. out of dick pictures. If they're oh, big enough. You have to start with dick, dick pictures, pictures and then work into stopping nuclear bombs. 
Oh, okay. Or, Do you know what I mean? And then creating a platform. Exactly. You need to the shape truth. the nuclear bombs like dicks because then no one will want to launch them. Yeah. Uh, Dick I, pictures I, can't I, melt steel beams. I made cartoons and we had the nuclear bombs. <laughs> no, no, no. King Chan Moon was intimidated by them all. <laughs> like, Bury them in the ground! So how did he, how did he make WikiLeaks then? Mm. Well, it's from 94 to 99, there's an incredibly uh, creative period of his life he's out there writing all sorts of open source programming things for the world things people uh, might have heard of uh, like the uh, open source port scanner strobe uh, the usenet caching system software uh, and he co-created the deniable encryption archive called rubber hose mm. which sounds like a good one and a command line interface for web-based search engines called SurfRaw. so he's he's out there making freeware he's and shareware there, he's out there aaron schwarzing hard and yeah. like, trying to make a difference in the world by programming because yeah. what he knows at this point is he's an expert programmer so why not? That, that's his way of, of funding things. But his mind, I guess, has never drawn far from the history we just discussed there of, yes. of cracking in, hacking in, getting the secrets and pumping them out and telling the truth and exposing well, it seems the like, It seems like those things that he invented mm. were culminated in what eventually would be WikiLeaks, which is a like a, a port scanned encryption archive yes. that has like a web-based search engine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's... Like a super secret information dump where no one can find out who put the information there, but yet anybody can go in and search any piece of information by keyword. Mm. Like it seems like for a whole bunch of years he was like, and then I make this, and then I make this, and then I'll make this. And I was like, and what I'm are like, you making? And it's, wait it's a all minute. bits for an Android, for a sex bot. <laughs> but nobody realizes they're all different sex bots. Here's bot the parts. foot, here's the arm. And then, bam. Bam, his dick's in it. <laughs> he puts in that Wi-Fi vagina and it all comes together. It all, and it all comes together in the year 19, 1999 when he, he uh, registers a domain named leaks.org. Right. This is and just before Y2K. I yeah, guess. the game begins. He, he, he publishes a couple of stories on it. Uh, nothing, nothing too exciting. Uh, he does, though, write one editorial around a patent that's secured by the NSA and has been granted to the NSA for voice data harvesting technology. So that's, I presume, uh, the Batman technology where Morgan Freeman turns on the thing that listens to everybody's phone trying exactly. to find the Joker's voice. Yes. The, ni- the Night Rider as well. Oh yeah, yes. okay, yours is more advanced yeah. with the voice recognition. Where, where, where he'll turn on and he goes, you can't leave this in the hands of man. It's too powerful. And he switches out the whole thing and it all goes down and yeah. switches off. Cause exactly. Because it's, it's too powerful. And everyone who's watching the film is going, yeah, it is a really powerful thing. And then Snowden comes out and goes, remember that thing out of Batman? That's a real thing. That's actually a thing. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be in the hands of man. And Julian Assange said it back in the year 2000. Yeah, that kind of, that, uh, Leaks.org wasn't that successful, but it got a little notoriety from this article where uh, some people took notice and said, yeah, he's right. That that essentially is a patent for an NSA device that can harvest phone calls. Yeah. What the hell? But they're not actually going to use something like that, are they? Uh, well, it would take you know a decade before Assange would find out the answer to that, really. <laughs> yeah, before it revealed itself, yeah. I guess, yeah. And uh, thus is born uh, essentially the creation of WikiLeaks. That's where it begins as, as that embryonic idea. He then goes to the University of Melbourne uh, for, for about four years, doesn't complete his, his course that he's doing in, in maths and, and a bit of physics. What a dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't quite complete his course. But it seems that uh, his mind is on bigger things and he might just have been killing a bit of time. Getting a bit of grant money just sitting on a sitting on a degree course he would never plan to finish. And being able to use all of the college's yes, uh, infrastructure. Exactly, and, and make connections and, and, and meet some programs, meet some other people. Exactly. And thus, on October 4th, 2006, WikiLeaks is born. WikiLeaks.org domain name is registered and goes live. And on December 6th, they publish their first ever article. And then by January 2007, Assange has kind of revealed himself as the public face of WikiLeaks, as the, the spokesman of the, yeah. the advisory board. And Mendax, Mendax is gone and he's now his real yes. self. There's no Mendax because he realises... I honesty is the way forward from now on. I've got to be a real person. Transparency. This is how it has to go. Yeah. Also, 
not bad to be a globe traveling superstar. So what hero. what exactly is the WikiLeaks then? The like as a service, what what happens when you want to WikiLeaks? Are you if you have the information and you want to share it with the world, uh, it's a secret secret information. And you're a bit afraid of mm. people finding out. Like, how do you get it to WikiLeaks, or what what happens? Go to the WikiLeaks homepage. And there then, is and just, a submit section where it's essentially a private dump for any sort of files that you just want to dump in there. It won't record any data. It'll destroy any data that it's collected about you and where that information came from. And the from. IP addresses and the MAC addresses from the computers it, and it all the packet data can't come back to you. Not even Assange knows it comes from. Nobody knows. And you can get a secure connection to talk to someone on the WikiLeaks advisory board, uh, of which Assange is a member, and you can talk to someone there. Using the the stuff like uh, Lavabit and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Secure secure encrypted encrypted email. Right, right, right. And you can chat to each other and say, like, this is the information, this is what it is, this is where I got it. You can tell them your name or not. You could tell them how you want the information. Or you could make up a cool, like, pseudonym, like Mendax or Trax or Xanax or Tampax or whatever you want to. (laughs) You could ask them to get you a, a helicopter and keep it on standby, a fueled helicopter. Just keep <laughs> yeah. a helicopter on standby. A helicopter on the roof. Uh, and they're like, going up in a helicopter is not going to save you from... What do you mean? What do you mean, Tampax? I want a helicopter on the roof. No strings attached. <laughs> Body fob. No strings attached. <laughs> Riding horses on the beach. I got crabs. I'm going to go ride horses on the beach for a while. And I want, I want a seat that's going to fit Morris because he's coming with me. I'm coming with you, buddy. On the helicopter. <laughs> oh, Maurice. Am I, am I pronouncing that right? <laughs> Maurice. Call me Maurice. Maurice. I'm a smoker and a joker. So Stop come here, what's, Stop what's WikiLeaks doing? What's it, what's it achieved? What have they really done? What, what have they, they released? What have they, what have they actually, because Ted, Chris Anderson on TED Talk says they've released more documented, cl- more classified information than all the other media put together in the whole world in just a few mm. years. Yeah, well. Have you got any examples? They have, the right, they have the right source, source material, I guess. They have the protection they have the security yeah. and they have the peace of mind of the people that are that are coming forward i mean there's whistleblowers in ireland that are you know blowing whistles on the police force here in ireland and then they go to the ombudsman and they say hey something's happening to cops and bad dudes yeah. and shit going these down are crooked what are you gonna do about it and then the people are going oh yeah we look we look into that now we look into that now i tell you what we do now we write down your name now no. i'll write down your complaint on that piece of cow and i'm gonna go back to the back and i'm gonna pull it in the computer and i'm gonna see what happens and then when they come back out, the minute you step outside, you're on the fucking front page of the paper. And everybody knows, ah, oh, he's the fella that's after squealing on the guards and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And everybody hates him. And the poor fella's after getting his life ruined for trying to stand up for what he believes is an unjust system, what he believes were people who are corrupted. Like, there's a peace of mind with WikiLeaks that when you put stuff on it, that you're not going to get ratted out. Mm. You're not going to get found out. So that there'd be people that'd be more willing to give yeah. up the information I guess and it started like the wiki it came from the leaks idea that Julian had of, of getting secure information out there like allowing people to securely and without prejudice hide information and then the wiki idea was this idea of presenting it in a Wikipedia style format and having it be fact checked and kind of aggregated by the general masses by the public that isn't quite the way they do it anymore they're because of the sense of data they get they're not just putting it yeah, all like on the internet dump. to be fact checked yeah, yeah, yeah. but the original idea was you give us information we'll just raw dump it on the internet and then we'll see what people think about it so what yeah right. like like what Ian said what kind of information had, had they got well uh, as you said 2007 they come online and uh they, they start with a few big hitters. They go for uh, a Somali assassination order to kill government officials. They go for the Kenyan uh, dictator of the time, Daniel Arab yeah. Moy, and his, the corruption within his family. They changed the elections there, right? Yeah. They, so like, WikiLeaks were responsible for changing, changing shit, man. Yeah. Their first like, two or three years were like every, everything they did was a groundbreaking thing. 
And uh, we haven't got everything here. We skipped over a few. They, there's uh, the Swiss bank Julius Bayer who sued WikiLeaks over reports of illegalities at the uh, Bayer Cayman Islands branch. Can't believe there was illegalities going on at the Cayman Islands branch of a Swiss bank. Never. That seems unbelievable. Banks um, being corrupt. I can't, hmm. I can't believe it. They had a 35... Nazi gold! <laughs> Turned into straw hats and Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> can't beat it. <laughs> Billions of them. But uh, they had 35... How did you just spend like a billion dollars in gold on like Mai Tais? and fucking cargo shorts that's crazy man. Uh, with a lot of desire to do Jesus. it I think yeah, yeah. I think fucking you gotta go hard hell. to do that one maybe you just kill a lot of tourists in Aruba <laughs> and uh, pay people off and that'll go through the money quite quick plus <laughs> you get that joy of murdering that's people it. come on we're those conspiracy guys now yeah why do people keep disappearing in Aruba anyway uh, there's 35 uncensored videos of civil unrest in Tibet that were uh, from a Tibetan dissident that were, yeah. were le- leaked out they published Oscar Kingara and John Paul Ulu's reports on the killings by the Kenyan police, uh, which was started kind of a landslide of, of problems in Kenya. And the, yeah. those two writers themselves were killed later. But crazy amounts of corruption going yeah, on there. But that they would have been killed that would, their stories ever being Yeah, totally gone under WikiLeaks. the radar without, without WikiLeaks. <laughs> yeah, it didn't get them killed. But uh, they, they also their big hitter in the first year was the Guantanamo Bay Standard Operating Procedures for Camp Delta Manual, which was essentially... The manual of Guantanamo Bay. Torture manual. Yeah, torture manual. So it's this is how you torture people. Yeah, electricity, waterboarding, water uh, uh, lights on, sexual abuse, uh, denying people access to the Red Cross for for four weeks, for up to four weeks when they're making them perform like in need of medical emergency, making them perform like gymnastic maneuvers, getting them up in like a triangle, doing and weird the naked the naked pyramids, naked pyramids. Then, What's the naked pyramid thing about? It's just fun. That's just fun. Like, like when you're of Guantanamo Bay, that's wa- not wa- that degrading. When you're after being waterboarded for ages, man, you know everybody hates the shape. It's mm. like a Freemasonry thing. Everybody yeah. take off your clothes. Is yeah. Is? Get in the shape of a pyramid. I don't know what it is. I'm only is joking. it because like when the pyramid collapses, it's, it's all dicks on your back and all? Give me an R. T. U. R. E. What does that spell? Torture. Yeah. Torture. What does that spell? Torture. It's such an odd thing to make them do. The Abu Ghraib Rascals. That was the football team. And they were just like, they were, that was the cheerleaders. They had all like their sheets hanging from the roof of the yeah, prison. Yeah, they had yeah. to do that, like the Cirque du Soleil yeah. thing where they roll up the sheets and all. <laughs> like, oh God, Hamed is so good at that. <laughs> Go, Hamed! <laughs> you, you get your glasses back tomorrow so you can read something. <laughs> you lucky boy. Yeah, that seems... It seems mental that WikiLeaks had yeah. that. And now yeah. it's a trope. Now, like, Guantanamo Bay is, like, a joke to people. Like, yes. Oh, you better be careful. You end up in Guantanamo you know, you Bay. You end up like Harold and Kumar. Yeah, yeah. like... Where you can just like smoke your way out like Carolyn Kumar did. Yeah, that's few, what you do anyway, bro. That would, yeah. There's a yeah. few other big hitters in that first year. There was uh, Sarah Palin's Yahoo email account, uh, which it was a release of her contact list for email account, which showed a lot of the business and political contacts that she would, she's, that politicians are not supposed to be contacting yeah. with personal secret accounts. Why not? Are you saying that politicians no are involved with the corporations? What? <laughs> As if they're some sort of puppets? I'm not really, saying that. Really, you guys? I'm like, saying Sarah Palin definitely is. The thing that I can't believe there is that she uses Yahoo as her email. Yahoo email, I know. She's such a Yahoo. Is that fair. Yeah. They also uh, they published a BNP membership list with 13,500 names of BNP members in the UK. In BNP for the American yeah, people. Including yeah, including Are basically the British Nazi Party. Yeah, <laughs> the British Nationalist Party. <laughs> yeah. Nationalist Socialist Party. Yeah, Basically, they wouldn't be a big fan of non-white people yeah and they spend a lot of money on white sheets yeah big time the list though included some politicians some uh, some police officers people who shouldn't really be honest people who aren't allowed to have political affiliations with with, with those Uh, and then the big one the really big one they released that year the one that we've got in history for a long time are the Scientology manuals known as the Collected Secret Bibles of Scientology so some some fascinating some Scientologists who got irked who got like you know done wrong or just basically Mm -hmm. wanted to finish up with Scientology they're like See you later, Zenu. I'm uh, out of here. See you, them, see you, Ron. Gave them to Mendax. And, and sent them anonymously all this stuff. After like getting up to operating Teton level one or 
think level two or whatever, like a super high uh, level. It's like that they're given all the secrets and they're given all the like stuff. A cardinal or something. Yeah, like super high high priest this is psychology. When, this um, is when Assange is moderating the suburbia uh, internet service provider yeah. service. He helped co- kind of co-founder as an independent um, internet service provider, and he was moderating that. And someone popped online and said, "Hey." I got uh, I got those Scientology manuals that explain everything about Scientology, which nobody All the secrets knew before. That that. Nobody knows. Yeah, yet. now we've seen the South Park episode, we know everything. But the South Park episode <laughs> right. got us from Based these manuals. Based on WikiLeaks, yeah. right? They yeah. took the information. This is there. where it really came from. So Assange had these before the WikiLeaks world. existed. He, he and he held right, on to and he sat on. He put some stuff in, and, and he was really, attacked by Scientology, yeah. and that taught him a very big lesson about protect your sources because no one he wasn't protected. It was, it was immediately who wasn't someone, protected. It was Assange when he released the Scientology papers. He was immediately rolled on by someone, and then Scientology lawyers pressed him to give up his original source, a Scientology member that leaked it to him. They basically and he like protected to sue him until he was like sued him into Nothing. the ground, like uh, unless he gave up the source because they wanted to find out who had dumped the Scientology information and Assange was like, no, no, sir. In that incident, he got rolled on and he didn't roll on someone else. So yeah. he learned the value of it, of protecting your source yeah. and what that really means. And he also kind of solidified in the public mind that you can dump something to WikiLeaks and they can't tell who it was. Hmm. Like an- anonymity is king or whatever. And now we know what an operating thetan is and we know that Tom Cruise has him all up his body. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that everything in Scientology is not 100% true? No, everything in Scientology that they believe is 100% true for them mm-hmm. because Phew. they believe it. I can sleep tonight, so yes. it is true. To the rest of us, we, like we, all, we all thought that it was like Not worm wank. Uh, a, a religion. We all thought that it was, you know, like... Tom a, Cruise is God and anything you say is wrong. With some people... It was based on a general philosophy of life. Yeah, some people, some people, you know, misconstrued how it was put together. And, and the name makes it sound like it's science and, and, and faith yeah, put together. It's, yeah. it's quite plausible on the outside mm. but when these when these <laughs> bibles of scientology were released to wikileaks it kind of made scientology really farcical and it, it started a whole spate of investigative journalists going to guys like david miscavige and mm. investigating going like what really is scientology and david miscavige is looking at you going i have a poker face i'm really good at staring for long periods of time but that ask became me, harder when you ask me out. anything he and found out people really knew it, like, what it was then. He knew it was like a really shit first draft of Battlestar Galactica or something. Yeah. Battlefield Earth? Yeah, Battlefield Earth. So it was Battlestar Galactica is good. It was just like WikiLeaks had the power to, to blow open like a world religion. Mm-hmm. Intricate goings on of a world religion. Like that's power, man. That's some serious stuff. Like yeah. and We're talking about NSA having power earlier on, having all that information and being able to... Information you know, is power. Yeah. But now Julian Assange is the man with the information. He's the man with the power. It's the man who's releasing it. But he, yes. he's taking it. He's not using it for self-gain. And I'm sure he could have had this information. Yeah, and blackmailed the he shit called, out of he people. He could have called a wiki bribes. Scientology yeah. gone to them. Hey, guys, Mr. Scientology captain, guess what? I've got all this information. How much are you going to give me for it? Oh, okay, we'll give you blah, blah, blah. Okay, on to the next people. On to the ivory but coast. do you think... For dumping chemicals. I, I'll keep quiet if you give me, you know, 10 million. No problem. He could have made a bit of fortune. Yeah, but do you mm. think, though, that people anonymously would dump that information in knowing that it wasn't going towards like a noble cause. No, I, think, I don't. I'm just saying yeah, that he could have, but he, he would have the sources his, there. Yes, his sources would have stopped very, yeah. very quickly yeah. if he was doing it for personal profit. Because sure, that's like someone going and, and spying into the government or like someone being real, you know, pissed off at somebody who's doing bad business practices and then they go reporting to the tax man and the tax man comes and audits you and it's like, you know, nah, 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 I got you mm. back, motherfucker. It's, like, it's how do you stop WikiLeaks? You show that they can't protect their sources. They can't even protect themselves. And they have. Discredit them. Yeah. 
They tr- I mean, they tried to do That's that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. They went. Oh, I, I, one of the ones I really liked from the the WikiLeaks release was in two thousand nine. They had the ClimateGate uh, email scandal, which was the University of East Anglia's climate research unit, which it turns out were doctoring test results to make uh, climate change look worse right. than it actually was. Yeah. Why would they do that? Well, climate change is going to be a show. Why. They just explained that they had a concerted yeah, effort weird. over many different universities to make climate change look worse than it actually. The is. war on climate change and and the Al Gore philosophy of the world, which is basically like we all have to be good people and you know pay for our carbon footprint and all that stuff maybe it's a maybe it is a tax grab for you know oh. carbon emissions maybe it's an, another way to fu- you know when you look have at another like income ice ages that just happened yeah and, you know asteroid strike events that will drastically change the climate yeah compared to the tiny amount that we're changing it. absolutely I have but like we a, have a quick solution just a quick yeah. one here right instead yeah. of asking everybody to like i don't know use bicycles instead of driving their car maybe you guys could just stop Using nuclear bombs under the sea, like every day. Of the testing week. nuclear mm. weapons. Maybe I'm just guessing that probably. How do you make them more powerful bit. if you can't test them? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I was wrong. It was you stupid. Didn't I, was, I did. I shouldn't have said it. Delete that. About, I'm an idiot. You got to think like a psychopathic warmongerer. <laughs> how about um, changing the where we propel our vehicles from a fossil fuel state into like water? A Nikola Tesla uh, Ooh, free nice. free energy system. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The zero point energy field? Yeah. No, no, don't to. do that because then everybody would have, they wouldn't need energy. They wouldn't need the energy source. Uh, yeah. They'd be free. They'd Peace be, in the Middle East need, after that. Yes, they wouldn't sorry, need to sorry. work. They wouldn't even have big taxes. have no reason yeah. to fight? How would we buy weapons? How the hell are we going to beat ISIS and Ebola? You, 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 I'd still fight you. Now who's the idiot? Smell. Do you mean the international subversives? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. It's Julian Assange. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's weird like that. We're going to do a show later on on climate change and the existence or non-existence thereof. But like, to have a bunch of emails on your computer to falsify to make climate change look worse than it is, that's a bit weird, isn't it? That's like photoshopping like your arse bigger. You know those girls that do that on Instagram and say like, I got a thick ass, my ass, you rest a rest a glass on my ass. And they're like, but, but you're <laughs> I'm one. I'm glad I don't know that. But you're one, like, I've seen pictures of girls like, you know, and they, they make their arse really, really big. Yes. But then, then they don't like Photoshop the shadow the of their arse really, really big. It, yeah. So like your arse is real skinny. <laughs> your shadow of your arse is real skinny, but your arse is actually huge in the thing. And they're really good at Photoshop the arse, but they just forgot the shadow. Mm-hmm. Like that's what, that's what that's doing. Climate change, like make it look more severe. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Maybe the only thing I could think of was like to get know. more funding was to like, you know, have your work be, be, more shocking yeah. to be put out in the Dramatize mass media it, more yeah. and then maybe get a bit more exposure for your institution but you know you're a government funded university what's yeah, relax going on the there fuck. tell it's the very, truth fucks. Who, who else who else did WikiLeaks uh, Barclays Bank took a hard one they, their tax avoidance records were, right. were based on like, just a lot of memos no way did they fix the library <laughs> yeah. well I hope they got fined 10 or 11 pounds to make Libor! it all fair 11 pound 25 sir I'll have you oh, know that'll plus, teach us a lesson plus court costs of another 12 pounds but uh, there was the internet censorship list for Australia Denmark and Thailand showing all you know obviously child porn sites things like that but also like random sites and things that politically weren't like very much but yeah. YouTube certain YouTube videos things like that no way so uh, you telling me that they banned the internet sites under the the guise of saying it was because of paedophiles and it wasn't related to paedophiles they lied to us they well, lied to the us NSA so they used paedophiles lie. to do it the NSA Gross. are doing that now at the moment and uh, I'm waiting on the list yeah. so when, when Assange uh, comes out of uh, hiding in the next six months or so hopefully he's going to go back to to this going to go back to work and he know? drops out the list of, of banned internet sites and we're on it yeah well you know <laughs> iTunes still works fuck yeah. it yeah we'll get a different domain don't worry yeah, about it uh, they, they have Bilderberg meeting reports from the years ready 55, cool. 56, 57, 58 60, 62, 63 and 1980 what happened to all the 60s and 70s 
they just missed them out. I guess like, they, whoever leaked them didn't leak them those ones. Like it stopped after JFK died. They're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. we can't have we can't have the JFK death celebratory Bilderberg group meeting before the moon missions. Before, yeah, yeah, that's true. They are still the dark maybe years. the existence of aliens in the Bilderberg group. We don't learn a lot from those meetings, meetings of course. No. There's, there's but we know that the existence yeah. of the Bilderberg group yeah, which there's, is there's, enough, and like, there are roll calls. There's there's a lot of like kind of random speeches about <laughs> random shit, and all the speeches are addressed anonymously, so nobody knows who mm. made each one. So it's it's not great information. Uh, there's the 2008 Peru Petro oil scandal that was that was uh, spilled if you will <laughs> by WikiLeaks uh, released uh, 78 telephone recordings of lobbyists and poly- oil lobbyists and politicians uh, basically colluding to uh, rig the price of oil in, in Peru um, and the scandal was so big it brought down the, the government most of the government and the Prime Minister George Del Castillo Jesus yeah it went all the way to top down so that's that's big change we're talking about like, is, is to topple a government with a piece of information they had the report of a serious it wasn't the first time he did that either no, no they went on to do bigger ones to do a European one uh, they, they had the report of a serious nuclear accident at the Natanz I'm going to say Natanz nuclear facility in Iran yeah. which was completely unreported at the time it was a, a Chernobyl of the day yeah, Iran's yeah. Chernobyl. They had the Joint Services Protocol 440. Maybe it wasn't really reported in the mainstream media because they didn't want uh, the word nuclear and the word Iran put together. Put together and, and say the, it's a nuclear the, power facility. Yeah, the then we all go, content, wait, maybe they, have, maybe they have like like uh, yellow cake uranium to use in yeah, their, yeah. their nuclear reactors. Where are they getting that? Where are they getting that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on. Yeah, that's they had the, the Joint <laughs> Services Protocol, which is a British military manual about hacking info, and it listed journalists, terrorists, foreign intelligence agencies and WikiLeaks as uh, major threats to GCHQ. That is bananas. Well, so they, yeah. they released <laughs> a hit list mm-hmm. with, with, and they were on the and hit Assange list. And Assange and WikiLeaks were on the hit list. And the journalists. These people are anti-us. Get them. Yeah, and they published on their own. People are releasing the truth. Yeah, had a history of publishing things like that on their own website. They had a big one. Terrorists. 500,000 9-11 pager messages. And these were mainly from civilians. There were some from government officials, which didn't really reveal anything. It was a lot of like, we're at DEFCON 5. Oh shit, there's a plane coming. Help me, help me. You know, not particularly nice stuff. Uh, and then one of the big ones of the year was the Minton Report, which was uh, a report uh, on illegal dumping effects and what was called amateurish cleanup by the oil company Trafigura, uh, in, based in Africa. And uh, it was completely suppressed, the report, until WikiLeaks published it. And the report basically just suggested that many lives would have been lost due to toxic waste dumping. So some African Trafigura. lad was able to get into WikiLeaks and go, look what's happening here. Yes, and they yeah. published that story right up. Yeah. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't you wonder why, like... Uh, a nefarious controlling world government would want to control what goes out onto the internet absolutely do you know what I mean like all we get is whatever we get mm-hmm. and whatever we don't get it doesn't exist and for you us, can like. see dirty fuckery all over the place but there's no proof of it I know that, bro- no I know that bronies it. exist but I've never seen a man fuck a My Little Pony pillow but I know it exists but mm-hmm. I don't want to see it yeah and you haven't sought it out no I haven't looked up looked and those it people up, are like. secretive yeah it's hard like, to stumble across do you know what I mean? that. But it's it, 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 you know, a massive toxic waste dump mm-hmm. in Africa and nobody knows about it until one lad goes, come here, look at look at this fella you know, and he has three arms. And he takes a picture of it. Like He's like, Julian Assange will help us out. He will be able to make somebody know what is going on here in Trafigua. This is bullshit going on in here. Julian. And the man's like, yeah, no bother's like. And Assange, yeah, release the information. Fuck me, man. Yeah. And that, that's a great thing they did is constantly like releasing stuff that was held under super injunction because it's stuff that exists somewhere like world secrets in somebody's like law offices somewhere there's a copy of it that's super injuncted in some like uh, press agency somewhere there's a copy of this report that's not being allowed to be published and WikiLeaks go well fuck it the super injunction doesn't cover us like David Schwimmer we're level super injunctions we're so. not fourth estate we're fifth estate uh, and in the big one of that year 2009 was the uh, Kaupting documents which were uh, documents that showed that the, the Icelandic bank Kaupting had loaned money to a Qatari sheikh 
who then loaned it to another company, who then loaned it to another company, who then loaned it back to himself, who then used the, the, the money to buy shares in the company, thus driving up the share price of the company. The uh, board of executives of Kaupting then sold their shares, knowing that the, the, the bank was going to collapse with, by the end of the month. Uh, and made a huge profit right before the wow, banks collapsed. That is about as evil crazy. and dirty as a big evil dirty banker can get, and uh, they were completely exposed. Uh, That's lovely that they were, but did, did anybody Just do anything? Were they arrested? Yeah, they were they? arrested. My yeah. understanding. What, they what went, happened they, in Iceland? They sent people after them. They sent uh, like bounty hunters. They sent bounty hunters after the bankers. They mm-hmm. got them. They arrested them. With like bear spray. Like right. bear mace. They definitely had bear mace. You mean like dog yeah. the bounty hunter? Yeah, yeah. Of course. I'm going to get these cap thing. No, you can Google I it. I mean, nothing happened crazy. to our bankers in Ireland, but a nice. No, they should be bear bear mace. I mean, they, but they there's nobody in Ireland that's going to stand up to them. They though. changed their. I, I will do it. I'll do it. I've been do doing it, it for years. Check out, take the red pill on yeah, but, YouTube. Yeah, my, but do it, do it, like, do it more to, though. Is tell what me we're to beat them up. Do it more. Like do something. Do something crazy. Like Iceland really becomes the place to be now. Like social upheaval. I was there recently. It's beautiful. They're anarchists, but they're really well mannered. They're well spoken. I asked. I asked. I asked them about what happened with the crisis. They will give you a very clear. And answer, not like, oh, too crazy or anything. Well, this is what happened with the bankers and this is what we did. Some people said this, some people said this, but this is where we're at now. Mm. But it's really, they understand it. It's They don't have this, well, I can't speak on behalf of like Islamic, but what I picked up when I was there for 10 days holidays, I, I, I could see that they knew mm-hmm. what happened. They knew that they were tricked. They knew about the corruption. They knew about WikiLeaks. They were willing they to accept Julian it Assange. though. If I ask people about Julian Assange on the street here, they'll go, oh yeah, he was like that guy in the movie, uh, you know, who's like the enemy of America, who's like releasing stuff without looking into it. They don't, they, they, they know a little bit about what they've been sold. Yes. Whereas the people in Iceland, they know the full story. But they, if you read it. He's like it, St. Patrick over in Iceland. If you read it. He's the man that got the snake, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Thank you. All right. Uh, if, if you read it, it, it all kind of makes sense. Like, mm. do you know, we're going to talk now about the, the downfall of, of, Julian Assange in a few minutes but like character assassination, character assassination. Mm. but like if you read it all out in a row like that you're going fuck man this lad is actually kind of a superhero like yeah like in Iceland they topple the government they they bring in a new kind of political order where uh, being a politician is seen as, as like a civic duty like, mm. like jury duty where it's not particularly well paid and almost everyone is expected to contribute at some point they don't agree with the austerity of the, the IMF uh, bailouts they don't accept the bailouts well they don't want to be they, bought like they allow the banks to fail they yeah. jail four accounting bankers well convict four accounting bankers haven't been able to quite track them down to jail them yet but they kind of did the opposite of what the rest of the world did in the in the 2008 financial collapse yeah. and uh, seemed to be coming out the better fire. for a while had to eat a lot of pickled fish yeah a lot of like fish that got pickled like five years but ago but this is the thing though Paul but they're coming out of it now the people in I don't know about anywhere else, but definitely the people in Ireland mm. didn't want to didn't want to lose any kind of mm-hmm. standard of living. They didn't I'm not want paying me fucking down. water bill. I'll tell you that right. They now. didn't want to come down. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to go into Iceland and be like, okay, we're an island. We're on. We're like a pimple on the arse of yeah. Europe. There's like four hundred thousand of us we're, we're, on the <laughs> island. We're all just standing together, shivering cold, like March of the Penguins, uh, until the women come back with food and. You know, I like driving around in my car. I like having nice clothes. I like lattes and I like paninis. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fucking give that shit up. Look, for the people who are outside Ireland, in fact, especially for the Irish people, because you probably haven't got a clue what you're thinking, if you're even thinking. Mm. Uh, we are the richest people in the whole world based on our natural resources. Rockefeller estimated in the 70s that our oil and gas is worth $1 trillion dollars. 
I don't know what that's worth today, but that's a lot of money. It's still our, it's still our, our not fishing, fully developed either on the West Coast. Rights, like our fishing rights are worth, and our fishing rights are massive. Which yeah. of course we gave away to the EU. We have we have it all. We've oil, fish, gas. We've got all this land. We've as much so as much. Norway have. But if you look into, if you look, I mean, this is a different program. But if you look, yeah, yeah. we do, we yeah. do. If you look into, it's a nice little video, my oil and gas on YouTube. But uh, as a side thing, but if you look into who owns Ireland. There's a book written, I can't remember, but it's who owned the world? Who owns the world? Ireland, if you look at just, just look at the few people who actually own most of the land. Mm. And that's the answer. Yeah. So we don't own our land anymore. We don't own our oil. We don't own our fish. We don't own the rights. We keep we selling. Develop it if but it's all been, it and was, it's happening all over the world. It was all sold away by a very, a, a very small amount of people for a very small amount of money. By very clever people, like you were talking before we started the show, with the swish about, of a pen, about right, the right Rothschilds bird. coming in and buying up the city of London. Uh, you were talking to us about that. Like people are coming over and going, uh, "How much you want to sell that field for?" I just like sell it to you for the. Just like, I don't know. How much have you got? How much have you got on you? How much money have you got on you right now? How much you got in your pocket now? I have to go down to the shop. I've got a uh, hundred and forty thousand. Go on, that'll, that'll do that. Spit in the hand. Spit in the hand and shake it. Good man, good man yourself. Go on now, go on now. Go on, go on. Matter sell in the field. Mary, matter sell in the field and American. Aye, you had a flat cap. A flat cap. Aye, and a big cow. Like that's exact, that's how it went down. <laughs> and the and thing is he didn't even own the field to sell. Yeah, that's he, he just took <laughs> he the money the and some fucking American guy put, put, it, put in a pipeline and started like siphoning off all this stuff. Like it, that's a super simplified version with like, two really well performed accents <coughs> but, yeah, it was, it was yeah, pretty beautiful the whole, the whole point of it is that Ireland didn't know what it had when it had it and as soon as it had it then the Celtic Tiger we all got like reborn as like rich people after growing up in the 80s with no arses in our trousers and like Santa Claus never came that Christmas you know we were all like rolling around with fucking oh man I got a Rubik's Cube and then you look on the telly and people are all like I got a car for my 16th birthday and you're like <laughs> fuck mm-hmm. I was born in the wrong country I was born right? in the wrong decade uh, and I remember one year I got a photo of a piece of coal and it burned for about four <laughs> seconds and, that's what and I thought piece of coal would have been better and you put a half Car of burning. a half of a plastic Coca-Cola bottle and uh, hoofed up all of the smoke that came off the photo and went oh I'm going to ask for a photo for my birthday as well I did indeed and thus began your drug addiction so mm-hmm. it, it, it it's so weird the way that like it can be shown to Iceland and the people in Iceland and they can go yeah okay we'll eat shit for a while mm-hmm. but the people in Ireland were kind of like Pick down with the banks the banks are bad okay we'll give back all your stuff don't buy anything for about five or six years live meagerly uh, mm-hmm. Watch your rent rates. Watch your, you know, your tax rates. Watch your inflation rates. Be good. Don't go mad. What? Mm. I have to not spend any money. No way, man. That's not. You don't it. think we could do it? You know? No, it wasn't. It wasn't about that. I don't think so. I think in Iceland they had WikiLeaks, and WikiLeaks showed the people went, "Hey, you guys are being robbed. We were being robbed too. We but were. We shown. didn't know. Yeah, but we weren't shown to the extent that we WikiLeaks was shown afterwards. Until after everything was signed away, we were ripped off before we found out what happened. We were like, yeah. uh, and then th- then they were going, hey, you had your, it was your fault because you were drinking cappuccinos and we were spending too much. But that's not actually why we became poor. We didn't get poor from drinking cappuccinos. No, but we got poor by not doing that and are wondering why you're all of the, like th- we're t- going and taking a deal and someone's going, do you want to do that for a deal? And people are going, yeah, I'll do that deal. But who's doing that? Mm. But like politicians and businessmen. Yeah. Short-sighted people, people who want to make the money. Short-sighted yeah. people who want to make the money. Yeah. And they went, yeah, give me that stuff. But... None of them have answered for that. 
Oh, so we were, were complicit to, by not stopping this happening. Uh, or even, right. even prosecuting him after the fact. And coming along with the likes of WikiLeaks. Let's do it now. Let's have a court. Well, maybe I, someone... I, maybe all someone, in favour. Like, can it, say it was easier for Iceland because of the information now from WikiLeaks. Yes, they but had now it that ready we to have, go. Now that we have them showing us the way, yeah. why aren't we doing what they why, were doing? Why haven't we got somebody to dump a load yeah, of stuff into WikiLeaks and go, this lad did this Anglo-Irish bank thing. This lad did this massive land scam where he sold the land back to himself and then sold it to himself again, like the Kaupshings. Uh, why, why can't why can't we then now go after all of the bankers that fucked us over all the lads that made the rates are we why are rents skyrocketing in Dublin why are house prices skyrocketing again only to like a boom only to bust in the next few years again with this boom bust uh, you know capitalist are we framework. talking to someone working directly if, for the Minister of Finance in anybody Ireland, who has any who, information who has some connection into this info to who do has that, the ability like, to dump it go to WikiLeaks and dump that why info wouldn't you do, why wouldn't you do it because for there's a, a feeling that the people of Ireland are ready to fucking do some like. shit if we have something to stand by and if we have some evidence to walk up to the doll with Irish and start throwing are, rocks Irish people are rebellious in nature you look mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're trying to they're trying yeah but they're also placid they're also they roll over if you ah, think sure they're like, grand yes as well but they're rebellious inside and then they have a couple of drinks and then the rebellion and goes snap. away a bit and they get the horn instead like that's what happens <laughs> you can stop a rebellion with six cans of Guinness and two kebabs it's mm-hmm. like the loaves and the fishes do you know what I mean anyway <laughs> I think that uh, Ireland should should maybe. I love it. if you're out there. If take, you're out there, Iceland's. possible Irish whistleblower, start blowing. Right? Yeah, but you Just see, as blow, well, blow, blow, then, blow as as an Irish whistleblower, that term in itself is mm. a dangerous and rare term. Like we were talking about with the Gardaí, the Irish police oh, yeah. earlier on. If you blow a whistle, someone's going to fucking tell on you. Yeah, it's a so small no one's country. blowing any whistles. Come and get a club on the back of the head. It's a very weird atmosphere to be living in, you know. Mm. So uh, the big thing that broke WikiLeaks yes. and that brought it into the daily. Uh, mouths of the people the, the the every news report and every uh you know internet website had assange's face plastered all over it major leak huge security leak WikiLeaks all over the shop like you know they've, they're bad boys what happened february 2010 dun, 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 dun. what we now know to be the manning files dun, 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 dun. but at the time we're just uh, what appeared to be just nothing kind of important leaks coming for, out of the war in Iraq and Afghanistan dun, dun, dun. Uh, and they released a few and then in April came a website that was titled collateralmurder.com and that had a video uploaded to it one a 38 minute total video and one an 18 minute uh, cut video with annotations for Max Impact Kablam. that's the one we talked about that's earlier the one we talked yeah, about I use at the end of my show murder. I only use a two and a half minute version but right. it's about 40 minutes to be yeah. yeah you know what's it's in it you, watching, you should, have, watch you it should watch this video even if it's disgusting you watch should watch this tough, video but watch to it. understand what the hell goes on in the real world and uh, as I said we talked about it It's it, but this was the breaking moment for, for WikiLeaks this is where they like the Kaupting thing they were they were heroes in, in Iceland and they were famous around the, uh, the name was famous around the world but with the collateral murder video WikiLeaks became the number one trending term in the world on Google on Twitter yeah. Yeah. In the mouth of everyone on yeah. every website, every news website, every Chelsea Manning, news report. Bradley Manning at the time, mm-hmm. uh, five foot two military guy in yeah. the army, and he takes the largest data spillage in American history, takes it out of the army on a Lady Gaga CD, releases it up mm-hmm. onto WikiLeaks, and shares these war crimes with the world. And pe- people have different points of view. Some people say he was a hero. Some people say he was a traitor. Doesn't really matter which your point is, but you have to admit he was so brave to walk around the Crazy army, man. surrounded by army personnel. With the Lady Gaga. <laughs> How did he not get caught? Because yeah. he had a poker face. 
I would say like props to Lady Gaga though for having music that's you know good but not so good that he didn't want to like copy over it <laughs> like imagine that it had been something really good he'd be like I'm not going to copy these files because I'm, I'm not the music <laughs> but because it was Gaga he's like fuck it yeah, fuck like, it. yeah look at that again look like, it wasn't the doors or something right? yeah, yeah, yeah he never yeah. wanted to leave it so look, lucky times but this or this, maybe maybe he worked for Lady Gaga and maybe, maybe she just needed thing. some publicity. Yeah, maybe it wasn't the Lady Gaga CD I mean. at all. It was yeah. just she paid she paid for it to be her in the news. Like, can you say it's my CD? And her and Miley Cyrus are fighting over inside the office. I want it to be my CD. <laughs> Bradley Manning is like, come on, Miley, no one listens to you. So Bradley Manning <laughs> released a load of uh, yeah. really sensitive, possibly dangerous documents. Yes, out into WikiLeaks, this and then WikiLeaks like- were then tasked with the unenviable sorting. task of sorting out all of this mad shit and being able to release it to the public without putting anybody in mm-hmm. danger yeah with the help of like the Guardian and uh, the New York Times newspapers like this they worked and they even called the Pentagon and the White House and asked them for some help with some 15,000 odd papers that had a lot of names in them that they were like we don't even know who these names are do you want to just redact like whatever you think should be redacted out of this and the Pentagon told them to go fuck themselves yeah well um, in a classic I think, style I think that's really you know, classy of the Guardian mm. to ring and go, come here. Mm. I have a load of stuff that you might not want everything to be out, mm-hmm. but I am putting some of it out. Yep. But if you don't tell me what stuff is dangerous and what stuff is not dangerous, I'm going to put something out maybe that might be a bit dangerous. So I'm giving you the opportunity. Huh? Oh, that's not very nice, is it? <laughs> Jesus. What? My mother. That's not cool. Like, I think you're being too fair to the to the Pentagon and the Department of Defense there. I imagine the phone call going something like, ring, ring, hello. Oh, you, you want help redacting a load of papers? Hand goes over the phone. Hey, 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 they're trying to trick us, man. They're trying to get us to do our work for them. I go up on them pricks. Do it I said there's no malice in it. They were just like, you're trying to trick us into doing more Lazy work. Bastard. Dude, I sit here all day sitting through bullshit meditate. I'm not doing it for you. Thank <laughs> you. Protect- never even pass it up. They're like protecting their ass. Yeah. yeah. The, integrity, the integrity of oh, yes, it was a cheeky, It was a cheeky call. It was. They were never going to give them information. Okay, this guy's an operative. This guy's not. This guy is an operative. This guy's not. They were never going to tell them that information. But imagine they had tricked the Pentagon and he'd given them a list of like code names and all operatives and like a knock list it's unbelievable but it's, it, all they were asking was just like which bits of this is going to get people killed mm. if we release it like yeah you can black out whatever you want then uh, so the it. Guardian aired on the side of caution obviously and mm. didn't release everything but out of still, the 92,000 documents they didn't release 15,000 of them yeah uh, well WikiLeaks didn't the Guardian had some New York Times had some uh, Globo in Brazil had some uh, but mainly the Afghan war diary as it was titled by Julian uh, was released as in part of uh, about 70 odd thousand documents yeah. all in a dump uh, t- totaling just individual conflicts individual reports about incidents so like you know uh, shooting today in such and such area IED went off in such area those kind of reports all compiled from January 2004 all the way up to December 2009 yeah but so all of that period. all of that stuff that maybe had like nine civilians killed in uh, you know a shooting mm-hmm. or you know four children's school buses blown up on a bridge in Kandahar or something like that yeah. like mad shit that is not in the news and that is not released on official DOD uh, press releases to na- national and world press stuff that people really didn't know was happening and way more than what the general public thought was happening mm-hmm. and as soon as somebody caught a hold of it and saw the significance of it they went okay well we need to put this in context because that's what this whole podcast is about it's about information and context mm-hmm. so like <laughs> Snowden's release of information while he was looking at it, was nothing to do with anything until it was put into context. These uh, 
Afghan war files or the war diary, when you when you say it out in a narrative like the American government, the American military were committing murder. Yeah. And a lot of these reports when you read them are straight up in Stone Cold murder. Straight up yeah. innocent people Things like revenge attacks down where like an ID would go off and then that battalion would go out that night and just kind of mortar bomb random houses in the area in which they were, the ID went off. To teach them a lesson. There's a great story, well not great, but I mean there's there's a really weird story uh, from the Iraq diary that's of uh, a Blackwater troop, so a, a bunch of mercenaries, contractors, were driving down the street and an ID went off in front of them and they basically turned and hauled ass for three kilometres shooting anyone they saw in their way. This included children, like teenagers coming out of school, an old man sitting on his, in front of his house. Like just, the scene, the scene from uh, Full Metal Jacket, where the yes. lads are up in the helicopter, and your man is shooting people, picking rice in a paddy field, going "Get some, get some, get some, crazy, get some." Out anybody, Private Joker is getting sick into his own scorn. Like the stuff we know happens pretty rough, man. Pretty rough, but like just horrible, horrible kind of stories like this. One of the one of the worst ones I think that came out of the Afghan War Diary was there was released. There was a cable from the U.S. Embassy in Afghanistan sent to Washington D.C. To, to the Pentagon asking what they should do about DynCorp employees. Now, DynCorp were a, a contractor, a building firm that were contracted to, to build, to rebuild Iraq after the war. Uh, and it was turned out that a lot of the, the DynCorp, well, not a lot, but some of the DynCorp employees were getting caught hiring child prostitutes in Iraq, in Iraq between, mm. between 8 and 15 years old. As you and, do when you're on a, on a work weekend away. Yeah, and the US Embassy had to had to send a cable to Washington asking what they think they should do with it. Like, basically, Stop Washington, fucking children is what you should do. What do we do with pedophiles again? Remind me again, because we've been in, a, in, in Iraq so long, I forget what America's like. <laughs> what do you do when you get a pedophile? What's the, the, what's uh, the procedure on uh there's some sort of pedophiles. there's some sort of like like a Terry's chocolate orange or something you can visit. Or you, you pay for their lollipops, is it? I'm not really sure. What do you do for the pedophiles again? <laughs> Uh, so it turns out weird, they, they get away with it, I guess. Yeah. But there was it just it revealed a lot of shady, shady right? shit going on. It's documented that they're basically writing emails trying to protect their ultimately their employees. I know you can say they're contractors, they're, they're, but people they're, are working they're for criminal them employees who are committing w- one of the most horrific crimes in the world. Mm-hmm. It's madness. You know, WikiLeaks released this, and instead of you know, I don't know, uh, Hillary Clinton, President Obama, government officials running up to Julian Assange and giving him a hug and thanking him for the work that he's doing, highlighting corruption and making the world a better place, they uh, throw him in the Ecuadorian embassy, which I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. we will, yeah. They, they, they force him to, to stop doing what he's doing because he's he's a danger. He's You're a danger to yeah, the people who want danger. to fuck children in Iraq. Our employees are 8 to 15 year olds and now they can't do it. because Well, they can, but they nearly couldn't do it because of you. Yeah, he's got to, he's got to pull right ent- now. How are they going to work? <laughs> Our entertainment budget has been skyrocketed now. We're going to have to pay for DVDs and cinema tickets. We're going to have to pay for fully aged prostitutes and pool tables. There's so much. Do you know how much it costs for the chalk on the cute? <laughs> Come on, Julian. We have to ship that chalk over from America. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Mm. Um, some also- of the other some of the other stuff that. Uh, Mm. They also uploaded insurance files around this tile, which are which are really important. These yeah. insurance files were uh, with encrypted with a key that if anything ever happened to Assange or any one of the the WikiLeaks advisory board, that these encryption keys would be sent out to journalists who have the packet data all over the world yeah. and can then release these insurance files. One of one point four gigabytes and one of sixty five gigabytes of apparently incredible. Right, he, these thinking, are, the, I was always is, wondering why he's not dead. Right, yeah, because this is Assange the feeling files, really. feeling the pressure, feeling the. The, the walls the coming in. Mm. Uh, he's releasing like military documents with very, very highly sensitive information on them. The American government are obviously doing what they do and giving him a ring on the phone. He, I, I'd say he got at least one phone call 
that was like, how are you, Julian? Come here. Do you like walking around, yeah? Do you like, do you like breathing in and out, yeah? I'm going to cop onto yourself, eh? I fucking, I'll end you. I'll end you. Hang up. Do you know what I mean? Click. Shaklacky. Wasn't a great American You got at least one of them. I didn't do it when I was an Irish lad. I know, but why would an Irish lad bring me? He sounded like he was in the IRA from the 1980s. <laughs> do, do you like your knees? Hey, you, you know, do you like your knees? Do you like walk? Do you like breathing in? Like do you like the on. air? No one's ever said right. no to them questions. All right, we do it, we do it like that then. Just somebody like rings up. He got at least one phone call and Julian Sanchez answered the phone. He's like, man, see? You like walking around, see, huh? You want to wake up with a cement overcoat, see, man? You want to sleep with a fish, see, man? I'm going to bring you to a gin joint and get you some giga water. Get you nice and saucy. And bring you out and push you over the bridge, see, man? You and your white hair. Who do you think you are, see, man? That's what he did. No, that makes sense. That's oh, yeah, that's really he definitely, yeah, he definitely. In fact, I, that, I say that if you look closely at WikiLeaks, that phone calls one, probably thing. one of the leaks. It's right in Julian, there between, see? Meh. You know, not raping children and the, you know, yeah. not dumping oil How dare oil you ruin my fun, see? Meh. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> you know I only get sexually excited by people that look like jo- Jodie Foster in candle shoe, see? Meh. I want... I want Drew Barrymore in E.T. Yeah, I want pimple, pimple-breasted young ladies of an Afghani nationality. See, man, turning into Liza Minnelli over here. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, darling, you want to stop releasing those things turning into Bill Cosby? <laughs> Turn the new Julian and the people and the raping all the people and the ping and it comes up on my text message. Hey, we got some new keys for you just to put your finger in. And I was like, bah, Julian. That's exactly how that went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like, who's screening the switchboard in the embassy? <laughs> stop <laughs> putting these, stop put these popcorns. Hello, Bill. Stop calling me, please. Julian, <laughs> listen to me. I know you and me is on a rape beef right now. <laughs> and you and me, we got to stick together, okay? You got a lot of positive vibes going on for the Iceland stuff and all the other stuff. And the manning thing, man and woman. But you and me, we got to be buddies, okay? Stop ringing me, Bill. Please, stop ringing. I don't like your jumper. So what happened with Julian? And why is he in an Ecuadorian house arrest? Well, it's it, well, it kind of all goes wrong in Sweden. Like, he, he has these insurance files. He has mm. all these things that should something happen to him. Yes. Like, he's been rang up. He's been threatened. He's been like, I'll fucking I'll end you. And he's going, okay, well, I have a thing. If, if I disappear, if I go missing, if I'm dead. Mm. Release all this shit. Yes. Well, what happens? Well, at the end of 2010, he releases about a quarter of a million diplomatic cables mm-hmm. through WikiLeaks. Yeah. And these are all sorts of pers- personal diplomatic cables. They also reveal that the US government's been spying on pretty much everybody. Man. Embassies all over the world, like France, Turkey, yeah. Italy. They didn't like that. They weren't yeah. happy with that. Uh, Angela Merkel, uh, Brazilian President Dilma Rousseff, like pretty much anyone who's anyone in the world, the CIA and the NSA have been spying, spying on. Um, so this really, this is the thing that brings him in the crosshairs most of all. Also, around this time, Manning is is found and arrested, and uh, basically, there's they, they think they've got the source of the leak. Well, they've narrowed it down because of the the type of content it was and the type of mm-hmm. information and where and it came from. Gotten it. Yeah. yeah, like the profile of Bradley Manning, like very quickly, because we're not really mm-hmm. going to go into. Bradley, Chelsea. Super. Joined the really army in 2007. Yeah. Deployed to Iraq in 2009. Not the biggest, strongest guy in the yeah. world. So he was put in the intelligence department. A, a self-confessed and d- like self-described nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, and and who, someone who was struggling with transgender yes, identity Yes, exactly. And, and they were not a very strong 
like physically mm. strong person not but a they were typical military like person. real intelligent real kind of mm-hmm. uh, nerdy and computer based and emotional they, kind they of decided after a small while of him being in the army that okay we're going to give you a desk job we're going to make you a data analyst we put you in here and he was ended up being you know exposed to an awful lot Sat of right in the heart crazy of, information of the, like, yeah. the military network yeah and uh, this is where he got all his information from. This is where he mined it all from. And he was there was a he, he was also chatting to Assange and a hacker named uh, Adrian Lamo, who is the one who gave him up in the end. Sort of yeah. he got him to reveal like, himself and, like and yeah. friend, right? And turn, yeah, and turn, well, turn turned Turk on him. And and yeah. the whole thing was what what Manning has been convicted of. He's serving a thirty five year jail Oof. term got, at the moment. He got extra time for having like uh, toothpastes. His toothpaste. I saw that. Yeah. And, and, and it was a toothpaste that he bought. From them yeah. in yeah, their military. Do it, yeah. It's not like he walked into Walmart they're, and got they're it. Just you know what dis- I mean? like, it seems like, uh, you know... They're really going out of the way and they tortured him for yeah, years. It man. seems yeah. like he's in Guantanamo. It seems like he's yeah, right. in a serious situation. And the whole world's watching. That's I've the read about his situation that he's in and they're not like physically abusing him or anything like that. He is getting like a lot of psychological abuse. Uh, not torturing him. He's not being waterboarded. Well, he's not keeping, being waterboarded. Well, he's sorry, not being what I meant by that for, was that they were keeping, keep, kept him awake every five minutes to yeah, wake him up. Yeah, he's right? on suicide. Kind of, right? He was being suicide watch. The lights were always on. Yeah. He had all his bed sheets removed. At times he'd have his clothing removed. He'd have his glasses removed because they're also possible yeah. suicide implements. So there are times where he's completely naked in a completely empty room yeah. with all the lights on. Okay, I would consider that. And kept there for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, to some degree. Not the Guantanamo Bay style, but... 35 years is an awful long time. Although... He she will spend, only get her parole in seven years' time. She so did imagine. spend two months in a in a Kuwaiti black site though before yes. she was transferred to Quantico. To and that was that ago. was basically like, what did you give up? What what else is in those things? Like yes. what what hasn't Assange released? We're talking about the stay in Quantico here now. We don't know what happened in the black site in Kuwait. Probably nicer things, better food, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Kuwait? he, he when, well, as soon as he's on as soon as he's on uh, American soil. They can't really do any of those things mm. to him. Do They've done I mean? everything they plan to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he has 35 years for this shit. Yeah. And his legal team says that there's child molesters and murderers get less time. And they even appealed directly to the president of the United States to say, look it, mm. can you commute this sentence? Like he's, he's trying to do the right thing. He's he trying to do a good anybody. thing. And he's he, still at war in Iraq. He didn't, finish, he didn't stop anything. Yeah. Like, and they're, didn't fuck your plans. The response of, of the, the office of the president was, are you sure you really want to bring it to their attention? Because for, for, Kind of like for leakers and for whistleblowers and stuff like that, the common thing is to prosecute them harder, yeah. not, not be lenient. As a deterrent. That's what they were told. That's the lawyers of Manning were told. Are you sure you want to appeal this? Because if you appeal it, you could end up with more. Mm. That's fucking madness, like, isn't it? To be told that, like. So he's incarcerated in Fort Leavenworth in Kansas, and they can't obviously do any, like, nasty, dodgy shit to him because, you know, it's in the US and it's under all these kind of laws. But God knows what happened to the poor fucker in Kuwait, like. Uh, do you know what I mean like that could have been one of my, in those first like few heady yeah, days basically. where he's first discovered like yeah. they must have done some awful well, it's things, interesting because so. he went in as you know Bradley Manning yeah. I was always mm-hmm. fascinated went as, as, as Bradley how did Manning. they let him trans- and then, transition then they did whatever they did to him and his first words after taking the largest data spillage in American history after standing up knowing that he's risking his life knowing that he's yeah. risking torture knowing that he's risking everything because he believes that this information is important for the world to see mm-hmm. he comes out and his first words are I'm, 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 my name's Chelsea I'm a woman now yeah, I mean, what happened in there? Is it is it that he he realized I'm a woman and this is now my most important truth, or is it that something happened to him? Mm. And and that because if you think about well, he, it, that's he was, the greatest distraction ever. He was always now being instead of people talking about what they're talking about, yeah. yeah, maybe instead of people talking about you know what he released, yeah. 
what he's given us, what or he's what sacrificed himself him. for. Yeah. They're talking about whether he should be allowed, you know, wear high heels well, or not. Yeah. When I was researching him over the last week, trying to find out any pertinent information about him, the reason that there's not a whole lot about him in this show is because, number one, the show is not really about him. He was just, I, I feel he was just like a, you know, a tool to let Assange be, you know, given the power to get that information out there. I don't mm. think he's as important as some people say he is. But also, kind of because his whole persona and his whole purpose in this in this whole mission, like in this whole kind of whistleblower's world, has been totally circumvented by the fact that he's transitioned into a woman and it's going on. Uh, the abuses that are given uh, that are being done on him when he's in jail like he's they shaved off all his hair they won't let him uh you know walk around in slippers they won't let him have like you said toothpaste they giving him they're giving him extra time all the time they're punishing him in jail they're putting him in stress yeah. positions for hours now he's a big deterrence to some people because he he found he found they found one magazine the vanity fair with Caitlyn Jenner Bruce Jenner on the front of it they found oh, that right, in his yeah. cell because mm-hmm. someone gave it to him and uh, she also has loads of trans positive literature uh, oh. in her cell. Uh, obviously reading and getting into the whole mentality of transitioning. And they came in and took all of that stuff and they put her put her in pre- stress positions. And like, f- you know, it's all legal stuff. It's all like punishment, like, uh, you know, like the, the t- turning off the dark, putting her in solitary confinement, like all of this kind of stuff. That's all that's out there is those incidents, right. not what, like, it's very hard to find out what, what position she held in the, in the military, what uh, information she got, how she got it, what kind of responsibilities had she got as her job. Like, that's stuff she like, regretted. It's gone. It's what, gone out of Google. Like, you can't find that shit. I went all looking trying to find what's, the history of, of Bradley Manning. opinion on collateral murder? You know, what's, what's... It can't be found, man. Yeah. It can't be found. Like, it slowly, he, she... He, I keep on calling her he and she because we're talking about Bradley from the time he was Bradley, mm. obviously, you know. No, Chelsea. Um, Hi, Chelsea. Like Chelsea is kind of being erased from history, kinda. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. There's no it's Bradley being more, Chelsea Manning. It's yeah. being erased. Bradley Manning is gone. Like yeah. Adam Lanza is gone. I can see that idea. Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's she's he's being erased from history, mm. and what he did and all that stuff is ho- hopefully will be forgotten about. Hopefully will be swept under the carpet when well, the new somebody gets a new haircut or fucking Demi Moore or marry somebody else or something. Do you, well, know? You, can, you can imagine the damage it would impact militaries all over the world mm-hmm. if all of a sudden Bradley Manning is a hero and then militaries say, hey, wait a minute, I've seen war crimes yeah. too. And then they come out. Well, that's it. Like, but, made an example of but Bradley Manning. Manning knew, Absolutely. Knew, 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 knew what she was doing. Yeah. I mean, she understood the risks and she, she made that choice for humanity. And ultimately, that's what I try and focus on. The human being who sees put, they're in the position and they decide to do that. Ultimately, they're sacrificing themselves for all of us. Most definitely. Mm. Um, so, we, so the, yeah, go on. We jump back to Assange at this point. Yeah, yeah let's go back Assange, into Assange what, has, what has uh, castrated, what, what, for want of a better word, what has castrated Assange's yes. power? What did you... Well... Well, Assange is in Iceland in, in two, mid-2009. He's there for a, what becomes the Pirate Party in Iceland convention mm. and gives a, speak, a speech for the first time as the, the front man of WikiLeaks. Mm-hmm. And uh, there with uh, David Dom, Domshitberg 
his his kind of second intro. Yeah. No, there's nothing funny about I that. Know, name. I know, I know, dumb I know. shit Burke. He was his, he's, he's he's not a dumb shit Burke. I mean, he is a dumb shit Burke. Sorry. So uh, that there, he's the second in command, and they're representing WikiLeaks for the first time in front of the world. Yeah, he sees what's going on in Iceland. Really enjoys what's going on there. Sort of becomes a fixture in Iceland to to see this through. When the collateral damage video breaks and WikiLeaks becomes the number one trending thing in the world, and he's the number one trending thing in the world, he then starts going on a bit of a tour of Europe, uh, hitting up some of the major places, major sites, Cambridge Union to do a talk, places like that. And then he winds up in in Sweden, in, in Stockholm, just kicking about there for kicking another it. another convention. Yeah, and he ends up, you know, staying in the apartment of the, a, of the lady who's organising the convention, meeting a lady, and uh, she's being a very good host mm-hmm. in her way, and uh, they end up getting into a. She invited him over, right? Okay, yeah. so she invited she's him running over. the convention. So she, Friday, Friday meant, he shows she's up. She's meant to be staying somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Oh, what's this? What? What? They what? go, they go, go on, back go to on. her apartment on Friday night. Yeah, they're sitting there drinking tea. What happens yeah. next? Yeah, you know, go on, go on. I do have a summary. Uh, he puts the hand on the leg. Yeah. He undresses inappropriately, her. Inappropriately, she says. Inappropriately, yeah. yeah. He undresses her somewhat forcefully. Yeah. Apparently, he tears off her necklace. Uh, the very expensive ne- mm. necklace, possibly uh, from Tiger, I believe. Uh, that he needs to, he needs to buy back, and uh, she then begins to try redressing. Uh, realizes they might have gone a bit too far into the courtship, and it's it he'll get blue balls. So she decides to carry on with the yeah, act. She's like, I let him away. Uh, gets more sort of alarmed by the fact that he wants to begin the act without any protection, without a condom. Uh, she apparently everyone in Sweden is super scared of HIV. So uh, maybe because of all the porn they do. So she's like really scared of getting HIV. So she says, "Gotta put a thang on that thing." Uh, to no which, glove, no love. Yeah, to which he says, that's absolutely no problem. Slips it on, uh, does a very big kind of weird audible <coughs> kind of cough and then sticks it in her. And then later she finds the same condom with a tear in it and thinks, oh no, I Legacy. think his sperm got inside me. What if he has AIDS? What if I now have AIDS? He needs to get tested for AIDS and I, I'm probably going to hang on to this condom for a while. Just and, in case. and he refuses the test. Mm. And then they and she says, you got to get the test. And he says, no. And she says, right, well, stay here for another week and hang out or whatever. But uh, I think it's uncool. And he said, well, that's my opinion. I'm not taking the yeah. test. It, right. That, that's the really succinct version, version of what I have a succinct go on, version. Let's go in. Please. So, Assange has sex with two different women on two separate times. And the condom brokes in at least one case. Yes. Allegedly. Woman A contacts woman B. Yes. And convinces her that I'm worried that I might have an STD and I want to go to the policeman because I can't contact Julian Assange. He won't answer the phone calls. Will you come with me? She says yes. They go to the other side of Stockholm, passing many police stations on the way. Interesting. Yeah. And and then she contacts a policeman who's her own personal friend who has a long history with. And the personal friend who's a policeman forgets or refuses to, to carry out normal protocol and does not record the conversation. So we don't know what actually happened there. Mm. Right. Woman B refuses to sign this this statement mm-hmm. she texts her friend the policeman made up the charges it's on twitter i was not raped by julian assange mm-hmm. the prosecutor drops the case in 24 hours saying there is no case whatsoever yeah. women against rape fully back julian assange so you can see if there's any crime here committed at all it's the crime of having a pointy penis <laughs> but it's clearly not a crime to have a sharp shaft or, or, or a Fucking, or a know. misplaced to prince albert right yeah whatever that is right it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you pretend don't you or an or an un, uh, unrelenting thrust. Yeah, right. and anyway, you thrust. could thrust the wrong way. And anyway, way. if you think yeah. about it, right? Yeah, it's, if you if you think about it, it's Julian Assange. Of course, the condom broke. He's the best in the world at breaking through all forms of protection. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but I can agree with that. That's but, science, right there. But here's the, here's he, was up, the, he was uploading big time. He, here's the sick bit, right? Because you can't really make jokes about mm-hmm. rape. I mean, some no. of my friends, male and female, have been raped. 
And that's a very serious thing. And we know it's a very sensitive subject. Do you know what's even so more, you know what's worse someone, though than, than, than raping somebody, right? Is oh, I know. Raping children in Iraq and then covering up America. Is that <laughs> it? Pretty close. Right. Do, you know what, do you know what's worse than raping somebody, right? You rape somebody, you're taking away, you know, a part of their life. You're taking away a part of their innocence. You're taking away their... Their, their sense of safety, their sense of self. You're taking, mm-hmm. There's a whole load of psychological... Never mind the, the physical you know, damage that somebody can mm-hmm. do by raping you because the physical stuff goes away. But you could be possibly ruining their sex life forever. You'd be ruining like po- possible future relationships or like putting them into a depression, into a, you know, like like really serious like psychological yes. uh, um, it's scenarios. Trauma absolutely, you can absolutely, absolutely right? But... Is that as bad as making a fake rape claim on somebody, ruining their reputation, getting their like legal standing and their status in other countries that they go to revoked, mm-hmm. being able to make somebody in the in the eyes of the world seem like a bad guy, mm-hmm. not being able to do like get them fired from their job, or to question their life's work. Yeah, yeah. But here's the like, thing: like, there yeah. is no claim. There is no signed statement. There's no official. And, there's still, and, there's still a rape case open to go yeah, to your but point there, Gordon, there and you're delegitimizing lots and lots of rape victims out there absolutely and taking away the power that there are phony rape there victims are harming and, rape victims. and then you hear right. you hear of another person claiming rape you're like ah go away you were asking for it and that's the whole thing about rape yeah. is that people are going oh yeah you know if you were drunk and you were wearing a skirt sure you might as well have been fucking there. lying on your back with your legs in the air like it's delegitimizing yeah uh, 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 like real rape claims and it's I see it a good bit on sites like Reddit and stuff like that where, okay, it's like a red pill kind of a thing where there are men who are like, I'm a man and I stand up for my, you know, sexuality and feminists are coming along and they're pushing us around and we want to be men. and Tom Cruise you know, and Magnolia. Yeah, this okay. kind of stuff, right? So those kind of guys, ha- they do have an argument, right? That feminists are, you know, becoming too like hoity-toity and up on their high horse and saying, oh, you should make all of the models in Marks and Spencer's a size 14 to more accurately portray the size of women. Okay, right. There's an argument for and against all of those cases, Mm -hmm. right? But also, they're out there putting up these posts and lauding these posts of a woman who gets seven years jail time for accusing rape of somebody who then, through the investigation of that rape case, when it goes to court, is found to actually be lying, to be manipulating the evidence and maliciously trying to tarnish this man's reputation. Mm. And this man has already lost his job, lost his family, lost his house, lost his car, lost all form of of earnings, has been put into the national media, has this on his record, and has spent two years and possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees to defend this woman going, yeah, he put his willy in me when I didn't want it ruin that fella's life she has to go to jail for seven years is seven years long enough if he had been found guilty he'd be going to jail or is it too long was she like a, a victim in herself and that there was maybe like arresting officers and and uh you know detectives who were who were seeing the information in a certain prejudiced way and going for it in a prejudiced way just like we talked about in our kurt cobain episode the, when the police walk in they see what looks like a suicide and go man that's a suicide mm. like and it prejudices all the information you know it, the, all the, the evidence the, the, the i think that anyone who looks into this proof. can see that this is not rape but i think fact so is, the fact is it is rape because julian assange has been raped his character's yeah. been raped because yes. most people just go oh julian he shouldn't have done that no he should have He's done what raper. have you looked into this are you just regurgitating some shit that you read in some online magazine that's been supporting war i mean really if you think about it 
it's it's they're not doing a service as you were saying Gordon they're not doing a service to genuine rape survivors mm. and it's like that in California too did you know that if you piss in public in California you go on the sex offenders list yes you're a sex offender if you piss in public is that imagine true that, imagine that shit in Ireland was a joke yeah, we'd sure. all be on the sex offenders list Jesus. every man woman and child in yeah. fact, it means I've witnessed a crime recently I was on I have, I'd have numerous entries on the list I'd yeah. run out of ink every week a group of ladies <laughs> it's gang bad, man. can it's of bad. Fanta when they do that kind Goodness. of thing to somebody like Julian Assange it seems very obvious to someone with a conspiratorial mind and definitely to all of our audience no 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 with a mind that can think no no yeah. to a, to a, to a conspiratorial mind, yeah, mind yeah, a rational mind okay right but if there's evidence out there and you look at it as a news report you're going mm-hmm. oh he kind of seemed like a sketchy dude because he was doing all that sketchy like behind the government stuff so and did you see Cumberbatch mm, in the movie make, yeah. making all those so weird like, faces so like even Cumberbatch said they're making him look like a Disney baddie or a Hollywood baddie yeah, 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 typical yeah. Hollywood baddie like <sighs> cartoon baddie what these, what these two women did to Julian Assange I think well, I don't. They, believe, they I don't know if I'm that harsh on them. Their story from mm. We Steal Secrets is essentially they got to, they got together just because they met through the conferences they were doing. They both compared notes that they both somehow had unprotected sex with him. They were both worried about testing positive for HIV. They both went to him together and asked him to take a test. He said no. They then went to the police. He yeah, then but that's said, a conspiracy. I will Paul. take a test, but by that time the police had taken it on to. Uh, and a rape investigation which yeah. they were just in there to try and get uh, a there, press there, there are no course, charges uh, right. HIV tests so let, yeah let's though. look at the bigger story then right there's an extract from yeah, a but Guardian maybe these girls, that's what I'm saying these girls were just like sucked into a mess and they were they were just like this was like a little mess and us and the guy that like co-founded the, the, the conference that we were all hanging out while Julian was here this was just a mess that happened between us and it's because he wouldn't maybe. take a fucking STD test and but as soon as anybody had anything happened. it became that uh, Julian Assange wasn't impeccable then and they had something and Absolutely. the little thing that they have they fucking hammered I mean it could have been a parking yeah. Oh my God! How dare he park there, risking other people's lives? Who's he thinking he's he an, is? He's I mean, an yeah, attempted if, murderer. But a rape case goes really well in the public domain as like oh painting the picture. Of now a bad I don't need man. to listen anymore. Now I don't need to I'm pay attention. Off now. Yeah. Oh my God, he's a baddie. Here's an, extract, here's an extract from a Guardian article, right, about the rape case. The allegations centre in a 10-day period after Assange flew into Stockholm on Wednesday, the 11th of August. One of the women named in court as Miss A told police that she had arranged Assange's trip to Sweden and let him stay in her flat because she was due to be away. She came back on the Friday, this is two, years late, two days later. Friday the what? Friday the 13th, unlucky for her, uh, after which the pair went for a meal and then returned to her flat. Assange is a pretty charming dude, like he probably, mm. you know... You know, threw, threw it out there. Her account of police, which Assange disputes, mm-hmm. stated that it began stroking her leg as they drank tea before he forcefully pulled off her clothes and snapped the necklace she was wearing. A conjurer statement she tried to put on the articles of clothing as it was going too quickly and uncomfortably, but Assange ripped them off again. Mm. Miss A told police that she didn't want to go any further, but it was too late to stop Assange as she had gone along with it so far. Now, I'll stop you there. If at that point... She had said, do you know what? You're being a bit rough, son. And I I kind of brought you here uh, to stay in my apartment because I really like, think what you're doing is cool. I snuck back here early because I was thinking maybe we could have some fuckery fun. But it turns out I don't like your technique for the yeah. lovemaking. So you're a bit rough, Jules. I'm going to excuse myself. Either I'll leave and go to wherever I was supposed to be going and leave you to the apartment or you can go find somewhere else out of hundreds of people who would be happy to, to give you a place in Sweden to crash for the while because you're a superstar celebrity yes. right now at the moment. If she'd have done that, how different would the world be now today? Well, Junior Assange will still be releasing secrets. He'd still be, uh, he'd be what? Still be releasing secrets. Exactly, and he'd still be out there pushing people like he did in two thousand and nine when he released his list of, of ten most wanted documents to be leaked, and they were seen by uh, by Chelsea Bradley Manning, and that's where that came from. Yeah, he'd still be out there now. And in the last three years, there's not been a lot of great kind of leaks by by WikiLeaks. It's yeah. kind of gone dry. But what has happened is the likes of Tempora and GCHQ have upped their uh, data farming, mm. have upped their security, and 
there's nobody there's no balance to their to their yeah. There's no checks and balances like to their operations. Yeah, and expert hackers like Assange aren't out there being able to talk to people online and say, this is this, how you can get around has protocols totally and systems. disarmed WikiLeaks and Ex- disarmed Assange. Totally. She, like this Miss A said that he said he used a condom, but he did something to it when he was mm. inside her. So he obviously went you, down you with know, the it. condom came back with no DNA evidence. None. Well, the condom that she brought back had no evidence whatsoever. Someone just None. put a just cut, put a cut in. But, uh, anyway, what was Rowan science? No. So she said he did something to it. So obviously he's like, all right, I put on the Johnny so I can start doing it. And then he like got his craggy fingernail and just split it on the side and was all like, oh, yummy. Come on. This is what happened. And she this kept what, it for over a saying. month. But she then. kept a broken Johnny for over a month. Like how, how fake and bullshitty is that does that sound? Uh, you know it what sounds mean? pretty made up. The second victim, Miss W. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't want to say Sophie, and but this Sophie. is the one. This is the one that instigated the thing with Miss A in 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 court. Right, mm-hmm. she's the one that went to Miss A and Anna, said A. he did this to me too. Right, they started having sex, but he didn't want to wear that pesky condom again, and he had moved away. And she had moved away across the bed. So he's with a different woman in a different flat at a different time. They're mm-hmm. having sex. Mm. Uh, he's like, "Come on, I want to, I want to." You know, they're getting it on. Yeah. He's getting a sly wank and. Uh, he's like, come on, let me throw it in raw. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, no, no, you can't do that because you know you it's might. Feed have, it. We don't take raw penis. Like, I've seen your movie, sweetheart. So you she, take a lot of raw so penis. she rolls over. She rolls over, right, mm-hmm. and just doesn't want, uh, doesn't want to, to you know, go to raw. Engage. In the mid, they both go asleep in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. This is her testimony. In the middle mm-hmm. of the night, Julian Assange wakes her up, says, "Go on, and I'll do it with the Johnny. Go on." Wakes her up with a condom on. Wakes her up with a condom on and um, gives her the gives her the good pipe, right? With the with the seal. With condom. the condom on. Okay. And she's like, "All right, go on. And if you have a condom on, I let you go on." Happens all good. Mm-hmm. Next morning, mm-hmm. she goes out. She gets all the stuff for breakfast. She comes back. She's still a little bit tired. She hops back into the bed. She goes to sleep. She wakes up a small time later to Assange inside of her without a condom. Right. Obviously, reliving his glory than from the night before but decided to go raw and instead of going hey get out of me she turned around to him and quoted to say you better not have hiv mm-hmm. and also quoted to say yeah this one i love god not very romantic she couldn't be bothered to tell him one more time because she had been going on about a condom all night like that's right. what happened with miss w now she says that he and he's guilty on, of- on <sighs> without permission uh started having sex with me in the morning without a condom and he came inside of me Against my will. So she went to Miss A and Miss A was like, oh shit, he done the same thing to me. These two girls colluded. Now, Miss W doesn't imply rape, mm-hmm. but... She implies uh, forced cream pieing. <laughs> but it tarnishes the, 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 the claim of Miss A's rape claim. Mm-hmm. And the two girls got together and asked, like, in a conspiracy, to make Assange give them an STD test and he wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, these two girls together with, like, fairly shady stories yeah. and no evidence. Yeah. And then redacting or recalling that evidence online the next day and the case is dropped this man is still in an Ecuadorian mm-hmm. embassy hiding from the government of Sweden who are trying to extradite him for a rape case now these two girls were in constant contact and some people have accused them of being you know agents to coerce colluding Assange into like know. a sexual congress about making to, money to, from to doing kill interviews. WikiLeaks right Mm-hmm. And they also made a few bob, yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, all of since since August 2015, all of the charges have been dropped for these assaults because of the deadline of the limitations of the charges. So they couldn't serve Assange with these charges because he wouldn't come to Sweden. There so are no charges. 
the, on the signed statements. Yeah, but they've yeah. they've got. It's important not to use the word church because there are no churches. Well, yeah, the, they've got. Okay, they've got maybe questions. The syntax of it. They've right? got questions that they never got to answer. But even if there were, even if there were charges, questions, even if there were the charges, the limitations are gone off them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, still right. stands one rape charge that if he is extradited to Sweden from London. It still it still stands until twenty twenty. So he has to hide until twenty twenty. But she said he'd go there on condition that they said he, he wouldn't be extra. But they refused. Yeah, they refused. Of course. Of so course. what is what is the motive there to, to have him be in Sweden and be extradited to Sweden who are are they, you know, who ha, who hold, who runs the puppets the who's the puppet master of Sweden like? Mm-hmm. Who would be able to come in and use bully tactics and uh, embargoes to be able to make them change their laws who's done it before Fidel Castro the you mean like with the, the, the US government coming <laughs> tearing in about the, the pirate base service US go- operated as yeah exactly as man US government Is that what you're talking about? US government coming? rolled in man yeah. and they fucking uh, I just uh before you start there, I would just like really quickly like to say one more thing about the girls, which is that uh, a, a HIV test is done after four weeks. A follow-up HIV test confirming whether you do or don't have it is done after three months. If they'd have just taken friggin' HIV tests themselves, like by now they would know for sure whether yeah. or not they... Apparently they're still waiting for Assange to come back to find out if they have HIV or not. Take HIV tests yourself. Just you take don't. some fucking HIV tests. Yeah. Love. Like, I, I don't want to be a dick about this, but like, I'm sorry, you know, if you feel you were sexually assaulted or you were sexually assaulted, but like... Take the fucking HIV test. Okay. Seriously, stop waiting for him to do it. Are you mad? Like, are you seriously I think, mad? I think what's going on is this is a conspiracy of those two girls and whoever's behind it mm. to get Assange on some criminal charges to get him back to Sweden mm-hmm. under under criminal uh, premise mm-hmm. to then before he faces charges before for the he rape, faces charges for the rape he will be to then be able to extradite him to the US. Mm-hmm. To face the charges face against the releasing of the ninety-nine-year-old espionage yeah, charges from from two thousand and seventeen from the Espionage Act mm. from nineteen seventeen, right? Yeah. So, which will be ultimately what they? Oh do, yeah, you go to jail for done to Chelsea Manning. That's what yes. they did to Bradley Manning, right. Chelsea right. Manning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. So the US have been shown to set a precedent to be able to like put embargoes and bully tactics on the mm-hmm. Swedish government to change their laws on information and on against the, uh, the needs and wants of their people. Exactly. To be able to change the laws on information and internet traffic, to be able to kill the Pirate Bay, which apparently was costing them millions of dollars in the movie and music industries, yeah. right? And they were able to come in and smash the, the Pirate Bay by putting embargoes on another government. Like, they were able to change another government's laws by bully tactics. So who's to say that they wouldn't be able to get Assange into Sweden and then go, if you don't give him, give him dust, we're going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Of course, Julian doesn't want to go there. Like it's fucking black and white. As soon as he steps is, on the plane to Sweden, the extradition papers have got to be signed. That is through. black and true. fucking white. Like hundred percent. Yeah, mm. I right. wager all the money I have in my life on that. If he goes back to Sweden, um, that day extradition papers will arrive in, in, in Sweden. But uh, while he's under house arrest, or uh, well, house arrest, but like he's under, you know, diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Fair uh, play to uh, the Ecuadorian embassy. <clears throat> Absolutely, and, yeah, and Ecuador, Korea. Ecuador, and, and Bolivia, the and the these yeah. South American countries. When we're talking about um, Edward Snowden now for the mm-hmm. next little while, we're going to talk about uh, South American government heads and how sound they are. They're pure yes. fucking sound, right? It takes but a lot like, of cuts, a lot evil of evil to destroy somebody as noble and as well spoken and as Jesus. Like, yeah, like not messianic, but like I'm looking for He's that real. Like, a fucking a superhero status. Like a motherfucker is trying to Mercurial. change the world and do and doing it to be toppled by some fake bullshit, no document rape claims. Yeah. 
That's going to keep him and locked up till 2020. 2020. He's totally disarmed now. And not only is he disarmed, but like I was saying before, a rape case, a rape claim can destroy your character so badly that even when he does come back, there's going to be a whole massive section of the population that are going to be like, oh, you're that fucking white-haired It'll be rape lad. the of your descriptions. You'll always be, yeah. D- uh, Julian Assange accused of rape in 2010. You know, they slash tried, founder of WikiLeaks. They tried, they tried this with the Buddha. Like two and a half thousand years ago, there's uh, the claim that uh, uh, and one of the nuns, one of the female monks, uh-huh. was impregnated, and she goes to the the important people, the nobles, kings, whoever they were at that time, with uh, and she's pregnant. And Buddha didn't even say anything bad about her; he just waited. And as she was walking off, her fake womb came down, and they could see that it was all a lie. Mm. That's the story. That's the parable, right? But isn't it interesting that it's similar tactics? Yeah, you know, uh, you, know you slept with a woman. They 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 will use whatever they can to carnal, your name. carnal badmoutedness. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like it's it's as if someone who is untouchable, some... someone who is unimpeachable, someone who is impeccable, like Julian Assange, who was saving the world and using information to to cleanse the world of a poison was then himself poisonous, was then himself reduced to a mere mortal, so like a mere a human, a mere... propaganda master. Yes. Like a Colonel like Goebbels, like a Bob Goebbels. And it had to be and an old-fashioned like, oh, pot trick. Julian Assange, he's a rapist, a Chelsea yeah. Manning, uh, he's a... He's a Transgender... Yeah, yeah, he, he needs high heels. What are we going to call this guy? We're going to call this one like uh, Snowden. We're going to call this guy like a traitor. It's like that's his job, just coming up with mean names for these yeah. guys. Yeah. We found that guy when we talked about the MKL show episode. Yeah, he, Johnson is his name. He, yeah, Johnson. You know way, really? God damn it, Johnson! <laughs> he makes up all the names of all the stuff yeah. like... Uh, Whenever you hear a really cool code name for the CIA yeah. operation. Codename yeah. Midnight Climax. That's all Johnson does for his 450 <laughs> grand a year. I Mid- want that job. Midnight yeah. Climax is where they used to give LSD Midnight to... Midnight uh, pr- uh, pr- Prostitutes to give LSD to the Johns and, and they'll do like LSD experiments, see what happens to them. And put, oh, nice. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, dirty business. So we're going to talk about Edward Snowden. Mm. The snowman. Yeah, the snowman. Mm, onto the life of Edward. Uh, so this is Edward Joseph Snowden. That's Joseph. If Not you're James. Not James, no. That was James was what was put on his extradition orders that were sent to Hong Kong. Which, wrong name. You put wrong name on the paper. The Hong Kongese didn't like that. We like a Papa Spoon. We're not going to extra that for you. Hong Kong. We're very particular. Very particular, yeah. The Hong Kongites, as well you would know. Uh, Where did so, he come from, Paul? So he's, he's born in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, to uh, Mother Elizabeth Snowden, who was Chief Deputy of the United States District Court for the District of Maryland. Uh, Father Lonnie Snowden, who was an officer in the Coast Guard. His sister, Jessica, who became a lawyer for the Federal Judicial Center at Washington. And his grandfather, Edward J. Barrett, who started off as an admiral in the Coast Guard later joined the FBI and then later went to go work in the Pentagon uh, where he was stationed during 9-11 and, and survived, God bless him, the 9-11 attacks at the Pentagon. Jesus. Fair play to him. That's uh, a, it's a pretty well-connected... Pretty well-connected he says, he says almost any, everyone in his family has worked for the government at some point. In yeah, fuck. Uh, wow, amazing. The, they must be so pissed off at him. Talk about the ultimate act of rebellion. <laughs> so, right? Oh, you know, like teenagers want to rebel against their parents. I'm going to smoke weed. Or if they've got hippie parents, they're like, I'm never going to smoke weed. But Snowden's like, hmm, everybody works for the government. I'm going to be a spy and I'm going to rat you out. Ha! <laughs> I'm going to bring down the How do you like them sir? apples, daddy? Edward? Yeah, I, don't, I don't see his sister getting promoted anytime soon. No. Anyway, put it that way. His, dad, <laughs> his dad's going to be in the Coast Guard forever. <laughs> I would imagine. Elizabeth but, uh, is all trying to get married and marry away that name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, early. How about Assange? <laughs> oh, damn, not again! I would have, I would have used Manning, but I don't think that's gonna work. No, but maybe I, I don't know. Maybe it would actually. Manning mm. requires some orientation changing. And how? How? Like I, I was reading about Snowden's early life and how, mm. 
how kind of suspiciously suspiciously successful he was. Mm. He moved from he, he moved from North Carolina to, to Maryland with his with his family, where he he lives near Fort Meade base, which is the home of the uh, Defense Information School, the Defense Courier Service, the Defense Information Systems Agency, and NSA Training Center, and it also houses the U.S. Cyber Command HQ mm. for all, so of, all like, of North America. It's like. Uh, it's government, the intelligence government spying community yeah. headquarters outside basically. of like Quantico and, and Langley, Virginia. This yeah. is the spot. That's where he hung out. All right, so that's he just happened to live near that base when he was a kid. His family did. Uh, I'm not saying that his family worked just there. Just happened to. Yeah, he missed. Uh, he missed nine months of school with mono, as happens to uh, to American school kids. The mono, the kissing disease. You know, uh, yeah, for anybody who's not American, hmm. uh, it's glandular fever. Yes, we have it. As, we call it glandular fever. Over yeah, here, that's and, why he looks so pale. Maybe in those videos. Hmm. I thought you were talking about Bono. No. No, no, of course mm. he. They got Bono. He just got a real, like, self-inflated. Gets him out of school for nine months. Ego. Yeah. He's the ego. ego's all swollen. Oh. oh, no. I think I'll talk about debt forgiveness with the uh, Africans as I invest all my money in uh, Monsanto. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Don't be, don't, be plant, don't be planting seeds of doubt. Yeah. So, yeah, I like it. What, okay. Monsanto seeds it out. Yeah, the, ooh. yeah, weird genetically engineered. Don't worry, engineered don't worry they'll, be, they'll be dead soon anyway. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they're weird cabbage patch babies to try and eat your brains. Um, so, after missing nine months of school, he, he essentially misses his graduation of high school. So, he enrolls at the Anne Arundel Community College in Ireland, uh, Arnold, Maryland. Uh, and he, there he gets his GED, essentially. Between 1999 and 2001, yeah. he gets his GED. GED is his, his leaving cert, his, his high school diploma, basically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he then goes on to uh, 2002 at the age of 19. He works for Rihanna Press, which is a sort of a, a an online uh, website that sells anime, prints of anime art. And he got super into like Japanese culture. He learns stuff, how to speak right? Japanese. He learns how to understand yeah. Mandarin. He learns how to do. Uh, he's a web editor for the company. He gets so a he, waifu pillow. Yeah, he, he he oh yeah, that's that's what he used to say to his friends. <laughs> Anyway, the Japanese out there. Like, Konnichiwa. Arigato gozaimasu. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying, but it's really intelligent. Dude, it, sounds, it, it sounds really Japanese, man. Masugu tsugi no hidari. Anigaishimasu. I really think so. One of those was one, two, three, thank you, hello. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. The third one was straight ahead, next left, please. Love it. And the first one was front kick, sideways, roundhouse kick, opposite punch, block. <laughs> so uh, this is where his story starts to differ now a bit from the official version yeah because this is where the government come into it so he says that he enrolled in the army in 2003 and began special forces training but was discharged when he broke both his legs in a training incident the US army says he enlisted in the army as reserve as a special forces recruit 18x on the 7th of May 2004 uh, he was discharged on the 28th of September 2004 having not completed any training programs that's a weird Ooh. that's a weird uh Somebody's thing not for them to telling the yeah, truth. Yeah, misinformation there. That mm. sounds... Why? Why? Okay. Woo, it's wow. smacks of... It's smacks this, of Mark David Chapman. This happens a lot through his life. Of, uh, he's kind of miss... Lee Harvey Oswald. So you just disappeared on, yeah. in a... In not saying that's not as bad. So, not yeah. saying it's not as bad. Just... Uh, it's starting to be a little suspicious. Go it's on, one of those on. where a year of his life is gone and yeah. he says he's in the army being trained, getting like uh, black special ops training and the American army says, nah... But why, for, for that year he wasn't here yeah but if they were in the same team why would they have a different story you know when you're at school and you're on the hop because maybe you he, and your he, friend you get the same well, thing. He, to, he told it yeah he told everybody and he's like no that's what I was doing but what he's like, suggesting no, he is his that. records were changed after he blew whistles yeah and that, that that's why everything looks different to what really happened he says that uh, in 2005 he went to work for the NSA as a security guard at the University of Maryland facility now, what he says is it's a top secret NSA facility in there for like code breaking, stuff like that. And he, he was uh, someone with a high security clearance and he's a security officer 
monitoring the network and the safety of the network. Uh, the NSA says that it's not a Class 5 facility. There's just a, a, an intelligence training program going on in okay. the university. One of two things could be happening now with all and this information a security guard. that you're throwing out now. One of two things could be, right? Mm-hmm. That either the NSA are cleaning up mm-hmm. after the whistle has been blown to make it look like they just didn't give some random kid who got a GED like a high security clearance for no reason and making themselves look more secure or Snowden is telling Porky Pies because he's trying to hide something. Mm. So which is it? We don't know yet, I guess. I don't know. Here's another yeah. weird MK Ultra type thing for you. Yeah. Uh, he goes back to the Anne Arundel Community College in Arnold in, in Maryland and he goes back between 2004 and 2005. So in the period that he kind of goes to work at this NSA facility, mm. he's supposedly also back in the college where he got his GED. Wow, that's for a period of time. But didn't complete anything there. I didn't get any qualifications it's for the time. Jim Jonesy, it's very like... Community college. Yeah. <sighs> Keeps going back to the same places without achieving anything there really much. Uh, Just to spend time. like yeah. yeah. Odd one. So going from a security guard mm. at this NSA facility uh, at the University of Maryland... He, in 2006, goes to a job fair, apparently, and is recruited at the job fair by the CIA. Despite not, he's recruited as an IT security analyst. Now, despite not having that qualification, they take him on anyway. Uh, and he says that his, his uh, great intellect and his understanding of the internet and his ability to program helps him to rise. Even though, again, he doesn't have the qualifications, he rises super quickly through the ranks of the, the CIA and their, their intelligence community. Fair balls to him, I guess. That's re- yeah, well, impressive, like, I guess. If he's if he's smart enough to be able to those he, couple of months editing that yeah. Japanese anime art website, I guess. <laughs> do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Hi, so this. It's maybe, it's maybe that he's not as qualified as he mm. is good at interviews. Maybe he's like not uh-huh. qualified, but he's fucking shit hot at interviews. That he's able to just go in and just be Apparently, like, yeah, his CV. You want a job done? I'll get that done. What do. is it? You want droning? I am the king of droning. I do that shit. And man. according to Snowden, that's kind of what he worked off of—not qualifications, but his results and his his manner to connect with people. Yeah. Well, but he's very good at speaking. He's, he's a fucking good speaking. salesman. He, he missed a trick. Yeah. I tell you, he should have been selling used cars or used bombs. Used bombs. Used yeah. drones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he goes to work in Langley, Virginia. For the for the CIA, where he's which is FBI headquarters, uh, where he again kind of is a rising star. There is according to some of his coworkers, he's seen as the genius among geniuses there. Wow, uh, okay. And there's other people saying this he about must him. Be really bright then. Like I'm, I'm, must be quite smart. The yeah. suspicion has fallen off me now when I see like, how well he's doing off his own back. His family said they, they tested him twice when he was a youngster, and twice uh, he had a 145 IQ. Oh, sorry. <laughs> So they say he was someone of a genius yeah. and the reason they think he didn't do well in high school and he didn't do well in co- any after college is because he was too smart for what he was doing. Yeah. You know what? When he, he exams didn't. badly but he he, he learns so well. He always put the toilet roll on the right way around. I mean Einstein didn't do great in school. No. Yeah. Either did George it's not Bush. Un- it's not genius. unbelievable, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Monroe and Albert Einstein had the same IQ. Do you know that? Who? Marilyn Monroe and Marilyn Monroe and Albert Einstein. Wow. Really? It's mad. Yeah, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Same size tits too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You used to stick your tongue out. Yeah. So what? What? <laughs> like when he's going through all these government jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Is he noticing some shit going down? Like, is he? He says he going, really starts hey, to notice. This. In, in 2007, the CIA sent him to the U.S. Embassy in Geneva, Switzerland, where he's the computer network security officer. He says he, he quickly rises to be the chief uh, network security officer there, and he says he lived there. Flying up like isn't yeah. He? he says he lived there in now I've been to Switzerland. It's a beautiful place, quite expensive. Yeah, I would say. So, just just to give you an idea. He lived uh, on an apartment beside Lake Geneva in a four bed apartment for just himself, uh, and had a passport that was stamped with diplomatic immunity. So he had that lethal weapon four stuff where he could go around and smack someone in the face with. Yeah, I could do anything. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's probably normal enough though if you work for those guys. Right? Probably if you work in the embassy or... I mean, or yeah, they own the house and they just let okay. you in. Like, in, yeah, in, Snowden, in Snowden's yeah. defense here, right? Because mm-hmm. it is, looks does look a little bit suspicious. Mm-hmm. Small bit. When I was working in banking mm-hmm. and I was pretty thick, I repeated my leaving cert. Okay. Uh, scraped my way into banking. I got an honors degree and the reason I got an honors degree was I talked my way into getting an honors degree because right. they made yeah. one small error in college and I basically bullied them. Got my honors degree, went into banking, worked my way up by charm and like politics and blah 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 got a job in Tokyo which is why I can speak that tiny bit of Japanese mm-hmm. and uh, in a short period of time I, I was trading and I, they gave me an apartment I had $50,000 rent for my apartment in Tokyo that was right. not including my, my wage right? so if we looked into your so history 26, we'd be like, right? yeah huh. you'd go hang on he wasn't that smart in school I yeah, would look like a double and, and I'm not like and I'm not super but there were some people who did much better like there was one guy who was on less than me at the time and he's now well I don't want to give his position away because then I would say who he is but put it this way uh, three years ago he was on over a million sterling a year wow right and he was on less than me when we st- started so yeah, there's some right. people who just it just happens they're good at it they're good at making money in the right time right and place. they make the right someone's going to get promoted they're there on the right so spot. maybe the it's right the same decisions. in the CIA maybe yeah. he's just quite capable of mm-hmm. doing something and he works his way up and blah, blah, blah. he seems pretty what? smart if he's willing to take on the whole fucking world right yeah like well. you want to have some big fat balls to be able to walk into an interview and go I can do this job can you I can do this job. Yeah, and I'd say, Gordo, from what we've learned, like doing MK Ultra and Jim Jones and stuff like that, the CIA is not populated with geniuses, <laughs> as far as I can tell. They're not like the smartest. No offense, CIA operative listening to this. I'm sure you're an outsourced contractor. So what I'm not do talking you mean, you. Paul? But like, Am I not a lot of CIA, except for, for Johnson working CIA. And, and Bigfoot, seem to be fucking morons. Uh. Like proper <laughs> morons, dead baby morons. I make extra so, five thousand this year. I yeah, got rice amazing. after Christmas. But I can see that point of view with Snowden. That's it's not him. But this for me is where it might swing. This is where the swing vote might be. In two thousand and eight, he's summoned from the uh, U.S. consulate in Geneva to accompany George W. Bush's delegation to the NATO summit meetings in in Romania. Which mm-hmm. is not a thing. But again, if he's really rising the ranks yeah. of cybersecurity, he's there to maybe briefly. He's making him. sure that he can delete George W. Bush's uh, browser history. Yes, but now here's where, room. here's where he goes. Like, oh, kinda... I was looking up, I, I pressed the wrong thing. I was looking up uh, pictures of Vladimir Putin. Yeah. I love him. I didn't mean what he I did wanted... to those goddamn terrorists. Yeah, I wanted to have uh, two, 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 two girls, one cut. It's how to, uh, how to fix it when you get a paper clip on your, <laughs> on your finger. <laughs> Uh, from looking at a magazine with two girls on it. That's what I did. <laughs> Ed, can you delete this from the computer? Ed, can you delete this from the computer, please? Thank you. That's that's the moment Snowden decided to start stealing secrets. Yeah. That's the very moment. Also, can you show me that video where the guy sits on the jar and it breaks in his ass? Oh, fuck. That's funny. That's funny shit right there. I think that's called Blue Waffle. Or is that the app? <laughs> that's the app. Uh, yeah. But, um, okay, this is where it gets kind of weird, right? Because this is where he kind of goes a bit black ops. Where February 2009, he resigns from the CIA. He's seen some bad shit yeah, go down. All the way along, right? Yeah, he's seen some corruptivities going on in Geneva. Like, you know, bribing, drunken officials and such. Uh, so he resigns from the CIA. He goes to work for Dell Computers on an NSA contract that Dell Computers have that has him based at the Yokota Air Force Base near Tokyo. Uh, which seems kind of odd. He leaves the CIA because he's sick of the stuff they do. So goes and joins a firm that... Work for the it's CIA. contracting yeah. for the NSA and the CIA, NSA, yeah. yeah. Uh, so in 2010, while as a private contractor for Dell, he's invited to visit the US Embassy in New Delhi in India, where he says he's given a six-day course in Java programming and advanced ethical hacking. So like, we're going to teach you... The US government's still funding training for we're, him. <laughs> advanced <laughs> hacking. We're going we're gonna, to tell you how to hack, hack us. Us. Mm-hmm. properly 
yeah. uh, ethically so you'd be able to get the information that we need you to get because we're going to put you on a desk that's going to be basically a, like a hack spot mm. where you're going to be hacking into people and getting information right that seems like yeah they're training them up to be mm. a bit of a a desk spy yes now according to, to, to him he's he's still very much kind of um, a company man to to them yeah. but in his head he's now made his decision that he wants out of the CIA and that he'll only stay with contractors who work at the CIA just so he can make a bit of money and collect data because they have the best access they have better access to contractors than he found that he would inside so he wants well, to work for one of the contractors like we talked about earlier on like exactly the people handlers and Gamma and the top secret guys like these analysts who work for contractor companies like Booz Allen mm. end up with access to everything yeah do you know? Yeah, and it seems it seems not too weird because, as we said, Snowden spoke Japanese, so it's not too weird that he's stationed in Tokyo yeah. uh, on a U.S. Air Force. Utilizing base. his talents. Like. Uh, then, in two thousand and eleven, uh, Dell decide to move him anywhere in the world, any Dell citizen in the world. They decide they're going to move him to uh, Maryland, his hometown, back to Maryland again. Yeah, back to near lovely Fort Meade, which is odd. Uh, in March two thousand and twelve, uh, Dell moved him onto an NSA information sharing office. Uh, in Hawaii, in the Kunia Regional Signet Operations Center in Oahu, Hawaii, and he's put on a he's put on a salary of two hundred thousand dollars a year and shipped out to Hawaii with his girlfriend to, as he said, live in paradise, do not much, and sort of you know steal data. When the no CIA are pretty heavy in Hawaii, right? We had a few people over mm, the last few shows that have that have gone to that have gone to Hawaii, and when they left Hawaii, they came out going must kill insert must name here, do mad shit, yeah. yeah. Hmm. How very, how very, very odd. Yeah. So uh, he he's there in Hawaii. He's approached by the NSA to join one of their elite hacker groups, the Tailored Access Operations, which is a team of hackers that they send out to hack North Korea, China, other countries, just to fuck with them. Um, it's uh, ironic that they're um, hacking ironic? all the Chinese people with uh, an elite team of hackers that's called Tao. Exactly. Yes. Isn't Odd it? enough. Yeah. yeah. Tao team. So he's, he realizes now that he's kind of being dragged back into this world. So he decides he's going to take a massive pay cut to leave Dell and go to a company that he knows has some of the best access to all the data he's looking for. So he knows- do you think that he's kind of preempting his leaving the CIA and the intelligence According community? To Snowden, he's like, this is- I want the bestest job that has the most amount of access and I'm going to rip these motherfuckers off. That's exactly what he did. He said he left Dell, uh, didn't take the NSA job because there'd be too much oversight on what he was doing and went to Booz Allen Hamilton. Where, where no one was watching him. Yeah, there was no oversight. He came in as a top dog. And he had Privac. Yeah, he was he was well, well thought of because he'd come on a pay cut to right. go and work there. Uh, just like the perfect situation. He said, you worked there for three months uh, between uh, March and May and basically mined a lot a lot of data there a lot of it had been taken from Dell in Hawaii a lot of it had been mined through Booz Allen Hampton as well and he says that uh, in April 2013 he began compiling all of his CIA documents and briefings with high ranking officials that he'd met with and, and briefed in and had been briefed out by uh, he discovered the scale of the intelligence community crimes he says his breaking point was on March 12, 2013, when he watched the Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, yeah, that's right, James Clapper, telling what uh, he knew to be lies, what Snowden knew to be lies about the intelligence community under oath to Congress. And he said that moment is where he realised nobody's going it, to... We I are the bad guys. Yeah, I have to squeal because nobody's going to squeal about this. Yeah, it's that, it's that really funny Mitchell and Webb sketch where the two of them are dressed up like Nazis and like he turns to them and goes, did you ever think that we have skulls on our caps? Yes. Are we the bad guys? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's uh, Snowden realizes crystallize them all. We're like, the fucking evil ones. Yeah, because we lie a lot more than everyone else does, and we bullshit a lot more, and we do terrible things and hide it. Yeah, but I can understand why he wouldn't think that. I mean, considering his family background, exactly. It's so hard. No, his whole family. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to be the person. You don't want to find out that the truth, if the truth itself 
costs you your job exactly. and your life. I mean, you, you basically spend your life not trying to find out that information. You don't want to ruin Thanksgiving dinner by standing up and going, I'm a vegan. Yeah, and fuck <laughs> you guys. Like, the, the, the career we've all dedicated our lives to is a lie. You don't want to hear that. I mean, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't cheapen any of the the work that those people have done. It doesn't cheapen any of the sacrifices they've made. It doesn't cheapen their reasons maybe for wanting to join the military. But I, I'm sure it's a earth-shaking thing to find out that maybe all of those things you've done were built on a lie. Yeah. Like going to war in Iraq, perhaps. That's proven to be built on a lie. 9-11 times 100. Are any of those seven countries or Korea, that Obama's yeah, Or now Syria? Yeah, or Libya, yeah. Sudan, Syria, you know, yeah, exactly. Afghanistan. We're after talking about Bradley Manning's uh, coming out party. Mm. Uh, let's talk about Snowden's coming out party uh, in what we lovingly call the Hong Kong incident. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of dramatized. We go Hong Kong. We go Hong Kong. I love Hong Kong. This is the story that was told in the documentary Citizen Four. Mm. So you can watch Citizen Four. I didn't watch Terminal F instead. Terminal F is very good as well. Uh, Citizen Four is basically the the documentary that's made by uh, Laura Protras. Yeah, fair play to her. Like big balls on that woman. Yeah. Um, And then Glenn Greenwald as well, accompanied her from the Guardian, and they met. A strange man from a set of strange emails mm-hmm. that they'd been uh, receiving over these lava bit and this PGP. Uh, they'd received these like encrypted emails and they said, listen, I've stuff to tell you. Uh, meet you here. Meet you there. Uh, you come and see me and I'll give you something that'll change the whole world. And this was Snowden kind of coming out. And he knew that it was like a high risk move and he knew that it was going to be dangerous and he knew he was going to have a target on his face, back, arse crack mm-hmm. everywhere Inside he was armpit. fucked man he was totally fucked and Back he said uh, many times I don't really mind mm-hmm. I know I'm on the way out I know this could be the end mm-hmm. I know I could get a bullet in the face it'll break my family's hearts everybody needs to know this shit right so one of the first uh, communications with Laura uh, the filmmaker uh, goes a little bit like this at this stage I can offer nothing more than my word I'm a senior government employee in the intelligence community I hope you understand that contacting you is extremely high risk and you are willing to agree to the following precautions before I share more. This will not be a waste of your time. The following sounds complex, but you should only take minutes to complete for someone technical. I would like to confirm out of email that the keys were exchanged, were not intercepted, and replaced by your surveillance. So this is keys for these lava bit and these like uh, to decrypt all these messages, mm-hmm. right? Uh, please confirm that no one has ever had a copy of your private key and that it uses a strong passphrase. Assume your adversary is capable of one trillion guesses per second. So that's this huge NSA computer that's like, you know, banging away trying to find all these... Uh, trying a trillion different guesses a second yeah, for your password. Crazy. If, if the device you store the private key and enter your passphrase has been hacked, it is trivial to decrypt our communications. Easy peasy, right? Understand that the above steps are not bulletproof and are intended to only give us breathing room. In the end, if you publish the source material, I will likely be immediately implicated. This must not deter you from realising the information that I will provide. Signed, Citizen 4. So that's Snowden basically saying to Laura, this shit's for reals, yo. Mm-hmm. It's going to change the world. If anyone finds it, before you can have a chance to get it, they'll fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you release it, they'll know it's me because I'm the only one that knows this shit. Mm. But you've got to keep releasing it. Brave. Yeah. Pretty brave. And the same thing that Manning said to Assange, which is uh, before Assange knew it was Bradley Manning, he was talking to just his source for the, the Afghan diary and the Iraq files, said, if if I disappear, make sure you keep releasing all of these. And that was a hard yeah. decision Assange had to yeah. take, which is when, when Manning was up on charges and he thought this guy could get done for treason and be executed, 
but continue to release vials. It's pretty brave too. It's the but, ultimate but sacrifice. This right? is the thing. Yeah. This is the thing. A lot of people are saying about Assange and, and Manning that mm. Assange is more responsible than Manning is for the release of that material because he coached him on how to get it out of the system. Yeah, so and what to particularly look and for. What to look for. Like that's we'll talk about that in a YouTube video, but yeah. I, I don't think it like it doesn't bear going into now. Um, with Snowden and how they met, it's very James Bondian. It's yes. very like. I'd be the man with the Snow red carnation in the hotel lobby. He, he said, meet me in the Hotel Miro in Hong Kong and he'll be the one in the, in the lounge solving a Rubik's Cube and come in at 10 a.m. Ask me where the, where the lounge is and I'll say, it's over here. And you'll go, oh, will you, will you show me? And it, I'll get up and I'll walk and you just follow me and then we go up to the room. But he checked into the hotel under his own fucking name. Like, yeah. So why did he do so, that after being so secretive? I don't know. Because he's a fucking Wally, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Because he wanted to be caught, he wanted to be found. That's what I don't understand. So why was he sticking his head in the movie, sticking his head under the duvet covers? When he's well, he had, he, had yeah. his, he had his red sock of secrecy uh, mm-hmm. because he was afraid that there was a lad maybe in a hotel across the way with a telescopic uh, sight or a, a super large telescope that was able to look in and see what he was talking about. Or even when he invited keyboard. journalists in the room with him, he didn't want anyone well, you know what? is anything. Yeah. And also the journalists were always like, what are these hard bits on you in this room? Maybe he had sock? no choice but to check in on his own name because they, they need a they passport. They had credit cards they and all passports. And all. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so yeah, I mean, he knew, he he knew that there was a idiot. small amount of time that he would have to get this thing done. So he's like, okay, meet me here at this day, at this time. we got to get this done now. We have like four or five days mm-hmm. before the information that you release is, is brought back to me now. Because they didn't know straight away. It was they him. didn't know straight away. I mean, away they were around him. his girlfriend's house. Exactly. But only because he was missing. And he said he had gone to Hong Kong to get epilepsy treatment. Epilepsy right? treatment, yeah. So he's, he's calling in sick to work. Uh, and then the CIA and the NSA are going... Why is that con sick to work now? Two days in a row, and he never. Right. Even, he didn't call today. Did he call There's you today? No. These two days. What the hell? What's after happening? What's after happening now? And this was even before the leaks. He was sick, right? So in the documentary, you can see Snowden sitting on the bed, obviously shitting bricks, worried about Lindsay, worried Mills. about Lindsay, worried about his missus. He's ringing her home, and he's there's like a load of trucks on the road, and he's mm. ringing her to go. Are you still alive? They haven't like started the waterboard yet or whatever. Fire alarms are going off the whole time, testing fire alarms. He's shitting. Like, watch season four. It's really, really good. Very entertaining, right? Uh, uh, he's, he's shitting himself. Because, like, he's like, they could burst in the door at any minute. The My name is on this thing. And he's telling Glenn Greenwald, look, release this stuff. This stuff is going to change the world. But as soon as you do, people are going to notice me. Oh. Uh, he was so nervous to be, be spied upon that he plugged out the phone. And in later interviews uh, with Panorama for the BBC... He's, he describes all of these plans that the NSA have, like the Smurf plans that we were talking about earlier on, Nosy Smurf and all. He said that there's little computers in these hotel phones. The NSA in Hong Kong have the power to be able to switch on the motherfucking microphone wow. and listen to what's going on in the room. Like, that's some overreaching shit right there. Like, Welcome to 1984. Do you know what I mean, right? So, um Wow. Uh, the 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 fear that was on his face, you can see it. Like, he, he's going, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, he genuinely didn't know. Now mm-hmm. you'd see, uh, you know, appearances on um, other talk shows or he has, like, uh, you know, like political, like Amnesty International did a did a video with him as a guest and he had it from Skype and he has a lovely back, black background and he has, like, the headphones and the microphone. And he looks pure relaxed. He's like, yeah, what's crack, Amnesty? Whoop whoop Eddie yeah, Snowden really Snowman's cool now, in the house. Right? He's really cool now, yeah, because he's not afraid of getting he's safe fucked up the arse with right? a truncheon, like, right? Uh seriously, like mm. who, who knows what the fuck they do yeah. to him, you know? And this is this is kinda of where he cross sections with Assange now, because Assange yeah. essentially left Sweden before he was due to, to 
embassy prosecutors went to London uh, in London the Ecuadorian embassy yeah the judges in London decided he should be extradited for the the rape beef back to to Sweden he then went on the run in England uh, and found the Ecuadorian embassy were happy enough to to put him up on sovereignty soil yeah Yeah. and he went to the embassy and fair play to uh, Rafael Coya put him away who took him in come on Three we'll years, get, man. He's been there for we'll over three years. We we'll get you some yeah. tapas. Yeah, we we'll got some nice Ecuadorian food yeah. and uh, just kick it back in there. Like yeah. So, what happened when the first things came out? Like, Glenn Greenwald released the first documents after a few days of, you know, sifting through all the stuff, decrypting all these things from like USB keys that Ed had smuggled out of work and mm-hmm. Ed was still logging in remotely to these systems using his uh, laptops that he had from work and downloading these huge documents, giving them to Glenn Greenwald. Greenwald was then sending them to his office. They were going, okay, what can we release? What can't we release? But the biggest and most shocking story uh, was the second story that goes to the Washington Post. Um, The Guardian publishes this story, an NSA program, straight away. And this story claims that the NSA are tapping into and using the information from the top nine US data and internet firms, including... Google, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, AOL, Yahoo, YouTube, and Skype. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So the NSA are able to get in and with the cooperation of these companies, get any bit of information that they want. That's scary, right? That so was imagine... Just, that, was, that was just released. That was the mainstream media. Yeah. The Guardian. The news, everything released that. And Germany, it was America, the first the time in the world that... The NSA showed their showed their cards. So nobody's denying anything anymore. No. Like, but, no. Yep, actually, we have been doing that. But you said you didn't do that. You said you wouldn't do it. Yeah, we lied. We did it. But who, why actually, weren't they taken down? Why weren't they destroyed then? Why weren't they... Why do we all not stop using Facebook? Yeah, why not? You know what yeah, I mean? Look, we did it because we had to do it because of the terrorists. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's okay then. All right. Not detailing exactly what freedoms we were giving up. We'll talk about that before the end of the show. Um... So as a retaliation for this, as soon as Snowden was identified, they stopped these rent checks. Uh, he was in fear for Lindsay's safety. He was ringing her the whole time checking. The media around the hotel became an absolute circus. They knew he was there. They were fucking mobbing Glenn Greenwald every time he went in and out of the hotel. Like, it was dangerous to be there. And who knows what an assassination attempt could have happened or someone mm-hmm. would just throw going in over Sirhan Sirhan style, blow his head off. You know what I mean? He... he Snowden need to be somewhere out of, out of prying eyes and out of the hands of law enforcement and he need to get out of Hong Kong and Assange helped him do that mm-hmm. by sending him some staff members from WikiLeaks to facilitate his extradition or escape. They got him asylum. The ex- story was yeah. that he got ex- him asylum, right? Ex- yeah, they got him a- Exfiltration from yes. Hong Kong is Ooh, the word nice I was looking for. Yeah, I'm a legal advisor, uh, uh, Sarah Harrison, who they yes. sent out to be with him. And uh, basically, what she was doing out, she was out in Hong Kong, and she convinced WikiLeaks to constantly be buying lots of different flight tickets in his yeah. name from different parts of the world to try and confuse the authorities to make them so not be able to pinpoint exactly where he was going to go. Until and it's too late, mate. his passport was grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, like these stories kept on coming out and coming out and coming out and the Guardian were starting to become a little bit more wary because the NSA were emailing them going, listen, stop fucking doing that. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And Remember, they were going, we're, man, what? Technically. What? 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 we're not doing that. And they're like, yeah. yeah, you are. You're fucking up the whole shit here. You better cop on and stop doing it. And then the Guardian started to get a little bit cagey. They started going, okay, look, at, we're going to get sued if we're publishing the, the ISPs that are cooperating with this GCHQ uh, Tempora data farming program. If we say this is what we have the proof, but if we say it, we're going to get some starts getting some legal injunctions and stuff. So they were a little bit afraid. The fear starts creeping in. Snowden's fear starts creeping in. It's a little bit of a high pressure situation. WikiLeaks comes in. They try and exfiltrate Snowden. Uh-huh. 
he goes to the airport and there's extradition papers. And it was, if you watch Terminal F, there's a great little moment where there's a, a Hong Kong delegate on the 23rd of June, he's leaving Hong Kong for Russia, right? And there's a Hong Kong delegate that's letting him out of the country. And she's looking at the documents and there's an extradition order, but it's for Edward James Snowden, not Edward Joseph Snowden, mm. because the lad, the US lads rushed the documentation. So they wanted to, they wanted to arrest him and extradite him. And Hong Kong said, yeah, we do that. We do that. No problem. Yeah. Send the paper. Send the papers. Wrong name. Hi, you got the wrong name. Off you go ahead. Get on the plane real quick. And in the in the documentary, the the woman is official. She's like, in Hong Kong, we're very careful about the documents that we put and let people go on the planes. So they had the wrong name on the plane, so we don't let. And a real cheeky smile. Yeah, <laughs> she's uh, like, we let him go. Cheeky smile. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you spell better. We give him to you. Not I, my problem. I don't awesome. remember so, this bit. So Hong yeah. Kong and their government and their their like uh, jurisdiction. <laughs> over Snowden and where he could go and not go their their side of the bargain was totally fully fulfilled so th- they couldn't be seen to be harboring or okay. assisting his escape so your one is like I got out of a political minefield there motherfucker <laughs> like she's <laughs> delighted with herself yeah. she's like any excuse not to let him on that plane James Snowden boom get on the plane son quick yeah. you're doing technical God's work is best win it's yeah. technical win yeah. technical team America can't make war with Hong Kong for harboring Snowden so they, hang on a second. So Brilliant. they yeah, genius, can't make man. war for giving up Snowden. Yeah. I genius. Genius. And the I get more money. Smile, I love, I, I'm going to make who, a meme so and put that up. Is it a mess up? Is it, was it, it a mess was up? It was a mess up on the US side for so the extradition the, papers. Just, there was someone filling the out the extradition papers, were, papers were incorrect. who said, what does the J stand for? Uh, James? James Fuck it right, I don't know for John It was Joseph in the end I don't know for John Joseph They fucked up the extradition papers So he got oh, well, you're thinking, What June? are you thinking Aiden? What are you thinking I, I'm just not convinced You've I'm, just, I'm just not convinced But that's that's what happened You're thinking Fudge that's the extradition got, papers That's how we got out of Hong Kong Fudge the extradition papers And don't cancel his passport So yeah. that he can get into the air And then you'll be able to Intercept him from the air If you watched If you watch Terminal F So the former director Of the NSA In Terminal F Is the guy saying Yeah we we kind of messed up there. We put the wrong name on the extradition paper. Our bad. You know, we could have got him in Hong Kong. Mm. Uh, okay. And he's kind of laughing as well, going, fuck, we fucked that up. Yeah, okay, you got us. Nice documentary, guys. You know, ask the right questions. So maybe it is a, like a nefarious thing to get him stuck in Russia. Maybe he is a double agent where mm. they needed him out of the hands of the USA, but to still keep him alive mm. so he could still be used as like a media shill to be able to be like, this is what happens if you blow the whistle. This is what happens if... You end up stuck in Russia you know, with Putin for the rest so of the So he's totally... Right? Sucks balls. Like, like Assange is totally castrated. Snowden is now totally castrated. All he has... Is he? Well, he has no, he has no access to any information anymore. He's just a figurehead now. Yeah, but he, he yeah, okay. He, Do you know what I mean? I think, yeah, I, think, I get your point that so as long as they're an exile, they're a figurehead of failure. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he can still, they can still work. Yeah, I mean, but what's the work that just, they're doing? Putting out the stuff that, like, yeah, the NSA are bad and, you know, uh, blow the whistle on stuff. But also what they're doing while they're saying that is also going, look what happened to me for blowing the whistle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and surely at a certain and point, like, Wiki Snowden's Nixon's having Snowden. the time of his life. Yeah. Pictures of him and his beautiful girlfriend in Russia. Yeah. Actually, I, mean, I have a theory about you know, the, the, the girlfriend's not given um, um, full status in Russia. She's no. not got citizenship. But it's hard, it's hard to get citizenship. It is, it is hard to get citizenship. Do you think Snowden, though, maybe has a bit of pull to do that? But he's like, you know what? Uh, Putin yeah. sent me I up. I want to hang out with yeah. Harrison. You don't, I got you these weekend whorehouses. I'm going to head over to no, them. No, I, I, I think he doesn't, he doesn't want to get her full status in Russia. Because once you do that, you kind of... 
You have to be Russia for Once you're in, you're in, yeah. Uh, Unless you're Lee Harvey Oswald. Oswald. Do you know, do you, I remember like the first few days when we released one of these, the biggest releases ever, massive, Snowden in the mainstream media, mm. all this information we're being spied upon. We know it now. It's documented fact. We see mm. that as a truth. Mm. Massive mm-hmm. shockwave to the world. I remember looking up Edward Snowden. Who is this guy? And you know what I see? Pictures huh? of his girlfriend being a stripper. Do you yeah. remember that? No. I, I presume it was like a propaganda. She's a she's a ballerina, or but they were making her seem like she was like a yeah, pole dancer or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe she is. I don't know. But I remember this was the story that I was reading. I was like, why am I reading this? I want to know about well, it's the, the same stuff. as Bradley Manning getting right? getting Vanity Fair took off because he's transgender. Like, right. oh, when Edward obfuscation of information, Ed, and check your sources, man. That's well, the fucking. I, but I remember that. My yeah. point is that that was that was there. It's shitty, right though, from right? the start. Right. It's not the real story. It's not Sorry, the real no, news. Let's just throw some character dirt in his way. So what happened when he was in the air from Hong Kong to Russia was that they did a Tom Hanks uh, in the terminal. Yeah. Where his his. His passport was cancelled, so he landed in Russia. They were like, "He was a non-citizen. You don't, he, have, he uh, you don't have passport. Yeah. You're not the real person." Uh, he couldn't. He couldn't pass through. And at this stage, Obama said to Putin, "You know, hand him over." Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd love to. Oh, okay. You're looking for Edward Snowden. Okay, I help you find him. Oh, I just checked down my pants. He's not here. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like, right? yeah. oh, what's this up my ass? Oh, it's it's Edward and the giant Toblerone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the R- Russia, like, we're a little bit apprehensive to take him in. Eventually, on the first of August, uh, they gave him a year's passage. Obviously, got extended to two years, or whatever. So he spent thirty nine days in in yeah, he's uh, in Shadametyev. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. What is it? <laughs> That's very funny. In uh like Sheremetyevo International Airport. Thank you. Um and he's yeah, he spent like he spent the best part of forty days there with uh, just like Jesus uh, in the Sarah, with Sarah Harrison from WikiLeaks, the two of them in a little bunker living in a windows, little roomless living in a box or a little living room. in a cardboard box. I wonder and, what they got up to in there for thirty nine days. Uh what would Plane watching boom what, would, watching, yeah. what did Tom Hanks and Catherine Zeta Jones get up to in the airport? Oh, hide the sausage? Yeah, maybe so. With that little Indian midget guy? Huh? But uh, Who would play him in the movie? I can you imagine Sarah Harrison? Is a small person? Can you imagine uh, yeah. Sarah Harrison rolling over to Edward Snowden and go, Come here, I'm not supposed to really do this when I'm on the job, but let's have sex. You won't tell anyone, will you? <laughs> and he's like, he's like you ain't gonna make me wear a condom, bitch. <laughs> no, I you know, we whistleblowers don't roll like that. Maybe she's just really fancy whistleblowers. Yeah, and whistle- and then whistleblowers go roll. <laughs> Um, Sarah, so yeah. Sarah, you do know that whistleblowing isn't actually a euphemism. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can I blow your whistle? So the Espionage Act is enacted to pin Snowden to this crime. Mm. And I, I think, Ouch. and as it's seen, it's a misappropriation of law. And it's an archaic wartime legislation to stop spies from selling secrets to foreign powers and profit from that. This is, it's not differentiating them from blowing whistles for the interest of the common people. Uh, there is no defense under this classification for Espionage Act. Like if you're if you're charged with a crime under the Espionage Act, there's no defence. You can't say, "Oh, I was only doing it because." It's like you did it. Tough shit, man. You're going to get fucking prosecuted for it. That's it. It's game over. So Snowden is now pinned to the wall in the states forever. He'll never be forgiven, right? But will Russia? You know, with all this war and ISIL and Daesh and all this kind of stuff, what will Russia it? and the US form a? An agreement so that he will end up getting extradited. Well, you saw the EU had a vote. Mm. 284 against 281 voted yes that he should be given asylum mm. in Europe. He That's a be. big thing. Should yeah. be. A massive move. Also, what, I, the, what the I thought was that the Americans had a lot of sway in the way that um, Snowden was trying to be exfiltrated from Russia going towards uh, Bolivia. 
right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, he, he, he got I know asylum. what you're talking about. No, yeah. no, asylum in Ecuador. Ecuador. But the Eva Morales, president of Bolivia. of Bolivia, his plane was taken down, forced to land. Imagine yeah. that, the Americans well, forced to Bolivia because it was on the... How did he force him to land, though? Bolivia, well, the Bolivia, they, they basically, they're, they move a plane and they, they forced... They forced well, yeah, hey, Morales, what, what they did was... Morales was on, like, the Air Force One Yeah, he was on, he, he's on sovereign ground. He's basically mm. on Bolivian soil. And the Which Americans... The Ameri- <laughs> yeah. Sorry, the Americans go to all the countries that were in the flight path, don't let that plane land. They rang up France and went, Austria, don't, yeah, you're don't right. let that plane land. Germany, don't let that plane and land. Morales is in the air and going, we need fuel. We need to, we need Why to, is no one letting us land? We're going to crash. What's we need to refuel before we head across the Atlantic. And they were forced to land in England. And as soon as they landed in England, a whole lot of fucking uh, MI6, the, MI6, MI6 agents jump onto the plane, pull the place apart, thinking that he was after smuggling Snowden on the plane. Now, that's he, diplomatic the whole time community he's like, Hey revoked. boys, I ain't got you no bag of weed here, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what right? What are you looking for, Jovis? Typical imperialist American pigs accusing us South Americans of drug trafficking. We have no Snowden on board. <laughs> no, not Snow, sir. We're looking for Edward Snowden. I have none of that either. You can never get on this plane. Oh, well... If you've nothing to hide, you've nothing to fear. Oh, okay, no problem. You shouldn't have said so. Check Come, the plane. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Have a line of coke. Don't, Don't mind, mind me stereotyping my entire uh, this, continent. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, And this he got like back to his country story, and he was like, It's not funny. Oh, well, whoop-de-doo. The Americans yeah. like forced us to land. This is like forcing no you into a political embargo. This is like, this is, yeah, this is like sovereign soil. This is forcing you into sovereign soil and doing an illegal warrant search. But it's also France, Austria, England, all these other countries just colluding. With a phone call. Hey, we're out. Squeeze guy because he stole so, 1.7 million. So imagine Swiss, if they can so. do that with France and Germany, and all they're doing it with Sweden as well. As soon as they get the sand into Sweden, they just make a phone call, and the country's mm-hmm. on a plane, and he's fucking in the slammer, and that's the end of him. Like. I read, I read reports that uh, Assange had had organised for safe passage from Snowden from the airport in, yeah. in Russia to Cuba. Was this going to well, be? His I, th- final I think yeah. it was Russia, man. I think I think Russia was also always the plan. Assange, it could have been if Assange said, but apparently like, Russia a, was the plan. had been guaranteed in Cuba, and I'm thinking if if Assange gets out of that embassy and he heads to Cuba, and Snowden, Snowden gets out of Russia and heads to Cuba, will we all just head to Cuba and start again? I wouldn't um, mind the crap. Yeah, I'll go to Cuba and start again. I don't in mind. Cuba, they don't have any brand name. Anything, it's just all. Give a fuck. I'll drink a what, Cuba they don't Coca-Cola, uh, rice and beans. I'm not in. No, that. I mean like I want Aquafresh toothpaste. I don't want just like silver. Tube toothpaste. I, I don't want fluoride-free toothpaste. I don't. I don't <laughs> want that fluoride. Yeah. I don't want to be healthy. So yeah, I mean that's the story of of Edward Snowden. Since that, he's done like numerous amounts of like TV appearances, mm. news appearances, like Panorama, interviews. BBC interviews, and uh, seminars and webinars. And he's very he's very active and uh, very good. outspoken. Looks healthy which and is, happy. Which is yeah, I mean he's not he's not under pressure. He's not he's not Chelsea Manning. Yeah, he's on, he's on Twitter. Well, then he has so like, Chelsa. Yeah, she's on Twitter, guys. He has 1.6 million followers on Twitter, and he follows only one person on Twitter. Do you know the person he follows? Yeah. The NSA. Is that true? What? That's I really swear funny. To God. Edward Snowden has a blue tick and everything. He did an AMA on That's Reddit about, about four months ago. And he only follows one person on Twitter, and it's the official account for the NSA. Good man, Snowman. That's, That's kind of like. Fuck yeah, he's got a sense of humor. That's what I love about all this hacking. All yeah, this stuff. There's such a there's, 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 the sense of humor about it. That's of my generation. It's my generation. He knows the like, crack. Fuck you, nigga. So it's that kind of it's that kind of sense of humor. Let's go through real quick some of the things that Snowden's leaks and releases showed to the world. Mm. Um, one of them is Prism. Yeah, Prism was a bit, one of the big hitters. So Prism uses massive undersea cables to glean information from around the world. Um, some countries have much more lenient data legislation. 
so that they can monitor the, monitor the info going in and out, right? Mm-hmm. So the laws in America make sure that they aren't allowed to gather info in this way. But in a contravenance of this law in Europe and South America, they can intercept the packets that were going the other way. So, mm-hmm. for example, in the US, info using servers outside the US would be tagged on the way back in, but not internally. So if you're if you're in the US and you're trying to get something from uh, a server in Brazil, they can't tag you on the way out, but on the way back, they can see where it's going and where it's coming from. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like a loophole that they're able to put all of these black chambers all around the whole world mm-hmm. and be able to get the, 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 the data going in and out, yeah. right? They have these massive undersea cables that we're going to talk about the GCHQ in a second. Uh, and that feeds all this information in, in like millions of gigabytes a day. Mm-hmm. Going back and forward, right? Massive information sharing. Them, Australia, New Zealand, France, all these countries. Brazil. Yeah, constantly sharing yeah, their intelligence absolutely. information. England is a huge, huge yeah, one. Yeah, the GCHQ and the, the uh, NSA are the two yeah. big boys of sharing that. Um, a revelation that I came to while researching all this is that you're marginally more secure if you live in the US as they're at least, as at least they have to go to a court and get the warrant to if get your info. If you're a US citizen. If you're a US citizen, you yeah, in yeah, the yeah. US. But yes, anywhere else in the world. Uh, approval. They have to. They have to have no permission, really, yeah. at all. Except what Snowden revealed with the the ex key score revelations and the prism revelations is that they just fill out like a form yeah. on a computer, an online that has form, like and just name a person, up. email address, or yeah. IP address, and then reason for search, which you can literally put in cause or whatever you want, whatever, and it lets you into I the system. I say so. Yeah, it's not overseen by anyone in, yeah. in the NSA in Congress. I don't like the and way he there, looks at There me. isn't a wrong answer you can put in that yeah. it doesn't allow you access to the system. And the millions of drones, like we said earlier on, you can just click on it like it's a YouTube video mm. and watch a live stream from however many like drones said, yeah, that they have you can, out there. You can see you know? someone's keystrokes oh live God. as they happen. You can see everything they've ever posted. It's yeah. crazy shit. So Prism only came to the existence of Public Eye because of Snowden. And this system was originally called CGAD US 984XN. And this program collects data from internet service providers about their customers and can target communications sent using these services as to origin, destination, and more contentiously, content. So what, what the NSA had purported all along was, all right, we can see who you're sending it to and we can see that you're sending it, but we can't get the content. We, can't, we know who you're calling and when and for how long, but we don't know what you're saying on the phone, mm-hmm. which is a lie because they absolutely do know. Yeah. And they're recording everything. That's where the connections with like Apple and Google and, yeah, and, and absolutely, Microsoft man. and Facebook all came in. That's and where Prism the content from. accounts for 91% of the NSA internet traffic, mm. but is most powerful and effective when used abroad. So the legislation in the US means that they have to have a warrant, but not if it's anywhere else in the world. Mm. Prism so is like, the mining and storing of like yeah. huge amounts of raw data. And they're able to put it through these huge computers that make these metadata uh, aggregates, and they're able to find out through a, a search engine database style GUI or a graphic user interface uh, like XKeyScore, mm-hmm. which is a front-end system that the NSA use um, to retroactively search back through information using keywords and using people's names and using, uh, you know, phone numbers. If they're like, hey, what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, Aidan Killian. All right, type his name no, into the thing there. Guy. And we're going to be able to see all of his emails and all his mm-hmm. phone calls and, you know, the whole lot, man. That's all in there. Each NSA data collection site, like GCHQ or any of the Black Chambers, records one billion phone calls simultaneously. Mm-hmm. One, one trillion pieces of metadata. That's bananas. Uh, simultaneously. And can record 125 gigabytes a second. So if you take it that uh, a high-def movie, how long and how big that file is. That's like five movies. It's like, it's like two gigabytes, right? 125 
gigabytes per second. That's like eight times the capacity of most people's mobile phones. 125 gigabytes, man. Yeah, but if you're in a heavily built up city and you're being, you're being watched, there could be up to like 20 cameras on you at one time. Yeah, in a, in a London is one of the so most you would camera need that much cities to take in, in that the much world. Real time information on someone, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not saying it's not scary, but you can understand why they use that much. There's over 200 sites worldwide and there's over 20 sites in the US alone. That's a serious amount of mm. data collection. Like 20 sites able to use a billion, able to record a billion phone calls and there's 20 of them in America. Mm-hmm. Like that shit is bananas, man. 500 sites of different size all over the world, mm. like of very different sorts. So GCHQ, that we've mentioned a few times, mm-hmm. is the systematic collection and analysis of all the information from the UK and maybe Ireland mm. and maybe some I'm Europe. Sure, yeah. uh, and or maybe everywhere. And basically they are a subsidiary of the NSA, but in England and under English jurisdiction. Uh, this, the, the thing that Snowden released was the Tempora program, mm. which according to him is the most invasive surveillance program in the world ever. Hmm. It was tested since 2008 and it was launched in 2011 and basically filters every bit of internet traffic in the UK through a big mad supercomputer and extracts the keywords or metadata that needs using fiber optic cables. Like billions of, of pieces of information and gigabytes and gigabytes and gigabytes per second, right? So the way it works, there's two main components, the MTI and the GTE. So the Mastering the Internet Protocol, which was redacted in the first Guardian release, and the Global Telecoms Exploitation, which kind of <laughs> describes itself in its name, Global Telecom Exploitation. <laughs> so the way it does it is it takes in every bit of data, so there's no distinction between common people and targeted suspects, because... Who's to know that a targeted suspect is not going to use a common person's phone to make or a common a phone person call. might become a suspect exactly, later at any moment? So, mm. but I might become radicalized at any moment, gents. Just so you know, <laughs> I can feel it. I'm radicalized <laughs> right now. Kill everybody. Uh, so, um, in May 2012, as of May, 300 GCHQ analysts and 250 NSA analysts had been assigned to the GCHQ to sift through all the data. That's over 500 people looking at all this mad shit coming in. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people, like, and yeah, they were instructed to to specifically disguise the origins of their data because of the political fallout from such a discovery. That sounds like a boring job. But it's it's five hundred and fifty people going, going over, yeah, going over the data of billions of people. Well, as long as they're, you don't no. have enough. To, it's like it's a billion people for each person that's in that. that I mean, most people's conversations are really boring. Yeah, yeah but imagine what happens when oh, when somebody goes today. in. Oh yeah, yeah, but when some they're not listening to that. It's when somebody's thing comes in. They go, oh, what's your man's name? Al Sakawi or something like that. Oh, quick, type that in. And then they get all this lad stuff up and they're able to go through his phone records. But when they release it to the news or when they release it to the police or they release it to the authorities, right. they're not allowed to tell where that information comes from. So it's mm. all redacted and classified. So when people go, how do you know this? We just know. We know. We know and now we know that they know and how mm. they know. So in England, there's 100 gigabits And they know second. that we know that we, they, we know that they know how do they know. <laughs> the That's me- the scary part. The text messages, phone calls, emails, and search histories for the whole country, possibly uh, Ireland as well, mm. is kept for three days, and the metadata is then kept for 30 days, right? But one weird thing that I found was that the UK violated obligations regarding the protection of its citizens under EU regulations under Article 16 of the treaties of the EU, Right? So they're basically breaking EU law by doing this. There's loads of countries at it. Mm. So Article 16 specifically stipulates that everyone has the right to protection of personal data concerning them. 
and the European Parliament shall lay down the rules relating to the protection of individuals with regard to processing of personal data by union institutions, bodies, offices and agencies. Not the NSA, not the American government, but the European Parliament. And the rules adopted on this basis shall be without prejudice to the specific rules laid down in Article 39 of the Treaty on the European Union. And that Article 39 is an agricultural and maritime law. Hmm. And it specifically pertains to stabilising markets. We're back to maritime law. Isn't that quite weird? That is a weird coincidence. Well, the money's where the power is. Follow the money. Trying to stabilise the markets using using that information. It's very odd. Like Snowden stuff really changed uh, changed the whole world. Changed the world, you know? yeah. That's, a, that's an odd EU response to the, but the G- changing face of hacking. And- yeah, the GCHQ definitely had their pants pulled down. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know... The- and it was the Americans' fault. My God, imagine that phone call. But they yeah. didn't get punished too bad, you know? What no, did they, they didn't. Just change the legend. I mean, even after it was proven that they broke their own laws in American courts, the American courts... Showed that they'd broken their own laws. Even then, Snowden not welcome back as a hero. He's still he's still extra like right. uh, uh, ostracized. Yeah. Okay, from the we're American sorry. Government. We spied on everyone. We shouldn't have done it. We were wrong. I know we're, we're really bad. However, Edward Snowden's still the baddie, and we don't care. Yeah, but look at how many yeah. terrorists. Uh, we didn't save any terrorist attacks has happened since Snowden has come out. Like people getting shot in America, like the France thing, like. A lot of mad shit happening. Like, I suppose mm. if if there was no Since. terrorist attacks and it ever, and it actually did stop everyone, mm. then you might consider the possibility of it being okay to have your freedoms taken away. But since it's yeah, now documented yes. and proven that it doesn't work at all. But what the the US Department of Defense would say is that because of Snowden's leaks, the uh, terror groups were able to see what techniques were being used against them and change their techniques, meaning that maybe some of the ones that have committed terror acts since Snowden did his leaks would have been caught with the old techniques that they didn't know about. Yeah. But they now know about and know how to better evade. So some people say oh. it's Snowden's fault that these further terrorist attacks happened and oh, that yeah. eventually we would have come yeah. to a point where the intelligence community had all of these boys wrapped up. But that'll never happen now. No, I completely get it. So selling on. weapons to terrorist organizations yes. and bombing countries all over the yes. Middle East, right? Is Okay, that's nothing to do with the fact that there's terrorism plots it's yes. all Edward Snowden's fault yes yeah. doing unconstitutional Snow- so human rights violations in your own country and then having the whistle blown on you is, yep. is that guy's fault so yeah. from now on we just blame everything on Snowden well mm. yeah pretty much like, he's an escape oh, Edward, you blame Jeremy Corbyn for going like, to war because yeah, he was funny. against the war so it's his fault that we're going well, to war well he didn't sing the anthem so therefore I think we should well, not like him the mm. weird thing that I thought about that kind of let's let's up the game. Well, he didn't have sex with a dead pig. So, would <laughs> anybody vote either. for someone who, who didn't have sex with a dead pig? The I mean, weird thing I thought about Snowden's revelations were that if you've heard of the SOPA, the Stop Online Piracy Act, mm. right? This was an attempt by the American government to reduce the encryption on everybody's devices. And Phones, Lars Ulrich, it was the American compu- government. Yeah, Lars, Lars Ulrich uh, fighting against Napster, raging against the machine still, mm. right? And. Uh, the the SOPA Act was a controversial United States bill that Lamar Smith uh, brought in to expand the US law enforcement to combat uh, online copyright infringement and piracy. So it's basically like, oh, stop downloading music and all, right? Or, or movies or any of this kind of stuff. But it also, written into the law, which is uh, like the American government is wont to do, they'll slip something in under the radar, right? Mm-hmm. So SOAP also has the power to destroy a website if it's found to contravene its legal standing. So if, if you have a website that they don't like, they can fucking switch you off. 
and it can target offshore websites and police content. So it has the lo- the, the power and the rights to look at other websites smaller in the world and go, that's a dodgy website, shut it down, I don't like it. So we're talking about like North Korea, China, media blackouts, shutting down websites because they don't like the content, Burn shutting the down WikiLeaks, books. shutting down this, f- shut it down. Switch off the yeah. DNS, switch off the IP address. No one can access that thing. You're not allowed to have that on your server. If the people who make the website don't do it, they go to the internet service providers like the likes of Google and, and Yahoo and all this stuff and go, don't feature that in your Google searches. They go into the people who run wow. it like uh, the hosts like Ultimate GoDaddy power. and stuff like that and go in and go, don't host that website. If you have any of that material on your servers, we're going to find you. Internet we're gonna domination. Fuck you up, dominate the, in- own the internet, right? So SOPA was a huge thing that was fought and destroyed and defeated, right? But since that, there's been loads of terrorist uh, activity and the terrorist activity has been pointed towards A, Snowden being guilty and making it easier for the terrorists to communicate over, uh, you know, electronic means, electronic devices. Apparently, the Friday the 13th Paris bombers were communicating over PlayStation 4 in-game chat, which is totally unmonitorable because it's, you know... No, who's in there doing that like who's looking at that shit uh, but, the only type of people to do that are the type of people to do a terrorist attack and throw a passport on the ground yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'll just leave my passport here passport. in case the bomb doesn't go right. off I need to catch a flight so, to Lanzarote <laughs> so the SOPA can shut you down at any point right and it wants to counteract a security protocol called DNS NEC or DNS security right and uh, this is an end to end encryption and they're in a fight at the moment David Cameron is in a fight with Apple and with Google and with mm. all the people that own mobile phones which so Google, Apple the Apple in the pig's mouth yeah. <laughs> oh. hey oh hey, yeah. so Google own Android and all the Android phones and Apple own iPhone and all the iPhones right mm. and they want to be able to cancel an end to end encryption so I send you a message Aiden hi Aiden I what's see up it. I really respect you I see it thanks Gordon you get it you reply I get it. Nobody else in between can intercept that packet because it's encrypted by the by the mm. device. So they do in- uh, intercept it. It's gibberish. Yeah, anyway. it's okay. all encoded. Mm. So what? That, and that's what we're, when we're sending stuff over email and all through Gmail, let's say, or Yahoo Mail or Hotmail, it's not encoded unless you're using something like Lavabit, right? So when I send you an email. Google stores that information and sends it to you. But if the Prism or the NSA want to get into Google servers to take that email out and read it, they're totally allowed to but not from iPhone to iPhone, like a, an iMessage or a FaceTime call. They're not allowed to inter- intervene in that. They're not allowed to intercept the packets, examine them, take them apart, decrypt them, and then put them back together. But SOPA wants the law to be able to be changed so that that can be done. Mm. And the DNS security was protecting that information. Now, SOPA got squashed, but since the Friday the 13th attacks, the people who are behind the GHCQ, GCHQ, uh, are are calling and uh, you know even President Hollande is calling for like you said earlier on the public Wi-Fi is to be made totally unencryptable, mm. which means as soon as you connect to a public Wi-Fi, your whole device is open. Yeah, for someone to reach in and take out whatever information they want, and the public and the hackers and the users are complaining about this SOPA thing and about this like end-to-end encryption thing, saying if there's a backdoor for the government to get in, there's a backdoor for hackers to get exactly, in, and yeah. it's going to promote much more crime and much more digital crime if you take away this safety and they're like yeah but you give us the safety and we give you security we make sure that there's no terrorism if you're allowed to give up whatever information so the NSA and and GCHQ are trying to get get all these tech firms to to lower their levels of security thus making them more susceptible to hacks from places like China North Mm -hmm. Korea and Russia but also making it easier for the NSA and GCHQ to hack them 
And is that not the stupidest thing you've ever heard in your life? And also written into this SOPA law, they're allowed to put you into jail for five years for copyright infringement for streaming online movies. Like from uh, Movie Box or Showbox or Tube any of these Two Plus or, or uh, Project Free TV or whatever, yeah. you're downloading illegally downloading TV episodes. You can go to jail for five years. Oh. So if there's acting on you at all. This is a law. It's not a law anymore. But I mean, if you're just a dude walking around and you're like, "Hey, stuff is not cool, government," rrr, and they're like, "Yeah, I saw you downloaded uh, an episode of the Notebook." Mm. What are you watching that for? You but, fucking weirdo. But also. You're going Five to the slammer. Years. But this is one of those laws in America, like the, the Federal Reserve Act, that every time it gets voted down, it just seems to keep coming back. Every it's coming back, it's coming back, and they're trying it. And now they're doing... Like the Lisbon Treaty, for instance. Now they're doing yeah. a bunch of uh, college shootings and the school shootings and shootings out in the public, and it's all like Islam and ISIS and ISIL and Daesh, and all these motherfuckers are shooting people, and they're using websites and using... They're chatting over Facebook. They're using chatting over Facebook. Facebook. They're using the, the Twitter, internet the problem to communicate with each other. So we need to be able to get into people's mobile phones to intercept them communicating each other so there won't be any more shootings it's ah, scapegoating why are people so dumb yeah well it's it's a narrative that we're putting forward as the mm. ghost conspiracy guys I think it's a pretty solid why not be too, uh, you know what I always say I always say if there's aliens though it's fucking aliens yeah all of this is a moot point that's why I don't but know but if you can put that to the side for the moment why didn't Snowden this is a big fucking issue for the why world. didn't Snowden say anything about aliens that's what I want to know mm. Mm. maybe that's his insurance David Icke was too busy doing it <laughs> yeah so look at mm. we're, we're pretty much out of time that's we're a long there, one yeah. Uh, we're going so to ask. I'll show you a long one. We're going oh, to, what are you going to end on a cock joke? We're going to ask our uh, illustrious guest Aiden to get off the fence. Mm. At the end of every show, we get off the fence and we say what we really think and what we really feel. Like going to your in head, a success, succinct fashion. Uh, well, let's start with let's start with a song. We'll ask you a few questions. Uh, so hero or or maddening villain? Julian Assange yes, is a very Assange. brave, courageous hero, mm-hmm. and he's a human being that I have the utmost respect for. I hope he continues his work. Hope he gets out of uh, the Ecuadorian embassy. Fair play to the Ecuadorians. And uh, continues his work sharing truth with the whole world. His right. rape beef? Complete nonsense. Uh, WikiLeaks. The, the, again, heroes of our time? The concept of WikiLeaks is brilliant. It's actually a world changer. No problem with whistleblowers? Whistleblowing? I think whistleblowing is great. The truth should come out there. Uh, obviously, there can be some complications if we just lash everything out there. Yeah. However, we live in a world of such... Uh, corruption and deception and lies where the the organizations come across as like, you know, the, the medical industry is often used to make sick and the the court industry is often used to to put people in prison it's like there's everything's trickery yeah so i'm all for truth i would like full truth all of the time i'm all for whistleblowers there's no fence here fucking viva Assange, what about uh, WikiLeaks? What about Snowden? Is he a, a double agent or I, I do a true a true patriot hero? This one's a little bit harder for me. Yeah. You know? This one's a little bit harder, harder. isn't it? Look I, into his I'm, history. I'm not so crystal clear on this one. Mm. I'm clear on Manning. I'm clear on WikiLeaks. I'm clear on Assange, Snowden, and what they've sacrificed to He's, to be there. Yeah, Snowden hasn't sacrificed much. A total of 39 yeah. days in captivity he spent. Well, even Toblerone's in an airport isn't really... Is that not, you don't consider that? I don't consider I that airports. a big deal, man. I could do that, no problem. Uh, you might have to one day. Right, yeah. Who knows? Well, as long as I have a you know pretty girlfriend coming over and I get to <laughs> hang out with Vladimir Putin and I have all the Toblerone's sure I can eat, happy? go to the ballet... Uh, I don't know. I, I I actually am on the fence because I'll tell you what I want. You have to get off the fence. I, want, I know that's that. The, yeah, that's the danger. Come on now. Go into your head, Edward Snowden. Is it he looks legit? really, really suspicious, his mm. background when I look at it. Yeah. 
but, but I think also, you put up some good arguments also, there with the, the idea of like if someone looked at your life, we might suggest that you are yeah. are a, a made man. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna get off the fence. Mm. I'm gonna make a decision. Snowden, gun to head. I'm open to the possible gun to head. He's a good man. He's a good man. Sanj backs him. When I look at him speak, he seems genuine. Yes, and that's the and most I trust him. Thing. Yeah. So if, if I look at all the stuff and I never saw him, I go, nah, double agent. We're, yeah. He's t- taking a piss. It's all Putin's there and Putin's friends with Bush. And they're all fucking hanging out. But and you're I'm looking at played. what he's done since. But when I look at him and I listen to him, I'm like, I believe him. Yeah. And and the inaccuracies in his history is the American government trying to make him look I don't know. Legitimate. I have no idea what's real and what's not. I, I just don't know. I, I can't tell. Yeah. But uh, I, I like him. He's the type of guy I'd like to hang out with. Have a drink. I'd love to have a drink mm. with him. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a solid guy. Mm. More than Assange. Assange, you'd spend most of the evening talking about Assange. Whereas I feel that yeah. if you went to go meet Snowden in Russia, you'd spend most of the time talking about yourself because he's like, I'm bored of talking about me. I do interviews. Let me talk about you. I yeah, can, but I that's because he's one. I wouldn't tell him that because he tell everybody. No, Jesus, no. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> tweet it to the NSA. Come I kind of I kinda like Assange too. I think he's I, I like strong. Him. I think he'd be a cheeky cunt though. Yeah. I think he'd be a good laugh. I think he'd be charming with the ladies. Yeah, Hello, I think ladies. I think, think Assange would be a good laugh until like the first time you made a girl laugh or something like that and then he'd be like, get out of here, bloody bastard. How you laugh? Right, Paul, get off the fence then. Let's talk about Julian Assange. Julian Assange, uh, I think I just got off the fence there really quickly. Uh, Assange, to me, is a wonderful person. Um, I think he's such a product of his of his life. It's yes. so, like, his life was a story that was always going to end the way it was. Rockstar life. Yeah, that was always going to come there. The only thing that I, you couldn't really see coming from his childhood was that there was going to be, like, somewhat of a trumped-up rape beef and that he was going to get kind of sequestered in a, yeah. in a embassy. I was going to say crappy embassy, in a really well, nice well, embassy. What do you think of a rape beef, then? Um... I feel for for anyone that's uh, been abused sexually and I feel for anyone that, uh, you know, it takes a lot of bravery to come forward, anyone that's had to do that. And I feel for anyone that maybe came forward because they were worried about having contracted a sexually transmitted disease and then thought they could maybe blackmail to a degree but push the guy into getting an AIDS test by threatening to go to the police. And then as soon as you make your first statement to the police, the police take it and the, the local state prosecutor runs with it and yeah. creates trumped up charges. And you're in the middle of this storm going, oh God, like the only way out of this is to admit I lied, but I don't think I did lie. So I don't want to say that. But how else do I, how else can I clear his name? And oh, feck, what's going on? And so I, I'm going to keep an open mind for those girls and say maybe they had a, you know, they were pawns in a bigger game. But do you but think, I think that the bigger game is Assange done the raping? No, I don't think he did the raping, no. and I think that Sweden are are playing bitch boy to the yeah, United States absolutely. of America. A lot in, of people in trying to extradite him. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I what think, think that, of uh, England and London played bitch boy trying to extradite him to Sweden, and I think that the Ecuadorians were the only ones with a set of balls and all of this. Cojones. Fair play to their cojones. So, what about WikiLeaks? WikiLeaks is brilliant, amazing. I hope it keeps going forever, and I think I I think the people need to talk about it more. Because if you look at their last three years' output, it's gone down a lot. Well, obviously Assange's. they didn't have yeah they didn't have Manning and they didn't technically get the scoop on the the Snowden leaks either. Yeah. But it's there. People need to remember it's there. People need to remember it. This needs to keep going. This can't just fade away and be forgotten about. Yes, and we can't rely on hackers to do it because the war on hackers is even more vitriolic than the war on whistleblowers. Right? Enough. So like, hmm. what we need are like I think with their idea with the Wikipedia idea of of aggregating lots of little sources here and there. What they didn't want was a Manning and a Snowden who were like super leaks, who had their whole lives changed and had to disappear and everything. What they want are millions of little leaks. Yes. Millions of people just taking one file that will never be missed, never be noticed, taking little pieces of information that they already have maybe on a device at home. 
that's already out of yeah. the system and isn't being checked. Just if we all come to, if anyone in positions of power can just take little bits here and there, we can build up, like what they wanted, build up a picture of the truth via Wikipedia, via an aggregation of information. Yes, true evidence. And yes, and that would be a beautiful thing. Yeah. If, if we get millions of little leaks, then these big explosive ones don't really, you know, kind of flash in the pan, but then go away. Yeah. We need to build up a picture of what's going on behind the scenes with the government. It's and like a dribbly bum versus violent diarrhea. Exactly. We yeah. need lots more people. You don't have to give super leaks. You don't have to change your life forever and end up in a jail cell and become a woman. You can just give little leaks here and there. And if there's enough of us, we'll get through. Exactly. Well, fuck these fuckers. People on the think, inside. What do you think about Snowden then? Double uh, agent? Sound fella? I think hey, the weird thing is I was very against Snowden after doing research. And then halfway through this, you started talking about your life. And I went, huh. Oh, you know yeah. what? If we see it from that point of view... He seems like a regular guy. He seems like, like, if he's working special ops and like top secret stuff and classified clearance, no wonder like a lot of his movements look weird. Or they were told that you know he wasn't technically working for the the government at the time. They, I, I imagine, they do that kind of thing to hide to hide employees, long term employees, and. I think he was probably just, you know, like he said, he was a smart guy. He rose to the ranks really quick. He was skipping around all over the place. Um, and he was born into it somewhat with his family working there. And he just is who he says he is. And any inconsistencies to me are probably the US government trying to discredit him a little bit and make it look like, get the conspiracy theorists against him, sort of shouting out that, oh, he's he's planted by the government and all his information is planted, so ignore it all. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I think his, his, his million or so things that he mined out of there before he left is probably the truth. And I can't wait to see what else is coming out. I hope someday him and, him and uh, WikiLeaks get out their insurance files. I'd like to see those. Gordo? The, let's start with uh, the, the snowman himself. Uh, I think there's a possibility of him being a double agent. I think Right. Where do you stand on that? There, yeah, not as much as, you know, we were saying earlier on the show, we're kind of half joking. I think it is like, yeah, you have to look at his background. It, it could be misconstrued one, one way or the other or either way. I don't think, really, I don't think he, he is. But the possibility of it being, you know, something nefarious or something sketchy is there, right? Totally. Um I think that he's really brave. I think that he, you know, he, he was in a position where he could share all of this stuff. And I think he put himself into that position with that in mind and fair fucks to him. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the fact that he's still talking, that he's still alive, he's still out there and he's still, you know, entertaining people uh, with the information and trying to keep it in the public domain and the public sphere of thinking is really brave as well. Because, like, I mean, if you keep on talking out, eventually you're going to get snuffed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, fair play to that. But, but... With Snowden as well, I think it, the media are still, he's still a media darling because they have this perpetuation of this is still what happens to you though if you get, if you start whistleblowing, mm-hmm. this is what happens. Do you know what I mean? Um, so like, it's kind of like a two-way street, but I do think I am off the fence on the side of him being sound. Right. He's uh, genuine Assange is also sound. I'd love to yeah. go for drinks with him and, uh, you know, know what he knows or how yeah. he does what he does. And his his story is uplifting. Uh, the fact that he can come to such a success and the minute he put his hand on a keyboard after 20 years, he was straight back to it. Like, it seems like a rock and roll story, you know? Yeah. Uh, the hacker s- turned good. Uh, exactly, yeah. I mean, he yeah. he he turned it around and um, he made a really huge impact on the world. With WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks I think is the... Over the next year or so, when he comes back out mm-hmm. as, you know... On tour, yeah, on tour, like back for... in back in the the public sphere. Mm-hmm. I think he's incorruptible. I think he's definitely has like, you know, one of the biggest profiles of someone who is doing good for the world. Mm-hmm. Like, not a messiah is the wrong word, but definitely a a, a figurehead of good and right yeah. and and honor. 
and, uh, and Jeremy fair, Corbyn fair and Bernie Sanders just like maybe not the greatest dude in the world yeah. but you know what if I can get behind anyone I can get behind this guy and I don't believe the red beef I believe you know you train you know just put the tip in just for a second just see how it feels just the tip and then someone fucking complains about it and then you're done now I'm not diminishing anybody's like sexual abuse claims or anything like that but also like you said these two girls went look he did a weird thing with his willy and then the police went Julian Assange is after doing a weird thing with his willy and then whoever was listening to it goes Assange is after doing a weird thing with his willy and then they just pinned him to the fucking wall as soon as he gets out of that Ecuadorian embassy and starts doing some stuff again we'll see the, the, the real power of what he has to do and if he's able to get Snowden out of Hong Kong with a phone sitting in a small office in an Ecuadorian embassy yeah. like if he still has that amount of power yeah I think we can expect great things from him in the future you know are you expecting him and Snowden to unite in, in physicality in person at some uh, point? And- I'm sure if he gets if he gets out that he will go over and meet him, yeah. Give him a big hug. That'll be a media circus. And try to but destroy like, the internet with their laser beams. Absolutely. Mendax, Mendax straight back. Um, WikiLeaks, I think, is great and I think it should keep going. I mm. think that, um, like you said, it's quietened over the last three years. Mm-hmm. But that's obviously because of Assange's incarceration or voluntary incarceration. But I think there's more people out there talking about it and there's more people out there doing it now. When Assange went in, it was like Occupy was just rolling up. There was like, not, SOPA was kind of knocking on the on the doors of, of privacy and stuff like that. With the, the shootings that happened in San Bernardino on the, the Friday the 13th Paris attacks and stuff like that. If WikiLeaks was out there still accepting stuff and Assange was, you know, steering the boat, that mm-hmm. there could be some information about that that would you know, crack the case and, and realise the, the fears and suspicions of the public as to, hey, something's going on here, there's something mm. not right, you know. So... One for the future. Yeah, hopefully. I think I think we're all three for three, uh, all in support of these boys. Yeah. Snowden, Assange, WikiLeaks, good, good, good. Um, Tis the future of truth. Thank, thanks, for, thanks for listening to those conspiracy yes. guys and thanks to our thanks guest, Aidan. Thanks a million, man. Thanks for some great insights there long, about both whistleblowers and... Uh, it's good to be here. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I man. love this subject. It's something I'm very mm. passionate about I, I mean, I have created an hour comedy show yeah. about whistleblowers. If you want stand-up comedy with passion about whistleblowers, Julian Assange, Manning, if you, Snowden. If you get a chance to go see that show, it's, it's really good. It's, it's, uh, it's online. You're on tour now around the yeah, world, Yeah, I'm going right? to Australia. I'm in Glastonbury this night. Well, yeah, this, yeah. this in six summer. Months. Yeah, June, this summer, right? Yeah. Spread the good uh, word. Sounds. Yeah, so I can't wait. If right? you're in Glastonbury, you want to go see it and uh, give him a high five. And uh, but it, I'm on, it's online. The show's online. Just yeah. check out my website www. The Holy Trinity of Whistleblowers. AidenKillian.com. A i d a n k i l l i a n. Dot c o m. Or if you want mm-hmm. my book, which do you is know the IP my address own, of that? Website? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> one two two. Dot, two, two, you know. the, and, and then my, and book, a, my book's about book, my yeah. own experience mm-hmm. whistleblowing. This sounds amazing, this yeah, one. So if you want fun, it's serious stuff, you can use it. We'll if put you a have link to that book up on our website, yeah, and on our t-shirt section, on our, you, you can, can buy stuff off us section. So D- Defend yourself against corporations yeah. and have fun. It sounds like a really great It's like recycling. It's like if we all do our little bit, you know? we can change yeah. the world. You can, you can get that on dearplonker.com. Nice. Dearplonker.com. So Aidan Killian, Dearplonker and... The Holy Trinity of Whistleblowers. If you do get a chance to see that show, it is really good. Mm. Yeah, and, maybe uh, we can put a. Can we put a clip up on your website? We surely yeah? will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll put get a small clip, clip in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We'll we'll one about snow. This is a comedian something. trying to make a difference, folks. Ah, yeah. That's a real thing. They ah, do yeah. exist. He's uh, just George Carlin. He's, he's been called, you. The, he's been it, called the Irish Good Doug Stanhope. George is dead. He's been called the Irish Bill Hicks and the Irish Doug Stanhope. So, like, he he is trying to make a difference. And you know, some of us couldn't stick it out. Comedy's hard. In in is sticking it out there against all odds and. um Make a difference. It's a good mm. message. So thanks for listening to those conspiracy guys. You can it's follow us on here. Twitter at T Conspiracy Guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian, have you got a Twitter? 
Oh, I'm on it, yeah. I'm crap. Aiden Killian. Aiden Killian. K-I-L-L-I-N. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash those conspiracy guys. We're on Pinterest if you're into that. I'm moderating that and I'm having a great crack. You can see like the machinations of our mind and our source material. as mm. uh, Pinterest.com <laughs> forward slash T conspiracy guys. We also have that crowdfunding, patreon.com forward mm-hmm. slash those conspiracy guys. If you really like the show, if you like to hear more, if you want to see more of those YouTube videos, you can go on there. You can make a donation. Give it a uh, look, guys. We explain everything. Everything on there. is on it. There's a video on it. Can't miss. They're worth, oh, at, least, a video they're worth at least a hundred dollars. Oh, uh, I, look! If everybody who's going to listen to the last episode mm. would give one dollar, mm. right? So we're talking about tens of thousands of people listen to the last episode and the episode before and the episode before. If even one dollar from every person who listened to one episode of this show was given, me and Paul could do this full time for a year. Both Whoa. together. Think how good it would be then. Not Think how good it would be better. Then. You yeah. could replace me YouTube with videos. Russell Brand. <laughs> well, um, I shall fly Edward Snowden over here in a private jet. Yeah, man. Yeah. One dollar from everybody could could really make a difference. So make your own little difference. Uh, go and have a look at Citizen Four. Have a look at Terminal F. Have a look at We Steal Secrets. Get informed. Stay informed. And uh, don't be afraid of your internet search history. Yeah, and check your sources, folks. Absolutely. Remember. Don't be afraid. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't believe everybody. anything we said. Don't believe anything. Be happy. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't check it at all. No, we made it no, up on the spot. We're, we're no right research right. whatsoever. So I thanks for guys. listening, and uh, we'll see you all next time. We will indeed. Bye. Bye. Bye.